heal it. The dark forces are upon us. Find these beasts, or whatever they are. Our world is dying. There is nothing to go back to. If our people are to survive, we must make a home here. Whatever happens. Whatever happens. If we do not unite, our world will perish. This doesn't need to happen. There is one who may help us. For orcs, there is no other life but war. No, but with the humans' help, there could be. Why are you here? To save our people. Can we trust him? They're beasts. They should all be destroyed. Are you sure about that? We'll protect the kingdom. You and I. You side with the humans. Against your own kind. This is suicide. We have no choice. We should attack with full force. Whatever you plan to do, do it now! Episode 142. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Gonna toss it, gonna taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jason. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the leftovers. leftovers. All right, yeah, this week we are reviewing uh, Warcraft, uh, and then we're going to be doing uh, a little bit later on, uh, just so you know, it, it, not directly after Warcraft, I don't think. I, it, it may or may not be. We're going to be talking about Voltron. Yeah. I just want to warn everybody, because yeah. I don't want anybody freaking out about us not getting to the content. Right. <laughs> that seems to be an issue these days. Mm. <laughs> so, Warcraft and Voltron are played as full. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, last week we reviewed uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. And uh, I got a question for you guys, and I've always kind of like wondered this. I guess it's like one of those things like people might think it, but they don't say it out loud. They just kind of like go with it. In the original theme song for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the '87 cartoon, like like part of the song is. Heroes in a half shell. Uh-huh. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. It's like a shell is it's it's not half a shell. No. 
It's a whole shell. Yeah, no, try to make sense of it, though. Like, somebody will try to make sense of it. Try to make sense of heroes in a half shell. What the fuck is a half shell? I, I, and I did a little digging. Okay. Okay? Did a little digging, like, where the fuck did this half shell bullshit come from? Yeah. I, like, I love the turtles, but that makes no fucking sense. Agreed. agreed. Heroes in a half shell. Right. What the fuck is that? Power? <laughs> I don't know what a half shell is. And they were talking about, like, when you go to a seafood restaurant... You can order clams in the half shell. Uh huh. What the fuck does that have to do with turtles? It is not yeah, the, their belly section isn't open, is it? I no. guess it is. Well, but it's still it's all part, part of the shell. Yeah, it's still part of. Oh, it, it is part of the. When shell. When they okay. die, like that's all that's left is the whole shell, the entire shell. So yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Not understanding the whole half shell concept in the song, and no. I mean, people, you know, it's just ignorant people singing along <laughs> shit they don't understand. Yeah. What you're telling me? I've been singing the song for the past twenty years, and it's talking about praising Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go! I did zero research. Just, it, yeah, zero research, and you've just been praising Hitler, you piece of shit. <laughs> and I'm not saying that this song has anything to do. <laughs> With Hitler. Yeah, there's no kidding. So, I was, I did start a documentary this week. Yeah. We're, we're gonna get the Warcraft. Chill the fuck out, everybody. We're gonna get the Warcraft. I was watching a, I started a documentary. I didn't finish it. It's a new Morgan Spurlock documentary. Yeah. Oh, I like him. It's on, uh, Netflix or Showtime or something. I can't remember. Uh, and I like him too, but I, I'm having a real time. I'm like maybe 20 minutes into this thing. I'm having a hard time, like, really getting into it. It's called Meet the Hitlers. And it's about people that, have the last name of Hitler and refuse to change their last name, even though they know the history that's associated with that last name. Wow. And, uh, you know, you've got uh, tons of different people. You, there's even, like, a young girl, and her last name's Hitler. Mm-hmm. And they, she was showing, like, you know, pages from, like, her yearbook, like, we love you, Hitler, and, like, people writing it <laughs> and shit. And I, I, it's, I guess it's, like, an interesting concept to kind of, like, document these people. Yeah. You know, and it's, I guess it's, like, they talked about this one guy, and he'd go, he he's, like, like a construction worker, and he'll go to, like, you know, Home Depot, and they want to see, like, his ID, mm-hmm. and he pulls it out, and then they're like, okay, can we see another form of ID? Because they don't believe it. You know, yeah. it's like, who the fuck has the last name of Hitler? God. And then you got some people, th- these guys are like, I'm not changing it. I'm not changing my last name. Yeah. I'm, they're stubborn. They, they got to keep that Hitler na- name in there. <laughs> <laughs> these are people from North America mostly? No, there's, they got a German guy in there, I oh. think. And I mean, it's, not everybody's from America. But, uh, I mean, there's one guy that moved here from, like, another country and shit. Mm-hmm. His last name was Hitler. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, that yeah. isn't interesting. How long is that? Uh, about an hour and a half or so, something like that. Hour mm. 40. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like he's stretching for an idea for a doc, though. Yeah, it does. I, his next one is going to be like, uh, you know, uh, Hitler size me, and he's going to ha- change his last name to Hitler for 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> see how see how everybody reacts to that shit. I don't know. <laughs> Having some problems with the audio there? Yeah, keeps bit. cutting out. I'll pause. It's distracting as fuck, Jake. <laughs> Sorry. There we go. Every time. You good. <laughs> yeah. Half shell. Fucking half shell. What the fuck is a half shell? Yeah, that's fucked up. Heroes in a half shell. Just singing along, ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> so you did research. You didn't find nothing out, basically, no, except they, for the clam. The thing. clam thing. Mm. Yeah. And like they, 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 they thought they, they liked the way it sounded. They knew, they knew it made no sense. <laughs> but they just went with it anyway. <laughs> you know why? Because kids are fucking stupid. Yeah. You know? kids, kids don't question anything. Yeah, I didn't question it. I thought it was. So, I thought, like, honestly, I think for years, I thought, like, oh, okay, 
it must mean something. Uh-huh. I'm just not privy to said information, <laughs> and I blocked it out of my fucking brain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so you just go along, you know, 30 years later, you're like, finally, you sit down to yourself, and you, you're having a come-to-Jesus moment. <laughs> what the fuck is a half shell? And then it all just comes pouring out. On a podcast. So if somebody could explain this half-shell bull... And there's going to be some asshole that listens to this show. Oh. Well, Brian, you're... Clearly... <laughs> are you stupid? Half-shell means this. And it's like, okay, you're a Wikipedia master. Yeah. You're a Google fucking... You're a Google guru. You're a Google. You're you're a fucking asshole that just has a keyboard in front of you and you can do a fucking search on a search engine. That's all you are. Yeah. And, and don't give me some fucking bullshit reason. Give me the goddamn definitive reason yeah. why it's a half shell. Scientific evidence. Yeah, you come on here and you, you tweet me your shit. <laughs> Act like I'm an ignorant fuck. Like I'm the only person that's ever wondered what the fuck a half shell is. <laughs> like the rest of the world out there is just that we all know what a half shell is. It reminds me of the Francis Scott Key debacle. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. That episode. Oh man. oh, man. I should Google it and figure it out myself before yeah. we get those tweets. <laughs> Let's yeah. Let's pause it. We'll come back. <laughs> I guarantee you, that's what somebody else is doing right now. Oh, yeah. Then they then they come then they come on their Twitter. They come on our Facebook page, all pompous and smug, like they knew it from the get go. Like they they knew the first time they heard the song. Oh yeah, half shell. <laughs> yeah, that that's uh, definitely referring to uh, blah 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 blah. Fuck you. <laughs> you don't fucking know. You didn't know. You just had to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> So have fun with your dead-end search, asshole. <laughs> nice. I hope it is a dead-end search. I do, too. <laughs> I hope they go nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I thought I'd open the show with that. Nice. <laughs> um, last week, okay. Uh, oh, last week I didn't talk about this, but last week on the Facebook page, uh, people have been asking for uh, Pop Culture Leftovers t-shirts. Yes. I want a t-shirt. I want a t-shirt. For, for fucking three years now, we haven't had t-shirts available. People begging for shirts. Gotta wear the Pop culture's leftover, pop culture leftovers logo on my chest. Got to, got to do it. So I, I, uh, unbeknownst to anyone, I just threw up. Uh, we have, we have a uh, designbyhumans.com page now where you can buy T-shirts, baseball tees. You can buy uh, tank tops. Uh, you can buy cell phone cases. All with the pop culture leftovers logo on it. People have just been jonesing for these, Jake. <laughs> yeah. Jonesing for them. Just, I can't wait to wear it. I'm gonna wear it on my half shell. You know, you know, fucking Johnny Hitler out there is like ready to fucking buy one of these and, and sport this logo on his half shell. We must have sold thousands already. Six. <laughs> all, all t-shirts. Yeah, I can't wait. To, can't wait. Yeah, I don't know. I can't see. I, I really can't see like what people ordered. Yeah. People have to tell me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all you do is you go to designs by humans. Or 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 is it? I don't know. It's designed I, by humans. I don't. I don't know. You yeah. know. I can't back you up on design. This. Designedbyhumans.com. Six, huh? And then uh, just do a search for PC leftovers, and you'll find our shop. Our our shop there, and mm. you can order this shit. Six. Yeah. What a, our fans are a bunch of jerks. What are you coming out with shirts? Six. Even on the post. Even on the post, there's more than six people saying, "Oh, I'm going to buy one of these for sure." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 40, like 45 fucking people like the Facebook post. Yeah. Six of them bought shirts. <laughs> Six. So supportive. I'm, I'm waiting for my next paycheck. <laughs> so. can, can I buy a shirt on Link? 
<laughs> oh no! <laughs> Basically, saying our audience is on welfare. <laughs> Some of them. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we're gonna move on here to our iTunes reviews for the week. I've been putting these off. Oh, sweet up. Word, I missed something. <laughs> iTunes reviews this week. Uh, let's see here. First one comes from Teak Rose, titled Love the Show. It's a five-star. You guys are awesome. This is the only podcast I have recommended to my friends. And now she has no friends. <laughs> yeah, they've all, they've all abandoned her. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? <laughs> no, all of her friends are going to email in about the old half-shell incident. <laughs> Let us know that we're idiots. We should know what a half-shell is. Um, next one comes from Ty Me. <laughs> and it's uh, titled, Hi. Hello. Clearly a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's a five-star. You guys talk about your dicks a lot. What if instead of spreading your commentary about it over your 100-something podcast, you get it all done in a four-hour-long podcast? Hashtag free the peen. So I guess we just want to, he just wants to have an a inundated dick cast. It's just all dick. Four hours, and we just get it out of our system. <laughs> Yeah, you think that's possible? I don't think that's enough time. New things emerge all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so we need more time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Five stars, too. It sounds like a complaint. It, it kind of does. Mm-hmm. It kind of <laughs> does. Yeah, get it all out of your system. No. I, get to the content. <laughs> it's one of those. <laughs> get to the content. <laughs> Not enough yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, four hours. Your dicks are going full shell, not half shell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, between three guys, that's four hours. It's nothing on yeah. penises. Yeah, maybe half mast. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next iTunes review comes from Julio McDuff. Hmm. Nice. Julio McDuff has had enough. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The sounds of it. One star. Yes. I'm <laughs> good old Julio here. It's titled Brutal. <laughs> Listening to this podcast is like being stuck on a bus sitting next to a bunch of college bras. <laughs> Obnoxious and sophomoric. Oh, Nice. Oh, Jay, it that hurts. hurts your feelings. Yeah, no. That Julio McDuff isn't a fan. No, I don't care. Fuck you, Julio. Yeah. Never finished college, by the way, so shut up. That's the whole review? That's it, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, fuck that. <laughs> We've had a McDuff. Uh, he's, yeah. uh, you know, he's kind of, he's right. I mean, yeah. we, we are obnoxious and sophomoric, but... It's kind of crazy because some people like it. Oh, yeah. It's weird. Next one comes from Junkerman72. It's titled, You Don't Know Me. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for putting this up. Uh, I've been listening for a little over a week. References from Justice League to The Walking Dead. I was driving down the road and heard the references to Monster Squad and thought I was the only person who loved that movie. It made me pull over and fap one out right there hmm. on the highway. 
We used to be pulled That's kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just tying it into we talk about our dicks too much. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't say that. He says, <laughs> I was like, Ugh, our yeah. voice is still playing while he's fapping it <laughs> I'm, I'm just letting that one listener know that we're not going to stop talking about dicks. Nice. So, it made me pull over and write the review. I've never watched Star Wars or Star Trek, but I guess I'll have to give them a shot now. Thanks again for making my cross-country commute so easy the last week. Can't wait to see how you guys bash my review. Stop calling it. Stop fucking calling. Uh, I'm getting sick of that yeah, shit. Yeah, makes it no fun. Makes it no fun. You take all the power away from us. Self-degradation. Can't, yeah. Can't, yeah, can't wait. I can't wait to see how you guys roast me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No. If uh, yeah, we we do kind of want to hurt your feelings mm-hmm. a little bit, but like you take you're taking our power away when you do that. Yeah. Knock it off, people. <laughs> the people have been doing that more in the emails, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, now you'll ban me. <laughs> Please ban me. Go ahead and ban me. Cause, see, yeah, yeah, see if I care. See if I care. What's the guy's name again? Something 72. Uh, Junker Man. Yeah. yeah. I take it he was born in 72, Probably. and he hasn't seen fucking Star Wars or Star Trek yet? I don't, 72, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was born in 72. You'd think he would be. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yeah. That's crazy. Took us, took us to change his mind on that. Go check him out. <laughs> but, 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 not, not, I'm not knocking it. But yeah. like, but he has. Let's be fair. He has seen Monster Squad. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's kind of odd. I love Monster Squad, but I've never seen a single Star Wars movie. Right. Wow. Or one episode of Star Trek. Yeah. Not interested, huh? <laughs> All these years. Yeah. Wow crazy let us know what you think when you watch star wars mm-hmm. oh yeah and definitely watch episode four five and six first yeah yeah my opinion. yes that's just my opinion mm-hmm. so. spoiler han dies <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah baby yeah. all right guys let's uh let's move on to you guys want to jump into our warcraft review yeah, yeah why not all right do it we're jump. really getting quick into the advertised cotton here <laughs> yeah. we, should, we should bullshit around some more. Talk about her dicks or something. <laughs> <laughs> Synopsis for Warcraft. Uh, the peaceful realm of Azeroth stands on the brink of war as its civilization faces a fearsome race of invaders, orc warriors fleeing their dying home to colonize another. As a portal opens to connect to two worlds, one army faces destruction and the other faces extinction. From opposing sides, two heroes are set on a collision course that will decide the fate of their family, their people, and their home. Ooh. Instructed by Duncan Jones, um, last week, last week, I gave Aaron some shit and said it was directed by Duncan Sheik. (laughs) (laughs) It's written by Charles Levitt, Duncan Jones, and Chris Metzen. Uh, it stars uh, Tram- Travis Fimmel as uh, Anduin Lothar. Remember Lothar of the Hill People? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't there a song? Yeah. Lothar of the Hill People. <laughs> uh, it's Saturday Night Live People. Great Mike Meyer sketch from, mm-hmm. the, from the 80s and 90s. So uh, Paula Patton as, uh, as uh, Garona. Okay. Gorona. Is that her name? Is it, was yeah. It, was it Gorona? It's like Corona, but Gorona. My Gorona. I have a confession. I didn't retain anyone's you know name might, from you, this movie. You know what? <laughs> no, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you had to write it down. Yeah. yeah, if you put a gun to my head and say, yeah. hey, two characters from Warcraft, you might as well just blow my fucking brains out. <laughs> 
I'm coming out with I'm coming out with like a cough. And then when you cock the gun, I'm saying beardy magic guy. <laughs> Orc face. Jesus Mick looking orky. Mick orky. <laughs> That's fucking true, man. I'll remember Lothar now, thanks to the yeah. Myers thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that's a good mnemonic device. Yeah. Um, Gro- Sharona. My Sharona. That song. You know what that song's about? Uh. Uh-uh. It's about. It's about a guy like wanting to get with like a young girl, oh, like no. an underage girl. Ooh. Oh, wow. There was a lot of that kind of shit in music. Read back the lyrics then. to that one. Oh, my little pretty one, pretty one. Yeah. Wow. God, that's sick. Wow. That's <laughs> creepy. Uh huh. The knack. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I thought we'd uh, you know start the show talking about uh, pedophiles. It's <laughs> a good way. To... Pedophiles in music. <laughs> yeah. There we go. All right. Yeah. Sophomoric and obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> Coming straight at you. Yeah. That's happening. Uh, ben Foster as Medivh. I think that was Beardy Magic Guy. Yeah. Yeah, Beardy Magic. <laughs> kind of Jesus looking. Yeah. yeah, he was the, I don't remember, the the dude that was going to protect them. The Guardian. Yeah, the Guardian. There it is. Yeah, the Guardian. Nice, Jay. <laughs> Good save there. Deep uh, cut. <laughs> <laughs> He was a main character. <laughs> I at least remembered Guardian. Oh, man. I remember the uh, Guardian with uh, Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah. and um, I remember that. Yeah. What was his name? Ashton Kutcher. Mm. That, I like that movie. I've never seen it. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in years, but I remember it being good. Yeah. Enjoyed it quite that. a bit. Uh, Toby uh, Dominic Cooper, our new preacher, mm. as uh, Lane Wren, the king. Uh, Toby Cabell as Durotan, and then they also have here slash Antonitis. I mean, he, <laughs> he goes by two names I don't remember. I don't remember so, that. Pick one. Yeah. Uh, ben Schnetzer. Schnetzer. <laughs> Sounds like a penis. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a rash on my Schnetzer. <laughs> He goes by uh, his character. Apparently, his name was Cadgar. Uh, okay. So, yeah. which one was he? He was the other guardian that oh, wasn't a guardian. Shut the fuck up, Jay. <laughs> he was like the guardian's like butler. He's Jay's taking all the fun out of it. <laughs> no, Jay remembers too much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> taking all the fun out of this. He, um, he was the one ogre that had um, about a zillion bones on his butt. Right. <laughs> oh my god! No, like if you're raiding ogres, like. In flair, mm-hmm. I'm talking like office space flair. Yes, from Chotsky's. There's a lot of ogres that have a lot of flair. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. A lot of flair going on mm-hmm. with these ogres. <laughs> They're representing yeah. the, the orc Chotsky's. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I kept I, like I kept looking at like all the different, and I'm not knocking like the orc designs or anything like that. They like like they like, kind of look cool. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, Jesus Christ, can you cram more shit on that guy? <laughs> I, I I didn't know if they were the horde or the hoarders. It's like, because like pretty much like they had everything they owned like strapped to their fucking body. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Beads and necklaces, all this chunky ass jewelry and shit. <laughs> Looked like I was fucking watching like a, like a, like an orc QVC fucking, <laughs> like these guys just buy the worst fucking orc jewelry and wear this chunky oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Dude, the orc hot topic. Yeah. Oh, that place is always packed. Yeah. <laughs> I need rhino shoulder pads. Yeah. Very gothic. Do you guys have rhino shoulder pads? 
Let me check the back, man. They all look, they all look kind of like Guar members to me. Like, <laughs> yes. You know? yes, yes. Uh, Robert Kaczynski as Ogrim, uh, Clancy Brown as uh, Blackhand, uh, Daniel Wu as Gul'dan, mm. uh, Ruth Nega as uh, Lady Teria. So there's kind of like a little preacher reunion here. Mm. Uh, you know, she's a tulip and preacher. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then uh, let's, I guess. <laughs> what a cast. What a, what a, wow. Star-studded movies. <laughs> I, I guess we're going to jump into rating this thing. Um, here is our rating system. If this is the first time you've ever listened to Pop Culture Leftovers. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. I I think we're going to change the rating system to a half shell and a full shell <laughs> from now on. And then no shell if it's yeah, yeah, terrible. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give this one, uh, I'm going to give this one uh, no shell. Hero, <laughs> heroes in a no shell. <laughs> I'm going to give it a, a high half shell. <laughs> uh, a mid. <laughs> mid to high half shell. All right. I, I, I'm going to have us rate this one. Um, the rating system, toss it, taste it, Tupperware. Jay, uh, go ahead and rate Warcraft. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'll just say I didn't hate this, okay? I'm not going to give you my rating yet. I didn't hate this. Uh, of course, it's not a Marvel movie. Right, it's not a Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. I, I, do, do you Honestly, do you toss anything unless it is a Marvel oh, movie? Oh, well, we'll see. I'm just... <laughs> We'll see. Okay. Um, All right. A good rule of thumb, though, is yeah. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. If it's, if, if, if it's made by Marvel Studios, it. it's toss time. <laughs> like a J graph. Is it made by Marvel Studios? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It goes straight to toss. Yeah. Um, there, there were small things that I liked about this, and I would say um, the story would be one of them. I do. I did enjoy the actual story. Now, how it was executed. I thought was horrible. Um, number one, the writing was was terrible for all of these characters. I did not care for any of the lines from any of these characters. There was a lot of forced humor that I did not enjoy. There was a lot of contradictory um, things that happened between these characters, and you're just like, why the fuck did they decide to do this all of a sudden when I'm led to believe that they're this way? And it wasn't like a, a weird twist or something. It was just like, oh, now he feels this way. And then he, then they're going back to this way. Um, the main characters, um, and you know, this goes even to when some people die, spoiler alert, some people die in this, don't give a fuck. I mean, mm-hmm. I just, there's nothing that is drawing me to any of these characters. I liked the, uh, as far as like the special effects go, I enjoyed the magic stuff. I enjoyed the fell magic as well as kind of the, you know, light side magic. I liked that. The whole portal opening, depending on all these people dying, that was, you know, that was, you know, impactful. But overall, um, yeah, overall, the writing was just terrible. It, it had a story there, and it was not executed successfully because you just I just didn't care about any of these characters or what they had to say. And I was just bored to tears by, by the dialogue. Mm-hmm. So that it's a, it's a toss-it. Total toss-it. Total toss-it. Yeah. But you don't hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah, I thought, I mean, I, you know, there, there's a difference. You can still toss something and not, and, and not hate it. Like, I'm never going to watch this again, 
Um, but th- there were certain things that I liked that I, I didn't expect. Can so. you let people know like what your experience is with World of Warcraft? I know that have you played this game? I've played it very little, and I've known a lot of people that mm. have devoted a lot of time to okay. it. But as far as like knowing the the lore and that, mm-hmm. I was yeah, I, I went in pretty blind. And and I thought that I didn't really think that that was confusing. You know, I think they explained enough of that stuff to where I felt like I understood what the story was. Mm-hmm. But I know how a lot of people aren't going to at all. So yeah. they're going to be lost but <laughs> jake yes world of warcraft or, or excuse me warcraft yeah, yeah. Ooh. Mm, it's just warcraft it's just warcraft it's not based off world of warcraft it's I'm based off warcraft typing an email <laughs> warcraft one star those are two completely different stories <laughs> this is this is not a, this yeah. is not an adaptation <laughs> the original story <laughs> all right i'm gonna give warcraft a low taste it mm. I didn't completely hate this movie. I agree with Jay that the plot was fucked up. I feel like there was a good plot there, but horrific pacing made it impossible to follow. Um, really, the saving grace of this movie to me was the special effects. I thought the special effects were very good. Um, most of the magic looked really cool. Most of the costumes and makeup were really cool. The CG was really good to me. Uh, some of the effects were kind of shitty, like the lightning effect that the Guardian did. Yeah. Looked really shitty to me. Um, I thought the movie really failed on like explaining its plot, though. Like, there's this the antagonist is basically the fell, mm-hmm. and I, I thought like ex- I don't, I still don't fucking know what the it was like. A, it's like a Transformers like MacGuffin. Like yeah. I don't know what the fuck the fell is. Apparently, the fell destroyed this world. It's destroying this world. It's been in both worlds at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's the it's turning good people bad. Like, fucking explain it. Like, in, in Lord of the Rings, there's, like, a five-minute prologue where they at least explain the rings. This, so isn't, go, yeah, this isn't Lord of the Rings, oh. sir. Yeah, it's still fantasy. No, isn't, you should not compare this to Lord of the Rings, sir. <laughs> this is not Lord of the Rings. Well, I am. No, shut, shut up, nerd. You tell him, Brian. <laughs> you, no, you, get out of Middle Earth, you know. Oh, Jesus Christ. Shut up, nerd. <laughs> I'm, I'm comparing it to Lord of the Rings. I am, um, yeah, I know. I'm going to do that a lot myself, so don't feel bad. But yeah, I, I, you know, I feel like having two charismatic actors really could have made a lot, a whole world of difference in this movie too, and would have made it a little bit more sufferable. But yeah, low taste it. Uh, I'm right out of the gate. I wanted to, I wanted to go into this and be like, oh, dude, okay, we, we this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to, I did, and people are going to say, no, you did not want to like this movie. Actually, I started enjoying like the first, the first twenty minutes of this film. I really was like, oh, okay, this could be cool. Like, the, we got Ogrim, and like he's, you like, you know, like the wife is going to give birth, and like his facial expressions are really cool. Like the mocap's really cool. Mm-hmm. And him and his wife are talking about their baby and naming the baby. And I was like, oh, wow, this is this is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just all falls apart. The rest of the movie just falls. It's just off the rails. Crazy. Um, I'd say about 45 minutes in, I don't care about any of the characters, any of their motivations, anything that's happening. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot. It, like, And the special effects, I thought that they looked good. When they, when like the ogres were by themselves, but as soon as you get like a human in the shot, I was just like, okay, this does not look good <laughs> when humans are in the shots with them. I thought the mocap, the facial expressions mm-hmm. always look good. Mm-hmm. Always look good. Um, I'm tossing the movie and it has to do with, basically it has to do with the characters. When I'm in, when I, when I'm watching Lord of the Rings and I'm brought into the Shire, 
I care about these characters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, totally. it's like you got Bilbo and you got Frodo and like they're scared to go on this journey and you know what they're fighting. You see the life that they have in the Shire. You see this life that they have. They have this wonderful life there. Mm-hmm. You know, it may be monotonous and the same thing day in and day out, but they have a life there established there. And, and you know what these people, what they do day to day. And this, started to show a little bit of that with Ogram, you know, him and his wife, you know, having their little moment in the tent. Mm -hmm. But as soon as they introduce you to the humans, I have no idea who these humans are. What? And I don't care. Like, I understand they don't want their way of life to change, Mm -hmm. but I don't even know how they live. Right. Nothing. The, 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 what are they? The dwarves that are in this movie. I thought the CG on them looked pretty bad. Yeah. And they are given nothing. You see him at the beginning of the movie, and you see him at the end, and they're given nothing. And I thought that they could be really fun characters. And I'm sorry if I'm comparing it to Lord of the Rings. If I'm uh, if I'm comparing it to uh, uh, Gimli, mm-hmm. but Gimli's cool. These dwarves suck. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying the whole movie hinges upon their representation of dwarves. Right. No. Right. But all of a sudden, I got like these dark elves with like glowing fucking pink eyes. I don't even know what that. I, I don't know if they need some kind of like eye drops. If they got it's if, cosmic if, pink if, eye. Yeah, it's cosmic pink eye. They're <laughs> contagious. It's like whoa! Don't don't get close to the fucking those elves. Yeah. You'll have eternal cosmic pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. There's there's like no explanation. And 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 that like like. And it may, I mean, this may be the game. I've never played the game, but it doesn't translate well for me being somebody that's never watched this before. They just throw you into this universe with, like, no connection to any character. I don't care about anybody. Oh, the humans are fighting against the orcs? Yeah. I don't care about the humans. Go ahead and kill them. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. And I don't understand, like, the main villains. Like, I understand, like... They, 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 he's destroyed his world and they got to go through the portal and, and they've got to find a new place to live. But like, what's his motivation after that? Yeah. And then you've got this guard. Let's just jump into spoilers. <laughs> let's just jump into spoilers and just talk, talk cause I'm getting angry now. <laughs> let's uh, We got spoiler warning. This is a pop culture leftovers. Spoiler warning. Today's forecast calls the spoilers straight in your dick hole. You have been warned. Spoiler pussies. Yeah, like the the whole portal thing. Yeah. It's like okay, now we're we're gonna we gotta go through the porthole portal, and they go through the portal. It's like once they're there, it's just like okay, now we gotta take over this world, right? Yeah. Yes. It's basically because like they've never gotten along with humans before. Did they have humans on their planet? Because I didn't. The, the people in the wall didn't they refer to those people as humans at one point? Those blue people? Oh. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think okay. I don't think they encountered humans until they came. Who to the our fuck world? were those blue people? Yeah, don't know. I don't. I don't fucking. Know. And and who was the who was the, the human? Av- were they Avatar? Like leftover Avatar? Yes. <laughs> I agree. And why why did they show an orc fighting a human at the very beginning? But like they're not in that world, are they? Or did they just kill them all? No, I think there were humans on their world because you've got that really. And this was jarring. You've got all these ogres that are CGI, but then you've got like one woman that looks like Gamora with tusks. True. Oh, true. that's right. She's supposed to be half human, yes, but- half. Yeah, orc or exactly. Whatever. She's uh, a halfling, right? Yeah. right. So, 
That's true. Okay, so they were there, but they don't fully explain what happened to those humans, and if they're different from the humans we're encountering. Well, I, they probably wiped out those humans. Okay, yeah. I, I think you make a great point about you just don't care about any of these characters. Yeah. Like I, the, I feel like the character that the movie wants you to care most about is like that main like orc guy that ends up turning against the other orcs. Yeah. And by the end of it, you just don't even fucking care. Like he dies, and you don't. There's no like. There's none of the beats, as Jay would say. Like yeah. there's zero emotional beats. You're just mm-hmm. like. And why did he go in the first place? Yeah, and take his wife who was pregnant. Like there was obviously a ton of orcs that stayed, and, you know, until the portal opened again later on. Yeah, he's like one of the fiercest warriors, yeah. and he has to go, and blah 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 blah. And, and he's and his motives aren't that clear. Like it's just like, oh, I don't really like this. It's like, but there's no impact to that. I don't really like what they're doing here. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah I I don't disagree with all your all your criticisms. Like I said, to me the only saving I wasn't completely bored in this movie. I watched it in IMAX 3D, and I was just like, wow, this looks really nice the whole time. Mm-hmm. So it was the only saving grace for me. I thought the you guys said you liked the magic scenes. I thought that they were ridiculous. <laughs> it was just. Like when the the main guardian, uh, beardy magic guy, when he was doing his like electric thing, it took him literally, and it might be like this in the game. I don't know because I don't play the game, but it literally took him like ten fucking minutes to do it. Yeah, a lot of people got killed. He's up there f- doing all this fucking like hand motions and shit, and and then then when he finally did that whole fucking shield, that electric shield, I didn't understand the whole point of it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I agree with that. Even when I said I liked the magic, I said that magic was stupid to me. Mm-hmm. The whole lightning magic that the Guardian did yeah. looked really terrible. I liked the stuff where, like, you saw the sigils coming out. Yeah. Like, that the, the mages was, was doing and mm-hmm. stuff. I thought that stuff looked really cool. It reminded me of old, like, 70s Doctor Strange magic. My favorite part, my favorite, like, character in this whole thing was the Griffin. Yeah, the yeah. Griffin looked cool, man. Yeah, why didn't they have 20 Griffins? Yeah. That's what I kept saying, dude. <laughs> you, you had these fucking Griffins just destroying yeah. these fucking orcs. <laughs> it's like, dude, just just amass a Griffin army. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Game over. Yeah, right. Agreed, agreed. You have just mastered World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> just, dude, yeah. 20 Griffins, dude. They win the war. Yeah, dude. Those Griffins are dope as fuck. Yeah, the Griffin was sweet. I love the Griffin, man. Yeah, but then the, and back to these other clans, like the uh, the dwarves and the elves, and the, there was some other kind of human type person there at this. <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is that a ranger or something, some kind of ranger. But they're sitting here, and you know they need their help, and they're all like, "No, yeah, like there's tons of fucking. Are you saying no? Like what the fuck? What a bunch of pussies! Like you could have used those guys too, and they're just like, no. I can't, Even until the end, they're like, no. Oh, I cannot wait for the emails from World of uh, for Warcraft fans. I can't wait. <laughs> they I always sit there and say no. I, no, I can't. Wait. Warcraft fans, I can't wait for your emails. They're just going to pour in, and they're going to tell us how stupid we are, and they're going to explain the story and try to make us feel stupid. I am sorry. I, You know what? You can sit there and try to explain to me why this, the motivations of these characters made sense to you and why you loved this movie, but it didn't work for me. It's subjective. I am not trying to take away anything from anybody that liked this piece of shit. <laughs> if you loved this turd of a fucking movie... If you watched this and you fucking loved it, more power to you. Mm-hmm. More power to you. 
Good for you. Yeah, like what you fucking Bravo. like. Bravo. Like what you like. Don't let my distaste, not just, I just didn't care for it. I didn't walk out of there like all upset and angry mm-hmm. that I just saw this movie. I was just like, well, it just wasn't for me. I just didn't like it. Yeah. I, I didn't connect with any of the characters. I don't understand why the Guardian, why why he was affected on the other side of the portal to bring them in. It made no sense Yeah, to he me. had like been infected by the fell already. That's like what I was saying. Like that... They should have had some exposition on this fell. Yeah, but it was such was, an important thing. He was in seclusion, so he wasn't even using it necessarily. They basically said that he brought it here, or he drew it to them. You know, yeah. and it's like that's not explained at all. It's not explained how he got infected with the fell. It's not explained how he becomes a fucking demon. Nobody else is becoming a demon in this. I mean, the guy infects that other orc, <laughs> the the black hand. With the fell mat, you'll become the most powerful orc here. Oh yeah, yeah he yeah. doesn't become a demon. Yeah, you know, so what the fuck is going on with this guy? Yeah, it's very <laughs> strange. I'd be curious to hear an email from someone that was a Warcraft fan that didn't like this movie. Yeah. Like, does that person exist? Yeah, they're out there. Okay. They're out there. They're out there. I, I want to hear from them, too. I'd be very interested. There's a lot of humor I hear in the games. Yes. And they don't have it in the movie. No, it took itself very seriously. Yeah. I actually, uh, I was, except for, like, the part where, like, you know, you've got, uh, the the half orc chick saying like I would you know fucking destroy that guy in, in right. the sack. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but uh, there were things that I was laughing. At. I was kind of I was in the theater with maybe like twenty people, mm-hmm. and there were times in the movie I was laughing out loud at parts I shouldn't be laughing at. <laughs> yeah, there was that one part where they're talking to like the. I don't the, like the evil mage orc. Yeah, well, yes. I can't remember his name, of course. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. But like, he's talking to like the other orc that was like the right hand man of Ogrim. I think the bald guy, the bald, yeah. the bald, big hammer. He's talking to him, and the whole time he's sucking the life out of that one human. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, he puts his hand out, and you see like his life force. Like you see this, oh. guy, and you see his life force getting sucked out of his face, and then and then and he's just doing this like 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 he's chewing gum, yeah. like, Sip, like sipping a cup of like tea, sipping a cup of yeah, tea. Yeah. Like this is just part of like he's smoking and taking a drag off a cigarette. <laughs> this is just like part of his daily, you know, it's like, oh, can you bring me another slave? I want to, you know what I mean? I want to suck their life force. Like this is, and I'm just giggling at this <laughs> the whole time that he's doing this because it just looked ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> and then I love at the end of the movie where he's like, wh- like the whole time you think like he's this old, like decrepit uh-huh. mage and then like <laughs> He takes off. He takes off his like cloak, and he's just the, the whole time he's swole. He's swole, and he's just got he's got fucking like uh, doomsday spikes coming yeah. out of his back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, this guy's buff. Yeah. Well, he, he he wanted you to think that he wasn't that. He was just. I thought he was just some like hunchback motherfucking orc, looking good for his old age. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he's like J.K. Simmons underneath there. Yeah. <laughs> I would say a horny motherfucker. You know, relating to the the fight scenes. Yeah, every big fight scene was anticlimactic as fuck. They were not cool at all. Like the Lothar versus the Black Hand. You know what what happens to Golden? You know the main evil mage orc. 
all that stuff. And even, even uh, uh, the dude's wife, when she mm-hmm. gets killed, it's just, it's all so anticlimactic and quick. And this is what is supposed to be the payoff in the second half of this movie. There's, there's very little payoff in the second half of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you're right. Like, there's, in the first part, it is a little more interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then it just loses its track and then it becomes something else. And then they try and wrap it up real quick. That's a great point, Jay. I thought when they have the fight between Lothar and the buff orc. Yeah, black hand. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, this is going to be Finally! Sweet. It's like one one move. Yeah, and they make Lothar to be this badass fighter, and you don't see it. You don't get to see it at all. Yeah, yeah and how pathetic was Lothar's son? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't even care. What a shitbag. He, he just goes and gets drunk and then tries to score with the orc, orc woman over it. Oh, my son's dead. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who didn't see that dude dying yeah. within the first ten minutes of the movie? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. He was so pathetic. Zero impact, and he doesn't seem to about the about son it. that died in the electrical storm? Yes. Yeah. 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 He was terrible. <laughs> why, did, why did Lothar even let him onto the battlefield? I, I have no idea. Right. You're all I got, but come out with me. You God, know? Level your son up some more before you just send him to his dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man! And then you have you have Garano Garano or whatever the fuck her name is, and you're supposed Garona to, Garona, and you're supposed to <laughs> I, the, only, the only reason I remember that is my Sharona. Yeah, <laughs> I, I replaced it with Garona. <laughs> and you're supposed to really like feel for this character, especially towards the end. She's she's a big player at the end of this movie. Yeah, and again, it's like there's no, there's not enough about her past or anything or the way she behaves that feels like she put up with a lot of shit and is downtrodden and was a slave nothing really feels that way with that yeah. character and for if her they, to, if there would have been like one simple scene of like her like uh like maybe maybe i don't know i i, I don't agree with having like a childhood flashback mm-hmm. i don't want to see like all the reindeer laughing at rudolph you know mm-hmm. i don't need that scene but like maybe a scene of like some like lashes on her back yeah Something like like she like you know like you're you're like she's talking to was it what's what's dude's name Lothar she's talking to Lothar and all of a sudden like you know she's getting changed and she takes off like her top and you see her from the back and you see like slashes on her back right yeah and you oh, like oh wow you know like these she wants to be accepted by these people that have beaten her for who she is right and. I think that's that could have been a very powerful scene, something like that. And of course, this is just fan fiction. I'm just I'm just like, oh yeah, this I think this would make this character more interesting. But, but better than her just telling it around a campfire. Hey yeah. guys, I saw that, other, and and that's like preceding her, the other dude checking her out. Like everyone's checking her out, and wants mm-hmm. to get with her, and like, oh, I used to be a slave. Like there's zero yeah, impact. There's a really weird scene between her and Lothar where they're about to like kiss or something like that, and yeah. I was just like, this is not earned. This is really weird. No, uh, uh-uh. yeah, I agree. Just sexual tension. And I was thinking, like, like, how do you, like, get in there with those t- tusks? Yeah. Like, uh, hopefully they're, they're like, out there too. You're like making out like a, like with a warthog or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> Fuck that. He's like, oh, I love this girl. It's like, what? Why? What? What is up with everyone? Lo- and the other mage loves her, and uh, it's just a, it doesn't make sense. And then she tries to get back with the orcs. Why the fuck would you want to get back with the orcs? Oh, I want to get, even though the humans are now accepting me, I still want to get back with the orcs. Yeah. What the fuck for? That was weird, too. Yeah, it doesn't, it didn't make any sense. And for her to do what she did at the end of the movie, 
again, zero impact. And they, oh, they're trying to paint her as a villain now and all this shit. Oh, she did it. She killed the king. Yeah, well, I mean, the king told her to do it. Right, it was yeah. the only way for her to survive. Yeah, yeah the, the one mage kind of picked up on that. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, that's that's out of her character. There's got to be more to the story. But, like, Lothar feels, like, betrayed. That's, like, the, the, the least interesting part of the story for me. I was not compelled by that. The only part that, like, really sucked me in was, like, like, when when they I I really like the story of the baby getting picked up at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did like that. I was like, oh wow, okay. The next movie, if they make one, could be really good if it's about this little kid growing up because like we can all relate to like you know, like uh I don't know, childhood. Yeah. You know, like being different. out of your being, element. Out of your element, <laughs> being different and seeing how this kid was raised. I I think that like like the next movie is where it could like get really good. Yeah. And the kid's facial expression going <laughs> At the end, I was just like, that's cute, and I, I really like that. And it's mm-hmm. like, I want to see that movie. Like, yeah. This movie I didn't really want to see. Like, I, like, I, and taking this entire movie to get to that point seems like a waste. Yeah, they could have used that so many more times than even, than even the, the slave girl. Why, why didn't she just use more of the child? I was surprised by that, too. The trailer really shows an emphasis of the child. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't until, like, the after they show the logo scene that we're even seeing more of yeah. that. Yeah. It's like you said at the beginning, you feel like you're going to get, you're going to grow into these characters. Right. And because of this child, you're going to get attached to them. And they just leave that in the dust. That, 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 yeah, I had a huge problem with that. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm really, I, I'll be honest with you, like first 15, 20 minutes, I mean, they're focusing on the birth of this child and I'm like, oh wow, this is, this is cool. This could be a really good story about like, you know, the parents trying to protect this kid and like, you know, trying to do the right thing for their kid. And mm-hmm. it's like, we get a little bit of that from the mother when she attacks dude and like, you know, bites mm. at his neck and stuff like that. But it's like, there's so much other stuff that you've been focusing on that I don't give a shit about. Yeah. So, so many other stories that I don't care. I don't care. The, the whole half orc, half human thing was kind of like, why have her character in this at all? Yeah, exactly. They originally wanted to have just the, and I think they're scared of Lord of the Rings. I think that this movie was affected by the Lord of the Rings. They originally had this written and it was supposed to be that the orcs were evil. Mm hmm. But they felt, I think that they felt that that's too much like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So we gotta switch it up. And I think, I think ultimately that kinda hurt them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for I don't, sure. you know what I mean? I mean, I, I know I'm talking about this baby growing up and being something, but you can still do that evil, you can still do that evil orc story and have this baby. Yeah, come out of it. Come out of it. Right. You yeah. can still do that and have a good, I agree, but uh, I mean, the most likable character was an orc to me. So it's like you're getting rid of that. Yeah, hu- I mean, that's Let's... making all the orcs bad doesn't. If it's the same story, doesn't make the humans likable all of a sudden. <laughs> it, like, it does if the story. If it does if the story makes it that. Yeah, way. Yeah, if we rewrite the whole movie, sure. That's what, that, well, yeah. they had that story. Yeah. They that, what I'm what I'm telling you is they had that story. Yeah. They had that story go to go to Wikipedia. Oh, I'm not I'm not doubting I, I know. I'm just I'm I'm basically I'm talking to our listeners. Yeah. Go to Wikipedia and it talks about the original draft of the script and it says that it was the orcs were evil and then once I think it was I correct me if I'm wrong. It could have been once uh uh, Duncan Jones got involved in it. He he didn't kind of like that. And he is a Warcraft fan. Mm-hmm. Once he got involved with it, he kind of rewrote the script a little bit and 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 had it so that the orcs were kind of, you know, 50-50. Yeah. He had some good ones. He had some bad ones. And I think maybe ultimately that kind of hurt this story. 
I, I see what you're saying, but I say like if if they could focus on like the humans being the good ones in this one, mm-hmm. but at the end of the movie, one of the humans that we've grown to love comes into contact with this baby who could have been I mean they like let's say they're talking about him being like the next leader for the orcs. He's going to be the evil fucking leader for the orcs. Yeah. And then all of a sudden one of these humans that's been fighting for the good cause gets this child and is able to raise this kid. Now we're starting – we just saw the origin of Hellboy. Right. You know, it's like – you know, like Hellboy is supposed to be Satan's son and do fucking under a servitude and, you know, fighting, you know, being evil and shit. And now we've got the, we've got we've got the enemy's weapon, right? And we can raise this kid as our own and see. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, I think that's kind of cool. And and I feel yeah, I think you're totally right because they they went through so much bullshit. To am I get am to I that. focusing too much on fan fiction here? No, no. I just don't know which one of these humans we're going to grow to love if it's the same cast and these same characters. Like I feel like mm. that's again we need someone with some charisma in one of these roles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I can agree with that. I'm not going to argue that at all. I don't think any screenplay makes me care about any of those human characters. The way they were written, absolutely. Yeah. And I can't say, like, oh, okay, change their character up a little bit and use the same actors because they didn't, none of these actors, and I don't watch Viking, so I'm not familiar with that actor and what his role is on that show. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he could, you know, I don't know. I, I just didn't connect with anybody. Even in normally good people really sucked. Like as much praise as we're giving like Jesse and Tulip on Preacher. Yeah. Like, they were awful in this, especially, um, what's his name that plays Preacher? Dominic Cooper. Yeah. He was terrible. Yeah. I was blown away by how, how terrible they he tried, was. They yeah. tried to make him heroic all the time in this, yeah. and it just did not. It just never paid off for me. I never felt like he was an heroic, like, king hero. I yeah. felt like, like, I wanted, like, I'm comparing, I'm comparing this movie to a lot of different movies, but I kind of, like, wanted the relationship between him and Lothar to be the same relationship that, between, you know, Braveheart and that king in that movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it was very strange. It wasn't, they weren't connected, it didn't feel connected between any of these guys. And they, they tried to do it with the orc girl. They tried to connect all these people together there, with her. You know. There was the one scene where like uh, Lothar is like flipping out in front of like the Council of Elders or whatever like that, and he came over and he's like, you know, hey, stop this, stop this, you know, you can't talk like that, right. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I just they should have just made Lothar. I, I guess it's not the story, yeah. but you didn't even need this this guy. Like, just make Lothar the king. Like uh-huh. the king in this movie was totally fucking pointless. Dude. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, but you know, going back to your previous point, I think they wasted a lot of time when they could have utilized that kid, the the baby. But they wasted a lot of time with these orcs going back and forth, and and by the end, it's like, isn't all the orcs on on the side of the humans at this point? And why the fuck? At, at the end, the the main orc just basically walks away. I mean, he could have killed everybody, couldn't he have just killed all the orcs and absorbed their power, and then just fucking killed everybody? I don't understand mm. why he just walks away. He's like, oh well, this battle's over. I have the whole horde here. Oh, but they disagree with me. Let's go back home and talk about it. It just doesn't make any fucking sense when the, the real story thread and the only thing that you're emotionally attached to is the story of that kid. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's a great point, Jay. It's like, don't they have to keep fighting? Isn't their world dying and they can't live in it they, anymore? They can't go back to it. Yeah. yeah. They can make peace with the humans, but this dude's still here. They don't even take him out. No one even attacks him. He fucking kills the dude, the other orc that's yeah. supposed to be who we care about, kills him. Nobody attacks him. 
Yeah. What the fuck? And then he just walks away from Is there it. a good movie in here somewhere? Is there a good cut of this film? I mean, I've heard that they've left out about 20 to 30 minutes. Is there a good cut in it? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I, I think the I think the script just needs to be rewritten completely. Yeah, it's the dialogue. It's it's the and way pacing. and the pacing and and the way these characters are portrayed. I'm not saying they're bad actors or actresses, but it's just what they were given, and it just didn't fucking. Yeah, work. I don't think there's a Tupperware in here, but I definitely think it it, it could be a little bit better with some of that missing stuff, mm-hmm. depending on what that stuff is. I mean, I have no idea, but yeah. if it's a little bit more exposition, right. I think that would serve it a little bit Br- better. Bring it back to the characters. And, I'm and, with you on exposition. Yeah, exposition And, and, and sure. characters, more character development. Yeah. Make me care about these characters a little bit more. That's the problem. With, I think that's the main problem with this. Yeah. That's the main problem with this is, like, I don't care about any of the characters, and I also don't understand any of their motivations, and I don't understand a lot of the characters' end games. Like, what's the end game for this? <laughs> yeah, yeah they totally excluded people that aren't Warcraft fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they left you in the dark. Yeah. Like, you had to come in with the base knowledge. I was actually excited when they showed, like, that golem. Yeah, yeah, the golem was cool. I was like, oh my god, okay, uh, I know. I, even when they showed it, I was not upset. Like, when they showed him, like, sculpting it, yeah. I was not upset. I was like, that is going to come into play later. Can't wait to see that. Yeah. yeah, Can't wait to see that. That golem looks dope as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to see that and how they use that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even its defeat was real, like, cut and dry. Underutilized. Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping that they, they would have been fine. They would have found a way to control it. And we could have saw that thing smack some orcs around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wanted sure. to see a scene of it just like bursting out of the castle and then like, you know, just, just knocking some orcs around a battlefield. Yeah. That that would have been so much fun. <laughs> yeah. And and they also waste like when the orcs are invading and they're going from like town to town, village to village. Yeah. You don't see any of it. All you get is this fucking big overhead shot. You don't see the carnage that they're inflicting on these people. Mm-hmm. You just later see the people in prison later on. And it's like, again, I don't care. Don't care what's happening here because I'm not seeing any of it. There's no interaction here. So, yeah, and it just went from battle to battle to battle. And the battles were not shot well. There wasn't good choreography. The fight scenes weren't Lord of the Rings fight yeah. scenes where you're like, holy shit, that was epic. Yeah. None of that was in this. And it should have been. If it's a Warcraft movie, the battle scene should be awesome. And I didn't get any of that. It felt like the humans were actually like – it felt like – like. Uh these these orcs they look like like warriors i mean the way they're dressed i mean all the flair that they're wearing yeah they look like warriors and i felt like some of the humans were like dispensing them pretty easily yeah you know I'll cut his heel i'll cut his attendant you've, <laughs> you've got like this 50 like like 12 13 14 foot orc yeah and he's carrying around a hammer mm-hmm. that weighs probably just as much as like a horse yeah and it's like he hits you one time you should be done <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. you would think it would take five humans per orc yeah to, like, take these things down. from a distance yeah. don't get how do they even get close to these guys yeah i i i i mean i suppose i mean i don't know it, it, these things these things have to be pretty nimble i mean they're getting up in trees true yeah, they did get in the trees. They were in trees, jumping down out of trees. They have to be pretty nimble and quick to mm. get up in a tree. But I'm, it's just, and you could say like the humans, maybe they're more skilled fighters and they've got armor and things like that. I just felt like, I don't know. I felt like the humans were like taking them out 
pretty easily sometimes. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. The war scenes weren't as epic as they couldn't have been. That's, yeah. I think Jay is right with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I at least wanted really cool fight scenes, and I just never felt it. Even at the end, like I said, the end should have been the best part. I'm saying more Griffins. And more Griffin. That, the Griffin was a good part. The Griffin was amazing. Oh, he just got in there and just fucking tore I, them to shreds. Yeah, that was Pretty hilarious. much anything that starts with a G in this movie, I love the Gollum and I love the Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> You did, did you love the Guardian? No, <laughs> I was not a big fan of the Guardian <laughs> or, or Garona. He, yeah, Garona. Yeah, Garona. I, I groaned when I saw Garona. Yeah, Garona. She just she just felt like I, I felt like they could have cut her character out completely. Yeah, for I think sure. they, they threw her in there for like the romantic connection, and it it was lost on me. Yeah. I, I didn't care. You know what I mean? If I, that had paid off, romantic connection, that would have been fine. There could have been like some cool romantic, like forbidden connection between like maybe maybe like Lothar and then like Ruth Nega's character. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> her character, like some forbidden, like she's. I love your uh, Warcraft fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so much better than the movie. <laughs> Normally, normally fan fiction is not. I know, you're so right. It's like, I, I gripe all the time at our listeners for their fan fiction, but, but here I am, I'm getting caught up in it. Like, my, my, my wheels are turning. <laughs> I am, no, I, I am that asshole right now, Jay. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, it's cracking me up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, you know, like also, you, you know, I'm glad you called me out on that shit. No, I'm so glad you called me out on that shit. You don't utilize that. Utilize like the the uh, the guardian that dropped out of being a guardian more. Like the, he was very seldom used. Oh, I'm saving you guys. But that guy seemed to me like the Luke Skywalker of this. Like, yeah, like he should have been the coolest character, the underdog, yeah. and he really never uh, succeeded. Oh, are in you that. talking about the the, the like uh, Guardian Junior? Yeah, yes. Guardian Junior. Yeah. He yeah. should have been the best character. He should have been. A, that guy was boring. That yeah. actor had zero you know, charisma. You know who they should have cast as that guy? Who? The actor from Game of Thrones that plays Podrick. Oh yeah, that'd have been better. Lo- I love that actor, and I thought, I, and I was just like, oh my gosh. He kind of looks like him. Yeah. Man. The actor that have... plays Sam Tarly would have been better than this guy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're doing this whole magic versus magic thing, you would think he would come out on top, you know, at some point. Yeah. And all we really see is him, you know, standing over the Guardian who's dying at the end of this thing because he's somehow still alive, crushed by the golem, and, and then trying to stop that portal from opening or, you know, whatever. So that that was another wasted opportunity, with which what I thought at the beginning could have been a cool character if they went with them, you know, kind of sci-fi, you know, and you know, I an agree. underdog kind of a character because mm-hmm. no one else really was kind of underdog like he was. Was it, is that is that the problem with this movie? Is that we've got too many cooks in the kitchen? I mean, they too, are, too they're many, scattered. Too many characters. Too many characters that you can't flesh out in such little time. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But yeah. not, not that I'd want this to be a half an hour longer. For probably not. No, I was just yeah. saying, like, you know, yeah, you got you got your sub characters, you got your minor characters, but it felt like all these minor characters had scenes, but you never really got enough time to connect with like just one and yeah. just be like, okay, this this is our main character. This is the guy that I'm following. You tell me, hey, Brian. Who are who you know? Who are you following in Lord of the Rings? I'm going to tell you, Frodo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Frodo's our main character. Yes. Yeah, you've got you've got these other guys that are fighting for him. But Frodo, you talk to me about Walking Dead. I'm going to say, yeah, Rick Grimes. Yeah. You talk to me about you know. You bring up any any other fucking movie. I can tell you, like this is our main character. You bring up you bring up like this movie. 
<laughs> is it is it is it ogre dude or is it is it Lothar? I mean, is it? It felt like it was both of them until yeah. ogre dude died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I agree, but, it, but but it got passed on now to his son. Yeah, and that's the story I care about. Like yeah. like if this gets a sequel. I'm not saying that I won't watch the sequel. I'm actually interested in in uh, Ogre Junior, Little Shrek Baby's fucking. <laughs> what's going to happen to Little Shrek Baby? Yeah, I would watch the sequel too. I, I would, would watch, watch the, the sequel. sequel too. I would too. Yeah, even though I wonder awesome. how much pressure like Duncan Jones, like his dad is David Bowie. Yeah, and he died during the filming of this. Yeah, I wonder how much that affected production. And well, like, and his wife also got. Cancer. Oh yeah, that's correct. That's his correct. wife got cancer throughout this too. Wow. So, like, I wonder if we'd have a better film had he have had better circumstances with his life during the making of this movie. Mm. Sure, I mean, we probably we might we might have. Yeah, absolutely. So, I was kind of wondering that. You've got to. I mean, I'm sure your mind goes other places. Yeah, you're not concentrating on making this the best it can be. You've yeah, got so much going on. You're like living through hell. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, maybe he just kind of let it get away from him, mm-hmm. like the, wasn't holding on to the reins tight enough. Yeah, because he's a comparable filmmaker. Sure, I mean Source Code. I I love Source Code. I thought it was very yeah. good. Moon. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. I just like he let it get away from him. Yeah. yeah. So I do feel kind of bad for him that he tries to make do this big franchise film thing, and it's mm-hmm. just kind of like this giant stink pile. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, I feel I, I honestly feel I think there's a good movie in here somewhere. I do. I think that there's a good movie in here somewhere, and if they make a second one, I'll I'll go see it. Yeah, I, I I didn't like this movie, but I I like the way they kind of wrapped it up with the little kid, and I want to see what happens to the to, to the baby orc. I agree. I, I agree with you. Yeah, I I could see why Warcraft fans would like this too. Yeah, because they definitely spent the money on it. If you love Warcraft, yeah. I can see how you you can have a blind eye to mm-hmm. problems in this movie and just yeah. be like, "Yay, my world is being realized." Well, and that, that's the thing. It's like if you've played the game, I mean, they actually go into the same towns that you've played in the game. So it's yeah. like, you know, it's like if they were to film like something here in Peoria, Illinois, mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Oh, okay, that's this place. That's that place." So it's like the same thing happens in in World of Warcraft. You can yeah. you can be in like this certain town and you can be like, "Oh, Wow, I, I remember going to this place in the game. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I and I know where if I take a left here, I know where I'm at. Right. Yeah. There's a merchant that I go to all the time over there. <laughs> I, and like I said, I've never played Warcraft. I do play the shit ton of Hearthstone, but there's no. It's a Warcraft game, but there's no plot. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I have very base knowledge yeah. of, of anything. But I did laugh. When we saw the Murloc for just one scene, like the little water guy, oh, he yeah. made his little oh noise. Yeah. I don't even remember that. That that made me laugh real quick. And he's a real small, like merman looking dude. Yeah, it's almost like a, a appearance of the toad that eats something in Star Wars kind uh, of moment. Yeah, and you see the little Murloc. And he don't goes, remember. He does the oh. Yeah, he's holding like a little staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. All right, guys, that's our Warcraft review. Um, I don't know, man. I know we're going to upset some Warcraft fans. Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, go ahead and send your hate mail. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm They'll s- be too busy in their fucking guild meetings to ever listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back.
Yeah, we're back, man. Hey, we're back. We're yeah. back. <laughs> we saved our world from all those orcs invading us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, made $24 million so far this yeah. weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, got beat out by The Conjuring. Yeah. <laughs> which did Conjuring 2, $40 million. Did it at least beat Now You See Me too? Yeah. Uh, now You See Me too. did a little, I think maybe $23 million? Okay. So... Um, yeah, now you see me. The first one, man, that was like a huge success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it came out, uh, I didn't like the movie. No, did not like it at all. <laughs> Are you gonna see now you see me too? No. <laughs> I, there's something about like like a movie about magicians performing magic, and all the magic is CG. Yeah, that just does not interest me at all. No, real illusion might be cool. Ma- might be cool. Well, that, it's not a. I don't know. It's not a movie at that point. Then yeah. you're just watching David Blaine. Yeah. <laughs> well, this new movie. Movie did a really good magic trick. It made three quarters of the audience of the first movie disappear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on to a segment we call Good Pop, Bad Pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with Good Pop, Bad Pop. Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Uh, sometimes we rate these things. We'll use the same rating system that we went over earlier. Um, guys, let's start it off with uh, Voltron. Uh. Voltron on Netflix. Uh, this is by DreamWorks. It dropped on June 10th. Uh, five Earth teens, Keith, Lance, Hunk, Pidge, and Shiro who become the last line of defense for the galaxy in an intergalactic battle against the evil alien force led by King Zarkon. It stars Rise Darby as Koran, Neil Kaplan as King Zarkon, Josh Keaton as Shiro, Tyler Labine, my boy, Hunk. Mm. <laughs> uh, who is he? He's Hunk, the no. big... Oh, I thought the voice actor was someone that you knew. Tyler Labine. Uh, who's that? Da- oh Jesus Christ! Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Okay, okay. Fucking he. <laughs> God damn you, <laughs> Tucker and Dale versus Evil. He's the leading deadbeat. He was also in Reaper. Planet of the A- Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Ah, fuck that little role. <laughs> I'm talking about the good shit. The good ones. The beans okay. In. He was in Sons of Tucson. He was in uh, what was the Animal Practice? A bunch of shows that got canceled. Mm. But I love the guy. Uh, he's also in Mountain Men, which I reviewed a few episodes ago. I'm a huge fan of Tyler Labine. Uh, Jeremy Shada as Lance, uh, Cree Summer as Hagar, Bex Taylor Klaus as Pidge, and Steven Yun as Keith Steven Yun from uh, Glenn from The Walking Dead. Yes. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, let's talk about Voltron. Uh, who wants to go first? What did you think about uh, – how many episodes have you seen and what did you think? Uh, I'll go ahead. Uh, I just saw the premiere, you know, the first episode. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm gonna Tupperware this. I absolutely had a blast watching it. Um, and, and the reason is, is because, um, of the team building in this, we're, we're introduced to all these unique and individual characters who, you know, eventually form Boltron. And it's, uh, also, I really enjoyed the opening of this where they introduce Shiro, or not, yeah, Shiro's on this planet, uh, uh, moon of Pluto. And so they kind of introduce this this scene, and it sets up all this backstory 
that we're going to get to see hopefully throughout this series. I'm assuming it's coming. I mean, they even mentioned it kind of towards the end of this. So there's this cool backstory happening at the very beginning. We're reintroduced to Shiro later on when he comes back to uh, back to Earth. Does Shiro sound like something that you'd order at a Greek restaurant? Yes, yes. like a gyro, like a gyro. Yeah, I'll shiro. take a I'll take a shiro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I I, uh, I enjoyed each of the individual characters on their obnoxious own. and sophomoric. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'll take a shiro in the half shell, sir. <laughs> a shiro in a half shell. I want to put my dick on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the pop culture leftovers way. <laughs> That's the only way you can order a shiro. Uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed their individual stories and how they came together as a team and how. They were they were better as a team, and how it kind of had that moral lesson. Like Jay has always been a fan of team building exercises. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, he always tries to get us to do. I them. know, I know. He tries <laughs> to get trust us, fall. He tried. Yeah. Uh. Oh god, the trust fall. Fuck, man, I, he did that for weeks, and then there was like the whole like uh, the fucking like uh, hey guys, everybody put the, put their hands in, and like we did the whole like Walmart, <laughs> the whole Walmart fucking chant at the oh, beginning of the fucking. God. I hated that shit. God, I, I, it sucks to tell him this right I now know. on the podcast. I know. <laughs> But I, I enjoyed it. I totally did it half-heartedly every time we did it. <laughs> Confession, it, me Brian. too. <laughs> God damn it, guys. <laughs> but I like I liked the, I liked each of the individual characters. This was funny. Um, it ha- had some even adult humor in this, too. And if I, this was Captain... Like, if our show was Captain Planet, Jay would be hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Also my least favorite character. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to get the Finn Dietz creep email uh, uh twitter uh tweet uh hashtag team heart <laughs> team heart and i i fucking uh, stumbled all around that didn't I? Yeah. more like team fart <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah back back to voltron i i love the individual individual characters and how they have to find their own individual lions yeah. and how those lions enhance their you know it, it, it helps them to overcome their own weaknesses, just like it does when they're a team. Hey, speaking of heart and lions, do you guys remember Jean-Claude Van Damme, Lionheart? Oh, oh yeah. 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 I love when they fight in the pool. You yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that half-empty pool. Didn't that guy, didn't he look like, uh, like, like if Andre the Di- a Giant took a shit? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, didn't, 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 the, you know, like kind of squished fought, together. Yeah, like, yeah. A, like, a, like a compact Andre. <laughs> Didn't he? Yeah, he did. A little bit, right? <laughs> Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I broke Jay. Yeah, let's talk about Lionheart more. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. It always like... killed me how much of a ripoff of the Bloodsport plot that was. Oh, yeah. oh, all of his movies were like that. That one yeah. was real bad, though. It's like they just remade Bloodsport. No, they threw in the little growing pains girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> Change everything. <laughs> I saw Lionheart in the theater. Oh man, did you really? Yeah. That's awesome. I, I, I love Jean Claude Van Damme, yeah. and he, like when he does, <laughs> anytime, anytime he punches, man, he's got that. He sounds like he's like struggling on the toilet. <laughs> like, dude, he is gonna give himself hemorrhoids. Oh yeah, Jean Claude Van Damme. He needs to do like stool softener. <laughs> <laughs> It's like he is like Jean Claude Van Constipation. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude! <laughs> I'm not kidding you. <laughs> Jean Claude up, man. <laughs> Jean Claude. 
<laughs> I'm going to watch those in a whole new light now. <laughs> I literally just like watched Bloodsport like two weeks ago. Oh, did oh, you? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I love Bloodsport. That Sport. fucking leg injury when he, when he fucking oh, yeah. like, yeah. kicks that bone out of his Woo! leg. Yeah. That yeah. <laughs> gets me every time. Yeah. yeah. That was a cool movie, man. Oh, man. <laughs> every time I watch Kickboxer, I, I'm, I'm chanting Natsukai as well. <laughs> Natsukai. <laughs> Nat, what did that stand for? White warrior? Yeah. yeah. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> it is a racist film. <laughs> All right, Voltron. What the fuck Stay was I on saying? target. <laughs> we lost Porkins. Um, yeah, I, I just I enjoyed it. I, I thought they were. I thought all the characters added something to it. I, I, I you know, I like Lance, especially the Blue Lion. You know, oh yeah, the yeah, cocky yeah. dude, yeah. and always he's always confrontational with Keith. Yeah, uh, who I think is the Red Lion. Red. Yeah, and uh, I love him. He's funny as hell throughout this whole thing. He's hitting on Allura, Allura you know, the the princess that we're introduced to later on. It has all the cool villains I remember. You know, I don't remember much from that show. I was just confused because, like, they show her with the elf ears, and I was just like, why does she not have the pink glowing eyes? Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, that was that shitty Warcraft movie <laughs> where, where they have the, the pink glowing eyes. Cosmic pink eye. <laughs> Cosmic pink eye. But I thought the characters were good. The animation was great. It was action-packed. Um, and the payoff, of course, was Voltron forming, and it was, it was, I think it was a great, well earned payoff. All yeah. these guys fighting to become Voltron, trying to become a team. They're all individual characters, and I, I enjoyed it, so total Tupperware. Jake! Yeah. Oh man, I, I totally tossed this Voltron. Really? Yeah, I only watched the first episode. Okay. And I will only watch the first episode. Wow. I was bored to tears with this. I thought the animation was kind of shitty. Really? I thought, all the characters were extremely unlikable. Hmm. I, I couldn't stand Hunk most of all. Fuck you! Oh, I love all Hunk. he did was talk about vomit and eating. Oh, he had, he had like, great one-liners. Oh, I love Hunk. Yeah. God, I, I, I have no, like, it's not because it's not the original. I don't really, except for the Voltron toy, I, I hold nothing to Voltron. Loved the toy as a kid. Played, played with the toy all kinds, mm -hmm. but... Oh man, I found this to be excruciating to sit through. Jake hates lions. Yeah, he does. Oh That's my god, I, I like Lionheart. I remember, <laughs> do you remember that. No, do you remember Jake? Do you remember that Change.org petition? Oh yeah, that Jake started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just called "Kill All Lions." <laughs> That was fucked up. That right? was fucked up. Yeah, we lost. You know what else is fucked up? He got twenty three thousand signatures on it. Yeah, Donald Trump's kid gave me a ton of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Both of those little fuckers. Fuck yeah. robot lions. Fuck real yeah. lions. Oh, I don't know though. This was just. It was excruciating. I have not seen a more boring cartoon in a long time. Jake wow. won't even watch MGM movies when they show that. <laughs> just flicks he it off. turns that shit off. <laughs> Fuck you. I didn't know it was. I thought they were all going to be like ha half an hour long. And like I'm like at the 40-minute mark, and I'm like, Jake, oh, my God. The first one's an hour. Every other episode is 24 minutes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Don't I was, worry about the run. Time. I was hitting that button on the Apple TV. Like, how much more of this do I have to fucking <laughs> torture myself with? Oh, Jake I, turned it off and watched Lionheart. <laughs> I wish if I'd have had it accessible. I thought the the princess character was terrible. No. I, I thought the, her her long mustache like father character was. Terrible. Oh, it was hilarious. Not a single joke made me laugh. Oh, come on. Uh, just like Hunk, I was ready to vomit. Uh, no. 
<laughs> wow. That is harsh. That is harsh, man. I'm going to give it... I, I watched the first four episodes. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to give it a high taste it. it. It's not a Tupperware for me. Uh, I am going to give it a high taste it. Uh, I There's a lot of stuff that I really enjoyed in this. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I could see, like, uh, this is a great jumping on point for um, people that are new to Voltron. Yeah. Uh, it has... All the original characters, from what I guess. I mean, I, I haven't watched, like, Voltron in years. Yeah. But, like, you know, these are characters. I mean, you had Hunk in the original. You had Lance. You had Keith. You had all these characters in the original. And they're back. And, like, here they are. You know, of course, different voice actors and things like that. But I love Tyler Labine's character of Hunk. I, I didn't even know it was him at first. Mm-hmm. And I was just, like, I was cracking up at this character. I love, like, his voice inflection, his sarcasm. And I was just, like, when I found out it was Tyler Labine, like, halfway through the episode, I was just, like, that's why I love this character. Yeah. Um, I also loved uh, when they were hunting down the uh, different lions. That was very fun for me. Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, when they're hunting down the different, I love how the one group is like searching out the one lion, and they're they're get, they're, they're fucking, you know, they're getting they're getting attacked the entire time. The other group that's hunting the lion is on a boat ride with a humanoid sloth. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, I, I'm just like, I, I love this. This, yeah. is, this is funny. It's like, they're like, I hope the other team is having such a, having as good a time as us. Yeah. They flip to the other team and they're getting shot at. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, and then you see like this, the cutest little sloth like wave goodbye to them. Oh, that was cute. And I was just like, this is great. I love this. It, it just reminded me of the like. The Pikachu bugs were in that scene too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I like the I like the character of Pidge and like the character of Pidge having like the connection with like the little mice. Yeah, I like the mice later on in future episodes how they they have like their own personality and like they'll they'll talk to the princess and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of those mice looked really pissed off. Red eye. Like, three of them were super friendly, and one was like super angry. Yeah, yeah. There's one that's got some issues. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he must have been like Richard Gere's mouse or something. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was mad. He, he did have a little shit stain on his forehead. <laughs> but I, I I enjoyed it. it. It's but I'll be honest with you. Um, it's one of those shows where like I I, I high tasted. I really enjoy it, but I have a hard time sitting down and just getting lost in it right and being able to watch multiple episodes back to back to back to back a lot of times you can tell a great netflix series by the fact that like okay here i am and it's five hours later and i've watched like five six seven episodes yeah this i found myself pausing it quite a bit getting distracted texting getting on the internet looking at things getting stuff ready for the show i i as much as I did enjoy it, I just didn't get as – and I feel like a Tupperware is like something like, okay, I'm taking my phone and I'm chucking that thing across the fucking room. Yeah, right? yeah. And I'm just – I am locked into this. Uh, I'm not quite there with the series yet. Okay. Um, the second episode was probably my least favorite. But, uh, you know, I thought the third episode was pretty good. And the fourth ep- – I'm still like – I still don't think that they've done a great job of fleshing out Zarkon. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I need a little bit more Zarkon. I need to know what his motivations are. Um, and then I, I – I don't know. The Shiro character. Yeah. Like the whole flashback <laughs> scenes and stuff like that. They really incorporate that into the third episode. Okay. And it plays a big part into it. I just don't think that they did a great job of executing that story. Oh, that sucks. Because yeah, I was but, really interested in that. But it's it's not bad. Yeah. It, it, he Basically, he encounters, like, a villain that he had... You find out, like, he is this 
kind of like uh he they call him the champion because yeah. the, the the those aliens at one time like they were being held captive and they were being sent to like these gladiator cage fights. Oh, okay. Well, he took it upon himself to fight one of these gladiator cage fights and leave them behind that way he could save their lives and try to defeat like the warrior that he was fighting. Well, later on they're fighting a warrior in the third episode that has a similar power set to the gladiator that he fought fought in the ring uh-huh. in the cage match and it was just basically like a whole replay of like him defeating this other character but now as Voltron right okay and it was, I don't know it's 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 okay I, I but I I loved it I thought the the voice acting's great in this uh, I thought the animation I thought it was it was pretty good yeah. I, I didn't think it was awful. I don't, Jake, you thought it was awful? Yeah, I didn't think it was very good at all. I feel like we've been watching so much more anime lately. Yeah. That just like on the animation level, it, it was subpar compared to that. Um, it just wasn't as engrossing as a lot of the stuff we've yeah. been watching on the anime front yeah. lately. And I felt like it very much was trying to be like a very Americanized anime type of show. Oh, yeah. Okay. I agree. And it just, I was just like, ah, oh, it just was so subpar to me. Hmm. Hmm. Like, if you don't get off on Robot Lions, I just I saw no appeal. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lions again. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the quote by Jake on the, on the Blu-ray. <laughs> if you don't get off by Robot Lions, you might not get this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they can have that one for free. <laughs> I, it, yeah, I mean, for me, it's about the team, and that's why I liked it so much. Yeah. I do like these characters that are in the team, so... I'll have to see what yeah. I think of after episode two, three, four. You know yeah. what I think about it. But as far as the pilot, I enjoy, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I no, I enjoyed the pilot as well. I mean, go, leaving the pilot, I would give it a high taste. It mm-hmm. um, second episode of taste it. And, and, I mean, it's it's good. It, it's just one of those things. It's like, am I going to finish it? Like, is it that good that I'm going to watch all eleven episodes? I'm gonna, you know, I might, I might, like, because that's the thing. It's like we watch these for the show. Yeah, and I know a lot of us. Watch these shows for the show. I want to like. Sometimes I just want to follow up with you guys. Like Jake, I heard you Tupperware this episode, mm-hmm. and then it's like a month later. I want to be like, Hey, Jake, did you finish that series? Yeah, because I remember you Tupperware in it. Did you finish it? Or like Jay? Yeah, I remember you started this fucking show. Did you finish it? <laughs> right. I, I remember you Tupperwareing this. Yeah. Was it that good? Was it a real? If it's a Tupperware, did you finish it? Right. And see, that's the thing. I, I'm like, so I expect to come back in a month and be like, Hey, Jay. Mm-hmm. That fucking, you know, that fucking uh, Tupperware Voltron. Yeah. What do you what do you think about the rest of the season? Well, I think that's fair. And you could be like, oh yeah, well, Brian, I made it to I made it to fucking you know episode six, and I was just like, yeah, this is a taste. That yeah. I'm, I'm out. Right. I put down the gloves. I'm fucking waving the white flag of surrender. Fuck, fuck Voltron. Yeah. It's not a Tupperware anymore. You know. Well, yeah, you do got to look at the series as a whole. I mean, yeah. you do so. Yeah, just one episode, but yeah, I, I, I definitely would like to talk about. Like it now we've on. talked about Voltron. <laughs> yeah. Now mm-hmm. we I, we've talked about it. Am I going to go back and am I am I going to watch episodes five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven? Yeah, is that going to happen? Did I skip a number in there? No, I don't think I, so. Did I did I knock them all out? You got them all. <laughs> I, <think so. laughs> I had to think about it. <laughs> I didn't know if I skipped like you know like eight or something. <laughs> no, I think you got them all. all right. You got them all. But I might you know that's the thing. It's like uh, do we you know it's like if you really if it's a fucking Tupperware? Yeah, I expect to come back next week 
And I, I expect to hear a fucking review about episodes, you know, two, three, four, five from you, Jay. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. To get on that, shit. <laughs> I will. I, fucking, I, I don't expect to hear anything. Yeah, from yeah this I can't pro- wait to talk more Voltron. <laughs> can't wait to hear. Yeah, fucking, this, this lion hating ass over here. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Oh God, yeah! I'd rather watch some <laughs> shitty ass Power Rangers than this. Oh thing. wow! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! All right, hey, let's let's move on uh, into more uh, good pop, bad pop. Um, I real quick, I just wanted to say, uh, Casual season two, yes, started. It's back on Hulu. So if you're a fan of Casual season one, which I was, it was nominated for Emmys. Man, it was fucking great, mm. great show. I love Casual. Casual Season 2 started. They dropped two episodes for Casual Season 2. I have watched them both. First one, I give it a taste it. The second one, I give it a Tupperware. First one, it was just like, I think it's my problem. I was trying to remember, like, what, like, they gave you scenes from the first season, but Mm. I forgot, like, one real critical scene that they didn't show Mm. from the first season, and then I remembered it. But they got to the second episode, and I was like, "Man, this show is just firing on all cylinders again." But it's a great comedy mm-hmm. if you if you like that kind of thing. It's a smart comedy, um, dark comedy. Are there lions? <laughs> there, are, there, there is no shortage of lions. Oh, I'm out. It is Lion Fucking City, man. I'm out, I'm out. Seriously, they introduced so many fucking lions. Lion O from the Thundercats oh. was in the first episode. The second episode, they got the cowardly lion. <laughs> I think you're onto something. The, I hate Thundercats too. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I do hate you lions. You hate lions. <laughs> you hate lions. You're right. I'm okay with like Battle Cat. I guess he's not really a lion though. He's more of a tiger. Okay, well, hold on. Cringor. He was crin- Did you like Cringor? Yeah. When he's Cringor. Cringer. Is it Cringer? I think, it's cr- cr- I think everything in He Man is Or. Yeah. yeah. There's <laughs> Orco. Yeah. 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 Cringor. It sounds right. Cringor. Or Cringer? Cringor, I think. Uh, we'll have to look that up because I could be totally wrong. Because oh, it's Beast I, or, and yeah. it's, it's. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything's well, or. No, there's Beast Man. Oh, Beast Man, you're Who the right. What the fuck you're is right. Beast or? I don't Stink-or. know. Stinkor. Stinkor. <laughs> Mosquito. <laughs> That's not real. It is real. Mosquito? Yeah, they actually pulled the toy off the shelf because it had like a button on its back where like blood pumped through its chest. Oh, okay. And people were busted open the chest and getting sick off the fucking blood. <laughs> the blood was like lead and shit, you know? That's fine. <laughs> Kids were dying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of the best He-Man villains. Cringor. That sounds right. I think you're right. I don't know. Yeah. He's not a lion though, right? He's like a panther or something. He's got is stripes. That, is that panther? Can you really can you really call him anything because he's fucking green? Yeah. <laughs> yeah green and yellow stripes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. All right. We'll, we'll find out from our listeners next week. Yeah. I'll get that email. Oh, Jesus. The casual season 2, man. Fucking great. Tons of lions, dude. Like, <laughs> no, even Lionel Richie is in the second. Oh, I love episode. Lionel Richie. Well, you like him. <laughs> <laughs> Love that guy. Well, shit. It makes Jake, no sense. Jake, I think... The exception that proves the rule. I think we're making some baby steps yeah. today. <laughs> <laughs> Turning around. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, who wants to go next with some uh, good pop, bad pop? Go ahead. I'll go ahead. I, I went and saw Popstar last week during my week off. Um, it is the new Lonely Island movie. They're like the comedy troupe that does the digital shorts on Saturday Night Live. He doesn't have lions attack seal, but he does have like panthers or something. <laughs> is it wolves? It's or wolves. Wolves, okay. Wolves, yes. <laughs> okay. No lions. There are no lions <laughs> I mean, in this movie. What I love about that is that seal actually laughs about the scars. On I was, was going to bring that up. Seal's such a great sport. 
But um, I, I digress. I'm sorry. I digress. I'm sorry. I'm it's okay. Sorry. It's okay. But I saw Pop Star. It's the Lonely Island movie. Of course, Lonely Island is um, Andy Samberg, Yorma Tacone, and Akiva Shaver. I, I'm probably screwing all their names up. What is up with people's fucking names? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are your parents thinking? Where do they come from? <laughs> Yorma. Bunch of Yorma. gypsies. I'm going to name you Yorma. <laughs> Here's Yorkie. our daughter Bjork. <laughs> At least she's not um, like she's Icelandic, so uh, there's yeah, an excuse. I, guess. I mean, like Yorma is like from America. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> you give Bjork the Icelandic excuse. But doesn't Bjork's name have like the like the two little dots above like a letter? The O, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're what right. The fuck, what are the, the purpose? Umlaut. Yeah, what are the fuck? What's the purpose of that? Like, pretty soon people are just gonna like have like a- emojis inserted in their names. Oh yeah, like all of a sudden. It's, it's like an umlaut, you you pronounce the O a different way than What's you normally What's that squiggly pronounce. hyphen thing do? <laughs> what the fuck does that thing do? I don't know. I don't know. It's like a know. Slytherin kind of thing. Slytherin. <laughs> Slytherin. <laughs> Right, I'm sorry, Jake. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, but yeah I, I saw Pop Star. Um, it was also directed by Yorma and Akiva, the other two guys from Lonely Island. Mm-hmm. Um, written by Andy Samberg and Akiva and Yorma all together. Um, I think executive produced by um, – oh, shit. I'm drawing a blank. The guy that does all the um, – fuck. Now – He does all the what? Um, the, like, 40-year-old virgin and um, uh, Paul Mc- Rudd's in all of his McKay? movies. Is it McKay? Apatow. Yes, yes, Judd yeah. Apatow. Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. He was one of the producers on this and helped fund it and everything. And right off the bat, this was an extreme Tupperware for me. Hmm. This movie was hilarious. I mean, as far as comedies go, I was really impressed with the Rotten Tomatoes score. Really? What is it? It's like a 70? It was a 79% last time I checked. Wow. Yeah. Guaranteed yeah. fresh for a comedy. And I was kind of blown away that, uh, like, because critics, like, comedy is very subjective. Yeah. Yes. Like, you know, like, I personally love like tim and eric yes but if you don't like that kind of humor you're gonna hate it all day yeah. <laughs> yeah. and yeah. i understand that there's some people that get it and some people that don't mm-hmm. and so for like the majority of critics to get this humor that's huge yeah it, it was great um it's basically the, the story is that he's in like a like a beastie boys kind of analogy band mm-hmm. and then he arises to be the bigger star of the three of them and goes out solo it's like NSYNC yeah yeah it's <laughs> kind of like Timberlake, a, the yeah. boy band thing yeah and so he goes solo and then the other guys kind of get jealous and it's about them like reuniting their friendship and everything but intermixed through all of this is all kinds of real like celebrity artists like Brian brought up Seal yeah. uh, Mariah Carey's in this tell me did Justin Bieber make an appearance? Justin, you mean Timberlake, right? No, I oh, mean Bieber. Justin Bieber. No, I did. felt like this was like a, kind of like a, a lot of Bieber in this. Too. I feel like the main character was very Bieber. And I was too. like, okay, after Zoolander, which he was in Zoolander Two, I was like, did he do this? Because this feels really like a, like Bieber. Yeah, like like the whole song where he's just like. Basically, he's got, like, holograms of himself, like, fucking each other. Yes, yes, yes. I'm just like, dude, this is Bieber. Like, this guy's obsessed with himself. And he's done appearances in Lowly Island sketches before when he's yeah. been the musical guest on SNL. But, yeah, he did not make an appearance. Okay. Um, tons of people, though. Um, Questlove, um, Simon Cowell from, like, American Idol. Yeah. Um, just tons, and they they were like intermixed, like documentary style, like throughout, like talking about everything, like it was real, and it was just hilarious. Nice. Um, God, they did a hilarious parody of a uh, TMZ, where they called it a uh, CMZ, 
and it had um, Will Arnett as like the main guy that's like leaning over like his cubicle cubicle desk with yeah. like the cups oh, and yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah, and the guy he nails that. I was just in hysterics. That's and awesome. I was the only person in the theater when I saw this movie. And I'm almost glad because this movie was so funny. I, I can imagine missing a ton just from people laughing so hard because yeah, yeah. I was laughing so hard that it was making me miss jokes. <laughs> like it was, it was ridiculously funny. I, I was so entertained by this. I highly recommend it. It's. I think it'll only be in the theater probably one more week. Yeah. So if you don't see it like by Thursday, it'll probably be gone. You'll have to wait like three months to see it on home video. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, if you love these guys and you love, like, Dick in a Box and the Lonely Island stuff, then you owe it to yourself to see this movie. It is fucking hilarious. I want to see it this week. And like yeah. you said, the SEAL stuff, the fact that SEAL was such a good sport mm-hmm. and made jokes about his scars and everything. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, wow, I can't believe they'd write that and that SEAL would be so cool with that. Yeah. Like, he gets attacked he by... He knows people talk about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, take the power away from people. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the thing. It's like a lot of celebrities, like, they, uh, people talk shit about certain things about them. Like, Megan Fox should embrace her fucked up, dumpy looking thumbs. <laughs> oh, for sure. For Megan sure. Fox, just embrace your. Yeah, do a search for Megan Fox's thumbs on the internet, and she should just do a sketch on Saturday Night Live or something where she embraces her dumpy, dwarf looking thumbs. <laughs> her fucking gimli ass looking, dopey fucking doc, fucking sleepy fucking. <laughs> Thumbs. Her toe thumbs. Her toe thumbs. Just embrace it, dude. Jason Kidd, the basketball player who's now a coach in the NBA, his son has a huge fucking head. <laughs> Have you ever done a certain, like, well, his kid's older now. His kid grew into his head. But Jason Kidd, his son looked like the embodiment of a Funko this. Pop. I gotta see this. Hold on. I w- I'm gonna pause it. I'm gonna let you look at this kid's motherfucking head. Do yeah. a search for Jason Kidd. You might even just type in Jason Kidd. It might say Jason Kidd's son's head might be one of the first fucking things that pops up. I'm gonna, yeah, speaking of pop, he looks like a Funko Pop. <laughs> Kid looks like a living bobblehead. Hold on, I'll pause. All right, yeah. So, did you look up Jason Kidd? So, why are we talking about this? Yeah, we yeah, did. Jason. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was gargantuan. <laughs> wow. So, Jason Kidd's Okay, yeah. I'm, fuck it. Uh, let's just talk about this. Jason Kidd's uh, son, when he was a kid, what his his son's head is he was huge. Yeah. Yes. And and hold up, I'm gonna play this. This is a clip. Uh, if you've ever seen American History X, the black actor Guy Tori, mm-hmm. who's in that film, he plays uh, the buddy. Uh, he plays uh, Edward Norton's buddy in the laundry room. Yeah, he was doing kind of. I don't know, man. He was doing something for the NBA for ESPN or some shit, and he started talking about players and kind of roasting them and shit. I'm gonna play this. This is hilarious. He's talking about Jason Kidd's son's head. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Kidd got a nice game, don't get me wrong, but he, you know, he gotta quit doing the interviews with his son. That little big head motherfucker, baby. <laughs> Come on, man. He got his son sitting on his lap. He... His son can't hold his, hold his head up. <laughs> this son had this damn big. His son was like the model for the original bobblehead dog. <laughs> Come on, Jason Kidd. <laughs> Flintstones. <laughs> oh, I know I ain't had any kids yet, but that's a big head motherfucker, man. <laughs> I was sitting next to him one time. I was holding a real conversation. I thought he was a grown ass man. <laughs> <laughs> he like, look, oh shit, I'm sorry, you're a kid. Look. 
Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I wanted to play that. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, I, that's about all I got. Like I said, if anyone like, likes these Lonely Island guys, definitely fucking see this movie. I hope you see it, Brian. Oh, I want to see it. It's. Uh, I, I noticed that like it's been out in the theaters for like one week. Yeah. And then like this. Well, this is the second week starting now. And now they only have one showing for it. And I'm like, wow, this has got such great ratings. I thought that they would have keep it in theaters a little bit longer. Yeah, it's just getting pushed out. It's the summer movie madness. Like, yeah. I mean, three movies came out this week. And yeah. then three more movies will come out next week. And it's just, yeah. like, hard to stay in the box office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. What do I want to talk about for Good Pop, Bad Pop? I got plenty. Um, I, I did watch uh, The Death of Superman Lives, mm. the John Schnapp oh, documentary. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, We've talked about that quite a few times. Yeah, it's on. Uh, you can watch it. It was on. I think it might be on Netflix, but okay. I, I watched it on Showtime on Demand. Okay. Um, it's uh, directed by John Schnapp, and it has interviews with Grant Morrison, Dan Gilroy, Kevin Smith, Tim Burton, uh, and John Peters. Uh, this is a must-watch, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're like, if you're, if you've been fascinated with the with the film itself, this kind of talks to you about like the beginning of when they started talking about it to the demise, like right. what happened. And, and if you're not familiar with this, it was basically like the last Superman movie came out in 87 mm-hmm. um, with Christopher Reeve. And then uh, come 1997, they're talking about uh, rebooting Superman and bringing Superman back. And, they were going to have Kevin Smith write it, mm-hmm. and it was going to star Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. as Superman. And Tim Burton directed too, right? They did. I was getting to that. They oh. were gonna. Um, they, they didn't have a director yet, and they got him to sign on. So yeah, they were gonna have Tim Burton direct this thing. Now, the head of Warner Brothers at the time was John Peters, and come to find out, I didn't know this about him. He got a start being like. Uh, a uh, a hairstylist for the stars, like he started working with Bette Midler at first. Like wow. he was a like a big hairstylist, and then of course, then it, I guess the natural progression from hairstylist is becoming like the, the head of the studio, president <laughs> of, of, of Warner Brothers. Wow! And so like he holds like a, he he talks to Kevin Smith about this, and he says, "Yeah, you know, you can write it and whatever, but you have to include these three things." What, what were they? Like, number one, it was like, he can never... I don't want to see him fly. I don't want to see him fucking flying in wow. this thing. He's not flying. So, basically, I guess he just jumps from place to place. Like, okay. you know, like the original Superman in the comics would, you know, uh, leap buildings in a single bound. Yeah, He wasn't really flying at first. He was leaping. So, this this Superman... He also didn't want that fucking... He didn't like the suit, I guess. Uh-huh. He wanted a different kind of suit. Uh, and the other, the last thing is like he has to fight a gigantic spider <laughs> at the end of the film. <laughs> Come to find out, I mean, they show tons of concept art from this. They they t- show tons of footage from like Tim Burton and Nicolas Cage putting on the suit for the first time. Um, they, they, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. This movie was jam packed. It had Brainiac in it. It had Parasite in it. You've got uh, it shows like the full like. Like, uh, who they were gonna cast as, like, Lois Lane. Who they were looking at casting for Lois Lane. Oh, yeah. It shows, it also shows, like, who they were wanting to cast for, like, you know, Jimmy Olsen. Like, I saw Paul Rudd's name on there. What? Uh, Chris Rock was listed. He was gonna be possibly Jimmy Olsen at the time. Mm. Uh, Lois Lane, their number one choice was Sandra Bullock. 
they also had talks with uh, Courtney Cox. Mm. Uh, they also on the list they had like uh, Julia Roberts and uh, Elizabeth Shue. Oh yeah, I mean tons. Of, it, it, it's it's totally in depth. John Schnepp though, it's like what's funny about this guy interviewing. I like John Schnepp. He's he's pretty. He's a, he's a cool guy, I guess. But like, watch this interview. Like every time he nods his head, like excessively, like he nods his head like nobody's business. <laughs> like like a like basically. I bet Jason Kidd's kid could nod better. <laughs> Dude, fucking <laughs> Michael J. Fox on a fucking <laughs> helicopter cannot compare to this guy <laughs> nodding his head. It's like this guy is fucking like he's like fucking uh, what's her fucking name? I can't think of it. Anyway. Yeah, Michael J. Fox on a river raft or something. It's like his head is just going all over the fucking place. So um, he, he nods his head like crazy. Take a shot every time he nods his head. Anyway. Oh, jeez. But, like, um, it's really cool, man. They show a lot of the concept art. And, like, I, but they show why it, like, why it fell apart. Like, Warner Brothers had, like, a horrible year in 97. Mm-hmm. And, like, especially, like, with the Batman film, like, none of their movies, like, fucking panned out. Like, mm-hmm huge budget budgets and none of them like hit the mark so like this is going to be a huge budget movie and so warner brothers was scared to go ahead and just start production they were three weeks away from filming wow wow they had like all the principal stuff done ready to go i mean they knew their locations they knew everything this is i tupperware this documentary it's really good um uh nicholas cage doesn't he doesn't. He's not in it except for like the old footage, okay, and some of the interviews where they had talked to him about it. But you get you get Dan Gilroy, you get you get John, they, they you get John Peters, and John Peters is a weird fucking dude. Oh yeah, weird fucking guy. You get him. You get Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith loves to talk. So oh why, yeah, of why course. is he not in this? <laughs> but I, I highly recommend this. Grant Morrison's in this. I highly recommend subtitles this. for Grant Morrison. You can you can understand them. Really? Yeah. Nice. Not as bad as Cassidy on Preacher. Nice. But I highly recommend this. It's called The Death of Superman Lives. This actually started out, I think, as like a either a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo. I can't remember. Yeah, but, we reported on it, I yeah. remember, when it was one, whatever one of those yeah. two it was. Yeah. I highly recommend it. This is, this is, it's fascinating. You say it's on Netflix? It may be. I watched it on Showtime On Demand. Okay. Okay, yeah, but I think it might be on Netflix or Hulu. It, it might be on one of those streaming services. I happen to just catch it on Showtime On Demand. I want to find this motherfucker. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch that forever since we first talked yeah, about it. So yeah, that's I, awesome. I highly, highly, highly recommend it, man. Um, some of the, I mean, it's just it's jam packed. Like some of the concept art, you're just like, what the fuck? Like Brainiac flies around in a fucking skull spaceship. Wow. And you've got there's this regenerative suit that Superman wears at one point in time. Hmm. And, like, people made a huge big deal out of this regenerative suit, and it's only there for, like, one scene. He's got, like, he's got, like, this other, what do they call this, this, they have this, uh, this robot character that kind of, like, follows him around called K, and it came from Krypton as well. And, like, later on, K, like, fuses to the suit. And wow. <laughs> just some weird shit. Just that, imaginative as and hell. I'm yeah. thinking, like, you know, this movie cannot be made now, but I think that it would be neat if Tim Burton and Nicolas Cage said, fuck it, let's do an animated version of this mm-hmm. with the original script and let's make this. Yeah. Yeah. Let's I think do, that'd be really cool. Let's make an, we can't do it the way we wanted to do it in the past, but let's get Chris Rock, let's get all these people 
and let's fucking put together the script that the way they had it I, with with you know let's take Kevin Smith's let's take you know Gilroy's rewritten script let's take all these scripts put them together and make one movie and let's see this thing yeah. realized fully realized I mean I, I think people would want to see it for sure yeah I agree I would love to go to that alternate reality where this came out and, yeah and see, see this motherfucker yeah but I highly recommend watching this man it was a lot of fun so I Tupperware it awesome so. um. Do you guys have anything else? Uh, I got one thing real quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I watched uh, Kindergarten Cop 2 on Netflix. Oh. Dolph, <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren, executive producer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bill Bellamy is also in this. How to be a player. How to be a player. Yeah, I remember him. Um, Wasn't he like MTV dude? Oh, yeah. Time? That's where he started, yeah. VJing on MTV. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're the two main guys. And then there's a love interest, um, Darla Taylor. I don't know if you guys know her. But she she plays Olivia. She's 29 years old. Mm-hmm. Dolph is 59. She's so the love interest. There's the love interest, yeah. 30-year sure. difference. Kind of fucked up. Um, but I... I you know, granted, when Kindergarten Cop 1 came out, I was a fucking young, stupid kid. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it, because I fucking loved Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. You know, I, he was one of my idols. Sure. So it's I, not I, a tumor. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was great. And I loved Kindergarten Cop. I watched it with my family. We watched that multiple times. I enjoyed it. So I thought, okay, well, this is probably going to be fun, at least. Yeah. Do, do they have a little fucking idiot kid trying to... Oh, Hold on. God. Do they have a little... <laughs> Is there a little idiot kid trying to put fucking tinfoil lasers on a on a tower? Do you remember <laughs> no, that shit? No, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I, mommy, I, I need to put the lasers on the tower. <laughs> yes, sir. You got this fucking stupid-ass fucking kid basically taking tinfoil and trying to put it on a tower in yeah. the first movie. Well, they had a lot of stupid kids, that's okay. for sure, and it sucked. <laughs> they were not... Whereas Kindergarten Cop... I was, love the boys have a penis, girls have a vagina yeah. Yeah. kid Where is, the first... Yeah, the, well, all we do is talk about dicks, apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So of course I'm going to love this little Relevant. Fuck, this little kid. I love him. Yeah. He's like he's like he's like molded from our image. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get him on the show. He's probably listening right now. That that should have been the redeeming part of this movie. The kids, yeah, and they sucked. Yeah. They were not funny. The jokes throughout this whole thing were not funny. They tried to make Bill Bill Bellamy the funny guy, of yeah. course, and Dolph is supposed to be the straight. Yeah, isn't Bill Bellamy like kind of like a poor man? Chris Rock. Yes. yes. Is that, uh, you know what I mean? Oh, like, dude. Oh, yeah. Guys, I guess we can't not Chris or Chris, no, uh, um, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker, yeah. Oh, Chris either Tucker. way. Either way. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, we can't get Chris Tucker or Chris Rock for this project. Well, <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. We're, Bill's I, not doing anything. Yeah, we've got Bellamy. <laughs> There's Bellamy right there in the unemployment line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's just go ask him. But, yeah, so they, they try, they try and, they try yeah. and make Dolph funny like Arnold Schwarzenegger but it fails so Bill Bellamy tries to pick up the slack and they try and do this buddy cop thing for you know a, a yeah. lot of the movie because he's they're both F- FBI agents yeah um but god damn this is so bad like 90% of the film is just a tight shot of Dolph Lundgren all the time you hardly see anyone else in the shot. It's just him, like, making faces and trying to be, like, attractive. <laughs> and it's, it's fucking... And, and, <laughs> the, and, and this fucking love interest, she's 29 years old. There's, it's so creepy. They go out on a date, their first date. 
he takes her to his fucking trailer that's like parked alongside a river somewhere and they hang out and they have the most awkward fucking conversation that alone is worth <laughs> watching it awkward sex. no 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 there's no <laughs> sex that alone is worth watching it is to see how bad this fucking date is they go on a date after after this horrible conversation where they're eating dinner in his trailer and she still goes out with him after this. You think, oh, God, she's going to be like, fuck this guy. Yeah. He's just nonsense. They go out country line dancing. So you get to see Dolph Lundgren country line dance because yes. that's how he stays in shape is what he, you want to know how he stays in shape. You can't understand his fucking ass. You, you have to rewind it to understand what the fuck he's saying because there's he has no charisma, no charm. And I like Dolph Lundgren, mm-hmm. but there's no charisma, no charm. And this is just, like I said... All just close-ups of his face. This whole fucking movie is just close-ups of his face. And I thought at least, I was like, at least this is going to be fun to watch, this train wreck. It was not. It was a total fucking waste of time. By the end of it, I was like, thank God this is over, and I wish I had not have done that. But they 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 try and like throughout the whole movie they definitely try and recapture that. But the fucking jokes, like there's a fucking. and it's a it's a big product placement for Twix. This whole movie is about Twix. Really? Yeah, it's all about Twix and Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> would, hold on. Like, if, what? Yeah, if you would have given me like one million guesses as to like what product? <laughs> yeah, it's Twix. They, like if they're pushing a product in this movie, I would never have guessed. No, Twix. it starts off at the very beginning. He gets a Twix bar stuck in a vending machine, and of course, that's a huge joke. Yeah. We haven't fucking heard that one before. And then of course, Bill Bellamy cr- cracks a joke about. Oh, white guys. You white guys. And you're Twix. Yeah. <laughs> That's a white people candy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. The joke, it, it's kind of it's interesting because the jokes are so bad because they're so dated. It's like, yeah. man, you're stealing these right from the fucking 90s and early yeah. 80s. These are horrible jokes. They don't make sense in today's context. The fucking Dolph can barely move around. Like all the scenes, he's kind of just alone. <laughs> what about when he's line dancing? Oh god, it's all, that's what you gotta watch him line dance. It's so fucking ridiculous. And then his girlfriend, of course, gets on the mechanical bowl, and you see a lot of shots of her ass and all this crap. But all it's right. just like it's so creepy that relationship. I think the movie worked though. Like as soon as I, <laughs> as soon as I got here, I saw your ass eating a Dwix. I want one. I'm gonna go buy one on our break. Fucking two hour Twix commercial. <laughs> it was apparently it fucking worked. <laughs> yeah. Jay Jay gets here and he's like, "Hey Brian, do you want a Twix?" He's, <laughs> Jay's like, "It's the only candy with the cookie crunch." And I was like, "What the fuck is up with you, Jay? Dude, really? Why are you trying to fucking fucking push off Twix on me?" I know, but that's exactly how it goes down in the movie. There's just there's so many awkward moments between him and this girl, and there's one <laughs> moment that's just super awkward, and he's like, "Hey, you want a Twix?" That is real. That fucking happened in this movie. He's like, hey, we want a Twix. And she's he, like, yes. Does he insert a Twix? He should have. Inside her? I, I probably would have given a Tupperware if he did. Cause she's she, hot. No, no. <laughs> does she say something like, I like to turn Twix? <laughs> Yeah, and no. spread her legs. And he's like, silly rabbit. <laughs> Twix are for kids. Twix are for kids. <laughs> yeah, I just said it. <laughs> but it- Jake has like, got the most awkward laugh right now. <laughs> Should I be laughing at this or not? <laughs> Brian's talking about inserting candy into a lady's vagina. <laughs> I mean, they give you two of them. (laughs) What do you think they're for? (laughs) One is not enough. But you, you would sophomoric and obnoxious. (laughs) You would think. Okay, so all that you know, they have rhymes with dicks. It does. Yeah. Yeah. 
they, they have all this horrible setup about this buddy cop shit, and then Dolph yeah. goes on his own, and he starts teaching this kindergarten class because he's trying to get a flash drive. Yeah. The flash drive has all the uh, names and locations of everyone on the witness protection program, and this right. mob boss that you meet at the beginning is trying to find it. You would think... Oh, don't spoil this for me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would think that these kids would be the funny, cute, redeeming quality of this movie, and yeah. they were absolutely horrible. They yeah. fucking suck. Nothing. They were horrible actors, and I'm sorry. Yeah, I know they're little kids. Yeah, fuck you, kids. <laughs> yeah, I know they're little kids, but at least in the original, there was funny moments with yeah. those kids. Now I've seen your Facebook. Anytime, <laughs> you know, anytime one of like kids. your friends like post a picture of their kids like stacking blocks or like, I'm like playing in the sandbox, you're like, your kids. <laughs> You, your kid's a piece of shit. <laughs> well, who do you get a dog? Yeah, get a dog. <laughs> Fuck it, breeder, breeder. You act like your kid's brilliant stacking blocks. Like he's gonna be some fucking engineer. Jeez, that guy. Your kid's gonna. Your kid's not gonna work at NASA. He's gonna be fucking taking orders for fucking uh, at McDonald's and shit. <laughs> he's gonna. He's gonna be sweeping the fucking bathroom at a fucking Kmart. That's exactly how you I think. think. Your so, you think your kid's so goddamn special? Yeah. Oh, look at look what our kid can do. Whatever. Every other fucking kid has already done. Yeah, exactly. Your kid's not doing anything special, so stop posting pictures about your kid playing on the beach. <laughs> you're totally, shit. you're totally on point with that. Because that's exactly what. I think. Okay, no one wants to see your kid's giant fucking head. No. <laughs> yeah, Jason did. But but the other thing that's really fucking terrible about this, other than the kids. Other than everything, Other than Mars. And Mars. is that the, the the school is portrayed as a totally liberal, gluten free, new age talk about our feelings, and he keeps you know anti gun. He keeps talking about like, oh, yeah. these kids are weak and all this shit. So it has this anti liberal agenda attached to it because yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he's a pretty staunch conservative. Oh wow! Um, but that's that is what the main gist of the school is. It's just a bunch of weak kids that like vegetables and shit, and they're yeah. idiots. I'm and, and their parents are, bullshit. Yeah, it, he, no, he says that. That's not that. That's an actual fucking quote. <laughs> I haven't even seen. Yeah, the movie. no, he's like, oh yeah, all this politically correct crap. And it's so Cam- terrible. Cameos by Bill O'Reilly <laughs> yeah. and Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. He's this cafeteria head cafeteria guy, <laughs> right? He does. He, Would you like a Twix? Yeah. <laughs> he does. He makes a comment about owning a gun. He's like, yeah, you should own a gun. Better be safe than sorry. Yeah, they actually have like a like a CGI Charlton Heston come back from the dead <laughs> to make an appearance in this. Yeah, nice. and it totally you know you, you you know you have this mob boss that is trying to go after him, and he finds him at the kindergarten. the The kids are on this camping trip, and they all meet up. Yeah. And uh, the the mob boss has got Dolph, and he's got his girlfriend, of course. And he's like, "Okay, you guys need to hand over the the hard drive or the zip drive, whatever." The the main guy has a gun the whole time, mm-hmm. and ends up running from Dolph, from Dolph Lundgren. He's running with he's a got gun, two guns. and he's like hiding behind trees. It's like, well, you can just shoot him at any time. Why are you running from Dolph? Lundgren? Dolph can barely run. He's like, oh, he's no, he's trying to get out of this movie so he doesn't sink his career. Yeah, and Dolph's like, you're not going anywhere. He's like, whoa, Bill Bellamy's in this? <laughs> oh, my God. Run. I, hold the fuck on. I'm out of here. <laughs> the biggest star in this movie is Twix. <laughs> <laughs> fuck this. That sounds awesome. Honestly, I kind of want to see this movie now. I know. I know you would think that, but <laughs> don't do so it. Ter- <laughs> I got to watch it. Oh, too. it's it bad. It's so terrible. I want to yeah. see it. It's- I got to see the line dancing. <laughs> <laughs> And to top it all off, 
he lies to this girl the whole time, who's totally out of his fucking league and age group. Lies to her the whole time, and she still gets with him at the end of the movie. She's like, oh, I love uh, you, doll. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told you I was going to watch it. Yeah, and of course we have, like, a, the end credit scene with all the kids, like, oh, I'm goofy. Or, uh. <laughs> Jay hates kids. <laughs> Hashtag Jay hates kids. But, you know, honestly, honestly, I thought I would give it a, t- uh, a taste it just yeah. because it was so oh, That's fun. what you do. Yeah, but just. That's what Jay, don't win in doubt, Jay takes. What's this? Was it Marvel? Jay's like, you know what? Well, I, I I do like Twix. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a taste. But if, if I thought, if I thought for a second you guys would get a kick out of this, I would say taste it. But I don't think you will. I think you're gonna hate it. It's fucking horrible. Let's taste it anyway. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. It's a toss it. Next week, let's report on this. Yeah. It's a total toss it. I think it's got uh, like one and a half stars. I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna come back next week just like like a single tear coming out of my eye and just saying oh my god Tupperware Bill Bellamy moved me to tears I'm gonna have eight Twix bars <laughs> I love Twix man <laughs> yeah don't go watch it guys I'm, I'm warning you don't waste I'm gonna time. do it Jay <laughs> I'm gonna do it alright let's take a quick break and come back and finish Good Pop I'm gonna watch it don't do it Jake I love you man <laughs> don't All right, yeah, hey. we're back. Hey yo, uh, let's see here. Uh, real quick, I wanted to talk about. I went. I saw a uh, comedy special on Showtime. Yes, called uh, it's Brad Williams. Have you guys ever heard about this guy? I have not. No, Brad Williams. It's uh, called Daddy Issues. And Brad Williams is a little person. Ah. Uh, he's a dwarf. Okay. He is hilarious. Huh. I absolutely love this comedy special. Uh, if you have Showtime, watch this. Brad Williams, Daddy Issues, so good. It's okay. fantastic. I-, I laugh my ass off. Like He makes little people jokes and shit like that. But he also makes jokes about relationships makes jokes about like the world that we live in like everybody gets a participation award he talks about how like <laughs> he was in the special olympics and running and he talks about how funny it is watching like a dwarf run <laughs> <laughs> and i mean this guy he gets away with saying so much shit and he's like i get away with saying so much shit because i'm adorable <laughs> <laughs> that's funny he's very hilarious brad so, williams brad williams okay. Man, he's he, he's got he's got a commanding presence when he's on stage. Man, he's, I don't think I've ever seen a little person do do, do stand up. No, you've got to watch this, dude. Okay. It's so fucking funny, dude. It's awesome. If you have Showtime, it's on Showtime on demand. Brad Williams, Daddy Issues, check it out. Okay. Fucking hilarious. Another uh, another thing, uh, a movie I wanted to talk about here real quick is I saw The Duff. Hmm. Oh yeah. What is that? The designated ugly designated ugly fat friend. Is okay. What it's <laughs> And it stars Mae Whitman, who I'd never seen in anything before, and Robbie Amell, who is the cousin of Stephen Amell in this movie. Um, No Hillary Duff? No Hillary Duff. This movie (laughs) is awesome. It is so much fun. It is great. I love this movie. I Tupperware the Duff. I I thought it was so good. Uh, Basically, like, I guess the Duff designated ugly fat friend. Like, in every group, there's, like... You know, two hot ones, mm-hmm. and then you've got your designated ugly fat friend, and like she 
she gets called the Duff by Robbie Amell, and she starts to think back, and she starts to see the world differently, and she looks at different groups, different cliques in high school, and, like, she starts to see, like, who the Duffs are in each group, and I was thinking to myself, like, oh, my God, so Screech was the Duff in Saved by the Bell. And I was like, <laughs> this is, like, all making sense to me and right. shit, dude. And it was such a great movie. I fucking loved it. Uh, Ken Jong is in this movie, mm. as well as Chris Wilde, and they are hilarious. They play teachers in this. They're hilarious. This movie is fantastic. I loved it. Watch the Duff. It's also, I think it's also on Showtime on demand. Okay, I'm watching a lot of Showtime. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No. Isn't she super cute though? She's, cu- I guess, she's kind of cute in her own little yeah. way. I guess <laughs> she looks like, I don't know. Uh, she's very Hollywood Duff. Yeah, right. There's yeah. a difference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, I watched. I went to the theaters. Um, it's out on Blu-ray now, uh, but the week before it left. Bef- the week before it came out on Blu-ray, they had it in theaters again. I so I watched uh, Zootopia. Nice. I love Zootopia. Uh, Jake, you reviewed this on a previous episode. Yes, I high tasted it. You high tasted. I Tupperware this movie. I absolutely loved it. I had a lot of fun with Zootopia. Um, it's a great movie in my opinion, and uh, the voice acting is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the villain, you know, the like the, like the the reveal, of the villain is great. J.K. Simmons as the as like the mayor of Zootopia <laughs> is fantastic in this. Yeah, more great Idris Elba voice work. Yeah, I, I loved it. I loved Zootopia. I had a ton of fun with that. So I'm glad I got to see it. Like you know, while it was still in theaters. Uh, and the last thing I wanted to talk about is Maya and Marty. Mm. Uh, with uh, Maya Rudolph oh, yeah. and uh, Martin Short, uh, the new variety show that they have on NBC. The theme song, which has been stuck in my head for two straight weeks now. Yeah, I <laughs> love this show. I'm also going to give this a Tupperware. Um, the first episode was fantastic. Uh, Jiminy Glick, he is in both episodes that I've seen. Awesome. Yes. Jiminy Glick and Larry David, hilarious. Oh, my God. And in the second episode, Jiminy Glick and Drake. <laughs> Hilarious. Yes. Nice. The first episode, they you've got, like, cameos with Tom Hanks doing the astronaut movie, which was so funny. <laughs> yes. Um, I Steve Martin, though, in the second episode, I'm going to toss Steve Martin. Oh, not me. They didn't really give Steve Martin a lot to do except for, like, the banjo song at the end. I thought the ventriloquist sketch was brilliant. Yeah. I was laughing but it was my Martin, ass off. it was Martin Short that did that. He, he was watched that sketch again and his facial expressions reacting to Martin Short. I thought he All was right. very funny. All right. Okay. <laughs> I can see tossing him in the, in the restaurant sketch. Yeah. Like, he wasn't doing much there, but no. I thought he was part of the funny on that venture liquid sketch yeah i liked him in the banjo scene uh, it's always nice to see him playing the banjo yeah. and then like you know the song was funny yeah the song was funny <laughs> i, I, I like that uh maya rudolph doing her oprah winfrey in the second episode and the whole bread, <laughs> bread. are you ready for this yeah. <laughs> i loved it too though i it the show is so much fun like I was smiling both episodes. Like yeah. it's a Tupperware for me too. Her and Tina Fey singing in the second episode was so much fun for me. Where they're oh, talking yeah. about like like people that have influenced them growing up. They're talking about Vicki Lawrence and Carol Burnett and like all these different variety shows that they grew up watching. And it's like 
they are part of that last generation that got to like watch these ver- these classic variety shows, and they're paying homage to it. And I think they're doing it in a great way. Hmm. I, I I love this show. I, I hope it comes back every summer. Martin Short is just full of energy. Like his whole etiquette school video is mm-hmm. it was funny. It wasn't the best, but it was still funny. I was like, that's that's Martin Short. That's classic Martin Martin Short. It wasn't the funniest sketch I've ever seen him do, but it's just this, it's great to see Martin Short at his age with that energy level. It's oh, like, incredible. Wow, dude. He's bouncing off the walls still. Uh, I loved it. I, I cracked mean, up at Tina and Maya climbing up on the stools. Yeah. That was yeah. really funny to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, great show. Great show. You've been watching any of this No, day? no. I didn't even know about it. So. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's yeah. on Tuesday nights, I believe. Uh, the first uh, – one of the first episodes aired on like a different night uh, for me. Maybe they replayed it. But yeah. But now, yeah, I think it is, like, uh, on Tuesday nights. Like, the second episode, I I recorded it on a Sunday night. Maybe I had a couple things going on that Tuesday. Okay. But uh, I love it. I Tupperware it, man. I think it's great. Uh, A lot of – you got Kenan Thompson in there. Yeah, he's been in both episodes so far. Been in both episodes so far. You've got some Saturday Night Live alumni showing up for this, and I'm loving it. Awesome. Yeah, I've really been liking it a lot, too. I don't know how long the episode run's going to be, but I'm going to miss it when it's gone. Yeah, absolutely. Did you guys have anything else for – Good pop, bad pop. I wanted to talk about the DC Rebirth a little bit. Yeah, yeah, DC Rebirth. Yeah, so it's the whole rebranding, relaunching of DC. The New 52 is over with, and we're moving on to the bigger and better thing. D- uh, New 52 still canon, though. Yeah, it's all still canon. It's all still <laughs> canon. Okay. So it's weird, though. I guess we still need more explanation on that. Not uh, all, it's not 100% canon. Uh, ten years we're missing. Ten, yes. years, ten years we're missing. So uh, it's canon. It, in my opinion, it is canon because you've got what happens at, at Flashpoint yeah. happens. You are then thrust into the New 52. Yes. These characters are aware that ten years have been missing. They show scenes of like you know uh, different characters like realizing that things are things are weird like 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 relationships haven't been formed in the universe. Like they show Oliver Queen at night lonely on his bed and shit like that and and like like why you know like you know why am I why am I sad and why am I lonely and shit like that. Yeah. So ten years have been missing. I think it's I think it's all canon. Hmm. I I can see that. Yeah. It feels like it's like their memories are flooding back, erasing some of that canon though. Mm-hmm. Like the, it's happened, but it seems like it's a little bit of a blender. Sure, but I still think it's like canon within the universe. Like the new fifty two, like you can't like just count it out. Like the new new fifty two wanted to count out everything that happened before Flashpoint. It's yes. like a complete reboot. And I think like this is basically saying like no, everything pre Flashpoint happened because we get the introduction of Wally yeah. from the pre fifty two, and then Wally even acknowledges like the new Wally West in this. Mm-hmm. But everything's reset. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Even the New 52 did the same thing. Yeah. Like, even some of the stuff pre-Flashpoint was sure. Still, they picked Batman, and choose. Batman was still intact. Yeah, Green, Green Lantern. Lantern was still intact. Yeah. Except the only thing with Batman's was, like, the Robins. Yes. Yeah. They'd, like, a little, little things had changed. Yeah. And everything, so... Yeah, I um I I'm gonna give this book a high taste it right off the bat. I re- I really enjoyed it. It was nice to sink my teeth back into some DC comics. Yeah. Other than Snyder Batman, I'd pretty much fallen out on pretty much the entire New Fifty Two. Yeah. I just didn't give a shit anymore. 
So it's nice to be able to get back and read some read some DC comics, read some Batman, read some Superman, Flash, Wonder Woman, all that stuff. Yeah. And I, this was a good story. I mean, you definitely got your bang for your buck. Two ninety nine, eighty pages, eighty pages. Ooh. Granted, twenty of those pages were just like covers yeah. of the upcoming titles, right? But still, sixty pages for two ninety nine. Compare that with Marvel's Civil War, which is four ninety nine for like. 20 some pages yeah. and you really get your bang for your buck here uh, written by Jeff Johns um, the artist they, they kind of split drawing duties I believe it's um, Ivan Reese is in here Phil G- Jimenez mm-hmm. I forget who the couple of the other artists are yeah. but a lot of the big name DC artists all jumping in the art is beautiful from, from beginning to end in this book nice. it is um, it's all told through Wally West perspective Okay. Uh, Wally West is trapped in the Speed Force because no one remembers who he is anymore because this new 52 happened. He's trying to reach out to everybody. Huh. Yeah, everyone. He goes to Batman first. Batman doesn't remember him. And the second it's acknowledged that a character doesn't remember him, he gets ripped back into the Speed Force. Oh, yeah. And there's the threat that if this happens enough, he's only got so many chances to reach out before the Speed Force. Who's the second guy? The genie lamp guy. What was that guy? Who was that guy? The genie lamp guy. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. The old man that's in the home that's trying to escape. Oh, he... Um, and they talk about him like he's got the genie lamp and he's part of the Justice Society of America. He's like a, a, a Golden Age hero, Golden I Age He's character. a JSA guy. JSA guy, yeah. Yeah. I forget what his hero name is. Yeah. But and, but he actually still remembered all the pre-52 stuff. Yeah. It was kind of going crazy from still remembering the pre-52 stuff. And wow. then you have uh, Wally West's girlfriend... Yeah, uh, Linda is it Linda Parker? Yeah, yeah. And she she didn't remember. She didn't him. remember. And just going place to place. It was a really great framework to touch base with all the main characters and to kind of see what our status quo is now with the main characters. Right. Um, and then finally ends up going to Flash mm-hmm. and at Barry first, Allen. Barry Allen Flash. And okay. at first, even Barry Allen Flash doesn't remember him. And I, honestly, the book I thought Wally West was dying here. Huh. Like I, I really as soon as. Barry Allen didn't remember who he was, and he was going back into the Speed Force, and you see his, like, almost crisis-like. His body's, like, disintegrating yeah, down yeah. and everything. And um, then at the last minute... Really cool shot here. Really cool panel of, yeah. like, him grabbing, like, Barry grabbing the arm. Oh, wow. Of Wally West, right as he's disintegrating. Oh, shit. Says his name, and then... No blam. way! Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And, um, Barry remembers everything. Wally gets pulled out. He's in his costume and everything. I love that. There's, there's literally, you see tears coming from Barry. Yeah. You see an embrace between the two characters. And I'm, uh, me as a reader, I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. It impacted me. I was like, wow. This I got is, goosebumps. This is great. It impacted me too. I mean, the art was so good. It was one of the most emotional moments I've read in a comic in a yeah, long time. Yeah. It really felt like DC was like apologizing for oh. taking away the continuity yes. for five years. Yes. And they were like, here you go. Awesome. But awesome. We, we find out like there's somebody that's behind all of this yeah who took away the 10 Ten years. years from these characters yes okay. um i know there's hints of it at the beginning when we see like the the time pieces and they're talking about that watch and i was thinking oh it's christopher walken from uh, pulp fiction yeah <laughs> and i think the new 52 for the last five years has tried to perpetuate that it was this pandora character that was responsible yeah, somehow i remember her yeah. and we see her she gets blown the fuck up in this by some mysterious force. Huh. Like, she's totally taken out. Yeah. So she's gone, and uh, we find out who the new baddie is. Any guesses, Jay? I got, I got anti-monitor? I, I have no clue. Get ready to have your fucking mind blown. Yeah. 
Because it's Dr. Manhattan. What? The Watchmen? Yes. Are you fucking kidding me? The Watchmen are now in canon with the DC Universe. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? No, no. This is legit. Yeah. It's what? crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. How Al- do- Somewhere Alan Moore is just like fucking screaming. Yeah, yeah I'm sure he is. Yeah. Holy shit. Are you serious? Yeah, Wally West tells Batman to, you know, find that letter that in Flashpoint he got that letter from his dad. It's the scene that everyone made fun of where Batman sheds the tear. And he goes to the letter and behind the letter in the cave is the comedian's button. What? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. And then from there we cut to Mars. Um the comic turns into like the Watchmen format. Yeah. Where it's like the the nine panel grid. Yeah. Down to the font of the like in the you know, the lettering and everything. It's wow. the Watchmen lettering. Wow. And it's revealed that it's Dr. Manhattan. He's the big baddie here of the, new, cool. of the new DC Rebirth. It is cool, but it isn't. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, I, don't, right? I, I have mixed emotions about True. it. I mean, it's, it's enough to make me like, oh, wow, this is really cool. But on the flip side, it's almost kind of like, oh, man, it, it's the Watchmen. It's kind of sacred. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think let's leave it here. Let's leave it here. Set it up and leave it. He's. I don't even want. To, I don't even want them to take kind of like a uh, uh, like a Marvel kind of route and like where he's like the Watcher. Yeah. I don't even want them to go there. Like you did your reveal that this is the the that that Doctor Manhattan is behind this. He re, you know he's responsible for this for the ten years lost. Let's leave it at that. Let's mm. not. Let's not have. I don't want to see Rorschach yeah. in this. No, that will take away from I, I, I don't want to see I don't want to see any of these characters show up in any other books. Yeah. I agree with you, but it's past, not not happening. Pa- I, I know past <laughs> the re- past the rebirth books. Uh-huh. Once they I mean cuz everybody's going to get their own rebirth issue. Yeah. And if you want to I mean we saw like Osmandius show up talking to Superman. Mm-hmm. We saw that happen. Oh wow. But I mean and he called himself Oz. Okay. But like uh, past this, me personally, that's I'm done. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Leave Let's it at leave that. it at that. Yeah. I don't need to see any more Doctor Manhattan in DC proper. I'm. That's it. Yeah, leave it there. But Jake, you're right. I yeah, mean, it's, it's happening. They this is they're probably going to have the Watchmen incorporated into this universe, wow. and, and I am 100 percent against that. Okay, I am. I guess I'm okay with the reveal. I think it's kind of a cool nod and a cool way to explain everything. Yeah, nice way yeah. to set it. up. I'm at the halfway point. Actually, I, I agree with you, but I'm willing to give them the chance to tell me a good story with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like it's gonna happen. I guess I guess I've bitten the bullet. Yeah, that it's my, my, gonna happen no I matter know. what. I, I feel like there are characters that fit into this new universe. Yeah, and by characters, maybe I just mean one, like Doctor Manhattan. I I, I like uh, bringing comedian and Rorschach and 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 Silk Spectre back into like this whole DC proper. It just seems really weird. And then you've got like their whole backstory with like the original Watchmen and it's like yeah. making everything meld together into one universe seems a little bit of a stretch. Like I can understand like Dr. Manhattan being able to bring both universes together. 
but as far as like all the other characters and how they're going to fit in with this world, and especially after like Rorschach is is been killed, yeah. yeah. Like if we if I see Rorschach again, I'm going to be like, I don't think you'll, I don't think that'll happen. Uh, yeah, I'll be like, what the fuck? Yeah. I do want to know Doctor Manhattan's motivations though. <clears throat> As to why he would do this to these heroes. Yeah. Like, what does he have to gain from taking away their 10 years? Like, yeah. what is his end game here? Yeah. Like, that is fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Well, he keeps talking about, like, how he thought he was disconnected from humanity. Yeah. And something kept pulling him back. So, yeah, I, that is an interesting story. Should they just go with Dr. Manhattan, or are we going to see Silk Spectre? Are we going to, I mean, Comedian's dead, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. are we going to see these characters that are dead, like Comedian and Rorschach, come back? Are they doing this? I mean, Rorschach is like a, a huge character in Watchmen. I can't see them not wanting to bring him back in some capacity. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I feel like this is less pissing on the legacy of Watchmen than before Watchmen, though. Like, I really do. I feel like it's more of a heresy to try to prequel the story than it is to continue the story. I do if it just if it starts and ends with this. Yeah. For me, that's my personal opinion. If it starts with this... And ends with this. Like, we don't get any more Watchmen. Like, you uh, you know what, Barry? Uh, excuse me. You know what, Wally West? You may be looking for answers, but you're not going to find them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it really, I like, I've read a lot of the, the promos for the upcoming books. And, like, with the Wally West stuff and with the Flash stuff, it really does seem like that's a big focus is them trying to discover why they lost to 10 years. So yeah, it's but definitely we coming back to this. But we haven't had a, a Watchmen book announced. No, we have not. There's no not. Watchmen book announced. I really I really feel like it's mostly just Dr. Manhattan is the big baddie. Of like, when we have our next DC event, yeah. it's going to be centered around Dr. Manhattan is the big baddie. Hmm. Right. So. so do you think it could enhance... I mean, in any way, if, it, if they do just leave it with Dr. Manhattan, do you think this could mature the DC universe and make it more of a compelling thing like Watchmen, you know, do you see that coming? Like it enhances what's already in the universe and kind of makes it more, you know, like what the Watchmen universe was more adult, more, more smart in the way it was written. I think it'd be interesting if it's like, are are they trying to say that the Watchmen universe is what the DC universe will become or came from? I I think that's what I'm saying. Is it, is it going to be more sophisticated because do you think, do you see that being making it more sophisticated in some ways? I think so. I think I think that it's a little bit lighter some of the stuff going on right now than what was going on in the New Fifty Two. Okay. I think they're trying to make DC a little bit more fun, actually. <sighs> see, see that. See, to me, if they were going to do this, make it more sophisticated and make it more like the Watchmen universe, and really, really separate yourself from from Marvel in that way. Use that book, even though I think it's kind of sacrilege, but use that book to make the DC universe a more sophisticated... Well, see, the thing is, like, the New 52, they went a little bit darker yeah. with New 52. Yeah, right? exactly. And the whole... Pro- the, the, I, th- I felt like the whole the reason for the whole reset was to bring it back to, like, that, that, that fun, you know, pre-52 DC mm-hmm. that everybody was a big fan of. Okay. Yeah, and I know in the movies, it's one thing. Like, everyone... The joke is, is the Marvel's the Disney stuff and the DC's the... The serious stuff, and I think that's warped a lot of people's minds when it comes to the comics, because in reality, in the comic universes, it's very much the opposite. Right, right. DC was always 
the super colorful, super wacky, yeah. super fun universe. Anything goes. Yeah. Aquaman riding a seahorse. Yeah, right. Green Lantern's a squirrel. And all the crazy shit. And Marvel was really the company that was the, the DC have, movies. We have heroes with flaws. Yeah. Right. Hulk is from anger. It's all an anger metaphor. And the X-Men's all racism. And, right. and Spider, you know, Spider-Man's uncle gets killed. Like, Marvel really, as a comic company brought the serious but trying to but trying to make like superman trying to basically say okay superman batman wonder woman aquaman you know uh martian manhunter all these characters having have have them change who they are and then bring them into the watchman universe and have them like bow to the watchman universe and make them more like grounded and gritty in the watchman universe totally goes against whatever it totally goes against bringing them back from New 52, in my right. opinion. Right. Yes. Okay. I, mean, I think that's what makes Dr. Manhattan such a fascinating villain. Like, he's basically, they're fighting against turning into that. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I'm excited for this. And I, as far as the tone thing goes, too, I never want a whole company line to be one tone. Like, I always want that comic And that's company. what 52 felt like. I, I agree. I agree. The, the art felt like house style. The storytelling felt like house style. And it felt like everything was under one blanket. And I didn't like that, man. I, that's why I thought Marvel was thriving is because, like, yeah, you could read The Punisher. Or you could read, you know, uh, fucking uh, Deadpool or Matt Fraction's Hawkeye. Or right. you could read uh, Wolverine Dan, and the X-Men. Wolverine and yeah. the X-Men. Yeah. Or, or, or Dan Slott's Spider-Man. Or Dan Slott's Sil- Silver Surfer. Mm. Yeah, you're getting a different tone in every book yeah. as opposed to New 52, which is where it was like 52 books of the same exact emotion. Yes. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, but I don't want everything. I don't want to, I don't want to feel like the whole universe has to fall under the Watchmen blanket now. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering if that's going to Oh, happen. God, fuck yeah. that. Yeah. And I don't think that's what's happening here. <laughs> I think Jeff Johns has made it clear that this is the whole rebirth is all about a rebirth of the characters. And yeah. Bringing and I, the characters back to their core. Wally West, when he showed up, it was almost like, and Barry recognized him, it was almost like, Barry represented like DC acknowledging and shedding a tear and saying, "Yeah, we were wrong to take this away from you." Okay. I agree. It okay. really felt like didn't that. it? Yeah, it, totally. And I was like, "Wow!" I thought it was a really ballsy comic to do that to yes. just kind of admit that basically the last like five years, five years worth of fucking DC stuff has all just been, yeah. you know, oops, we made a mistake. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. We we sold. You know, Fifty Two came out. We sold a bunch of books. Then we sold a bunch of 3D lenticular covers. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> and then we lost a lot of like old fans. And now we're now we're extending, you know, an olive branch and trying to t- trying <laughs> to have you read our comics again. And, yeah. Interesting, CJ. Here's the last page. Oh well, there. yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh wow. There's the nine. The nine panel. Show Batman. Show Batman with the uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It's kind of cool though, yeah. And there's it is the, the, cool. the nine the nine panel page with yeah, Batman. But how cool is I I mean like like that's cool if for me if that's where it ends. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's a great. Uh, and I I get your point. No, show the picture of Barry crying. Oh wow. Yeah, right there tearing up. Wow, that looks like a great issue. It's a fantastic issue. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you 299, maybe it's maybe the best DC comic that's come out in a long time. Yeah. yeah. Damn, I, I got to get that. Yeah. Wow. So. That's amazing. I fucking mind is look at this. Look at the art on this page. Woo. Yeah, the art's fantastic. And the paneling there. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I, I believe that's one of the Phil Jim in his pages, and he's great. 
So yeah, I, I get your point though. Don't don't focus on that anymore. Make it make it the starting point. Yeah, I, I feel like like I just don't want them to taint the Watchmen. Yeah, and and you should. And then I don't want the Watchmen to taint what like they're trying to do. I just feel like okay, yeah, we did it. You used them yeah. well. They're, yeah. they're they're I guess you know the Watchmen are canon DC proper now. Let's just step back and just like Doctor Manhattan can do kind of like a. Kind of like a uh, he just sit back and watch his world. Kind of like a, like 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 uh, like a like us watching an ant farm. Yeah. Like we put the ants in the ant farm and we watch the ants. We we watch them colonize and we watch them build you know dig their tunnels and shit like that. I feel like that's what this should be. Like you know uh, you know fucking Doctor Manhattan did this and now he just sits back from afar and watches it and we know that he's watching. Yeah. And I want more Doctor Manhattan. Oh man. I'm, I'm scared. I'm really scared with that. They already shit the bed with fucking before Watchmen. I, I feel like fuck it. Let's uh, let's do it. Yeah, I'm just scared. They've with tainted it. the Watchmen already. Like, let's do it. But why not? Let's taint them some more. Why not sit? Possibly back? not though. I feel like there's the chance that they don't here. Yeah, why not sit back and watch your creation rather than than fucking around with it? But I understand too. You know, they want to know. What the fuck happened with these ten years? They're not just going to leave that story. It's not enough for me to just say that it was Doctor Manhattan. It'll I, I got to know more. It'll be an, it'll be like next year's event. Oh, yeah. for sure, it for sure will be interesting. Yeah. But this whole thing has really brought me back into wanting to read more DC comics. Like I'm definitely I'm checking out the Superman. I'm checking out the Batman. Doing the Flash. Doing the Wonder Woman. Okay, so I I only read uh, Justice League fifty. Yeah, I read Superman fifty two, and then of course I read Rebirth. Uh, you have had a chance to read uh, the Joshua Williamson Flash. Yes. Uh, the Rucka Wonder Woman. Yes. Uh, did you have the new did, the new Superman? I've read Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, and the first issues of Detective and Action. Okay. Overall thoughts. Overall thoughts. I think my favorite book so far. Hmm, it's probably the Superman stuff, surprisingly enough. I'm most fascinated with what's going on with that. Um, they've got Lex Luthor as trying to be the new Superman now. Yeah, he's got that new suit. Yeah, because um, the, the new 52 Superman died. Yes. And so there's like a void mm-hmm. to be the new Superman, and it seems like Lex is trying to fill that void. And yeah. I, I really find that fascinating. I really like... The Superman that was in the old universe, I cared for more than this new 52 Superman. I like, for the first couple issues, I thought it was really cool. The Grant Morrison, Rag Morales stuff. Yeah. I was into it for like about four issues. When he was doing action comics? Yeah, when it was Blue Jeans Superman. Yes. <laughs> and then I just, I just got fucking so bored to tears with I, it. Me too. It just became just so fucking dumb. Confusing. Super confusing. And we've just completely killed that Superman. We're back to this Superman. And right away, we're talking about his fight with Doomsday and we're doing stuff with like Doomsday's origin and that mm. character and I find that really fascinating. Yeah, they show the old Superman talking with like old Lois yes. and talking about like things that have already happened. Like yeah. Doomsday and stuff. It's cool. He talks to Lana, Lana Lang and yeah. they, they take Superman's body to the Fortress of Solitude and they try to find the same device that brought him back to life when Doomsday killed him to bring the new 52 Superman back to life. Wow. And they can't find that device and everything. So they basically say this one will not be brought back to life, and this is your Superman moving forward. Um, I love the storyline that 
because we've missed that 10 years, now Superman has this 10-year-old son, mm-hmm. and that son has powers. Oh, yeah. And we're going to have stories about Superman raising a powered son. Well, and then we're going to get that. We're going to get, uh, I don't. I can't remember what it's called, Super Sons or something Yeah, like we're getting Damien with Jonathan. Yes. And Jonathan is the name of Superman's son named okay. after his father. And that's a new book coming out. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That looks really cool. Yeah. We're getting two Titans books. We're getting a Titans that's with... Wally West is the leader of a team, and they were getting like the Teen Titans book. That'll be cool. I, well, I think I love the Titans. So. Yeah, I'm going to check out a lot of this stuff. We're getting a Suicide Squad book that Jim Lee's drawing. In September, we're getting a new Supergirl book. Yes, a new Supergirl book that looks really incredible. Yeah. They're, they're bringing her back to her roots and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed all the Rebirth books, though. I honestly. So shockingly, the Batman of the four was my least favorite. Mm. Well, I mean, you, you don't have Snyder writing that Batman. It's yeah. Snyder's going to a different Batman book. And he, but he did co-write the Rebirth issue. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, he kind of passes the torch. Him and Tom King, I believe, is the writer. Mm. They co-write the Rebirth issue right. before King takes over by himself in the uh, detective comic books and everything. Yeah. But I kind of the detective was better than the Rebirth. But they do a really lousy job of explaining who the characters are in the Rebirth. And, like, Batman's got a guy that he's basically making his new Robin, and I have mm. no idea who this character is. Hmm. So he's, like, an African-American character, huh. and he's made a suit for him, and he says, I'm going to try new things, and he gives him this suit. And, huh. and they, they, I don't even think they – maybe his name is Duke? Okay. And I'm, I don't know if this is a character that just popped up with the rebirth or it's someone I'm yeah. supposed to know. Right. So the Batman stuff I found to be really confusing. So I'm going to keep with it. Um, I'm going to read the first three issues of all the titles that I want to check out and decide from there. But so far, honestly, I would keep reading everything I've read. Hmm. Um, the re- I want to wait before I talk about Flash and Wonder Woman because I've only read the Rebirth issues. Yeah. And the Rebirth issues really remind me a lot of kind of the Marvel Point One stuff. Yeah. Where it's not so much as a first issue where it's just kind of like throwing you in and giving you a story with these characters. Yeah. And it's not really the overall story arc that's going to happen in the main titles. Okay. Kind of a kind of a rip-off money grab. With I the love Rebirth both issues. writers, though. I mean, I love Joshua Williamson. I'm a big fan of him. Uh, Birthright is one of my favorite books. Yeah out right now and of course greg rucka i mean writing wonder woman i love greg rucka i mean you know lazarus and his punisher series is my favorite punisher ever i think francis manipole is moving on to do justice league am i wrong about that i think he's writing and is he's writing it right yeah i I think he's doing the rebirth issue both and then passing the torch after the rebirth issue yeah Yeah. someone's really good on nightwing too i want to say it's a yannick paquette is doing the art in nightwing can't remember I can't remember. So it may be Abbott and Yannick Paquette on, on Nightwing. Hmm. There's some really good teams on this shit, yeah. though. So I'm oh, yeah. super excited. I'm reading way more DC than I am Marvel right now. And I'm not really reading all that many comics in the first place. Sure. But, so, yeah, that's that's about all I got for Rebirth. Yeah, uh, this whole fucking DC Rebirth. I've dropped a little, quite a few Marvel titles, and I've added more Rebirth. And so it's I'm, I'm at about a 50-50 right now between them. Most of my books are Image, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. But uh, I am, I you know, I I I, I dropped some, I I dropped slot Spider Man. Oh, wow, damn! Wow. Um, and, but I'm still picking up the Miles Morales uh, Bendis Spider Man, which <laughs> I'm loving. They introduced in the last issue that I read, issue number three. Mm-hmm. They Bendis introduced one of his characters that he. Uh, um, Gold Balls, that character. Oh, yeah, yeah, you brought him up. <laughs> Gold Balls is now in the Spider-Man book. Oh, cool. oh, nice. And that's a character that he introduced into his X-Men run mm-hmm. when he was doing X-Men after he left Avengers. And it's like, 
I fucking love this Spider-Man book. I'm like, two Spider-Man books, two Spider-Man books. It's like, I've been getting slots run forever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I'm just not enjoying as much as I used to. And, but I'm really loving Bendis's Miles Morales book. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm going to stick with it. And at $3.99 a month for the slots book, I was just like, I, I'll drop it. And if I want to read it, I'll fucking, I'll, I'll eventually pick up fucking, uh, the Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. yeah. And that's another selling point with the DC thing is they are swearing. That every book is going to be and stay at the two ninety nine price point. Yeah, but they're twice monthlies now. Yes, all the uh, main characters, all the main characters are twice monthly. So now. instead of paying like you know, instead of paying like three ninety nine a month for the book, you're actually spending six bucks a month now. Right. Yeah, but you're getting the page count. You're getting yeah. you're getting two issues worth of books. Sure. Yeah, if that's there, that that pays off. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really fascinated by this. Um, I was going to talk about Civil War two, but I'm going to wait. I, I, I want to talk about that with someone. Okay. So yeah. I don't want to spoil it. Cause I have the issues. I will read them, and we can talk about them maybe next week. Awesome. I'm excited. Guys, let's move on to the Pop Culture Leftovers news. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a leftover news, and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. It's gangster as fuck, yo. All right, guys. Huge spoiler coming up here for the new Alien Covenant film, the follow-up for Prometheus. If you don't want to hear this, Fast forward a few minutes into this. This is a huge spoiler. Oh, I'm scared. Are you guys? Are you guys I'm ready. Here I'm, I'm bracing myself. I'm, but I'm telling our listeners, this is a huge spoiler, okay. and you 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 may not enjoy the movie as much knowing this. You might want to go into this movie. Not Jake is freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I'm a huge Ridley Scott fan. I don't. Uh, Do you want to leave? Uh, is it really that big? It's pretty big, man. Oh man. All right, I'm out. I think You're I out? know what it yeah. is, so I'm ready. I'm out. I, I've stayed away from all the Ridley Scott news. Step outside, dude. Movie. Step outside. Get the hell out of here. Find <laughs> my smokes. There we go. Jake just wants to smoke a cigarette. Yeah. No, I really don't want it to is. Smoke. It's pretty big, man. All right, so uh, <laughs> that's the first time that I've ever scared him with a spoiler. He was getting nervous. Left. Yeah. He's a big Ridley Scott fan, and this is a big spoiler. Yeah. Um, if you, yeah, like I said, if you don't want to hear about this, it's for Alien Covenant. This is the follow up for Prometheus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, and I'm about 99% sure that this rumor is true because when the playlist printed it on their website, moments later, that very article was updated with this spoiler removed at the request of the studio. Ah, yeah. There you go. That's your confirmation that right is, there. Yeah. Um, the spoiler is that inherit vice actress Catherine Watterson, who has been cast in the film, will be playing Ellen Ripley's mother. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty huge fucking huge spoiler. <laughs> yeah. um, a lot of people felt like the first Prometheus didn't tie too much into like the Aliens franchise. I disagree. I disagree too. I feel like yeah. we got to figure. We 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 got to know a lot more about the engineers and about their past. I feel like you know, like that's one of the things. Like for the first Alien movie, yeah, you see the big engineer sitting in the chair. It's and one of like, the first scenes. Yeah, who the fuck is that? Where does that guy come from? What's the story with that? Yeah, and that's where this movie. That's where Prometheus went with. Fuck and like, yeah. I felt like. Like, yeah, there's your tie-in. But, yeah, if you needed more tie-in, at the end of the movie, you saw, like, the first incarnation of a fucking alien. Yeah. That was the big reveal at the end of Prometheus. Now they're going to tie it in even more. Wow. 
And this Catherine Watterson, she's been classed as Ellen Ripley's mother, mm. it sounds like, if we're to believe this article uh, coming out from the playlist. Sounds fucking legit. It sounds pretty it's legit. It's got to be. If yeah. the studio's telling them to take the rumor down, yeah. if, they're, if they're saying, get, the, get that off our fucking sites... Dude, I, that's legit. Yeah, and and that's so unexpected. I mean, I, I of course expected and and knew, you know, just from all the talk from this movie going forward since Prometheus, it's gotten more and more tied to okay, you're gonna see xenomorphs. You know, you're gonna see more of what ties this to the yeah. original franchise. I never in a million years thought that they were gonna tie this directly to to her in this way with her you know her mom or whatever the hell yeah how do, uh, how do you feel about that though it's like where does okay how do you feel about that like uh, we've never had any mention of Ellen Ripley's mother before mm-hmm. there might be canon comic books about her mother I haven't read them I haven't I've, seen I, them. I, I've read some alien comics that are canon yeah. with the movie universe. Uh, comics that deal with like Ellen Ripley herself being taken out of her cryogenic state or whatever state, you know, like that cryogenic state. Yeah. They yeah. take her out and they have her do kind of like little missions in between and shit like that and blah, blah, blah. I, I've read some of those comics and they're really cool. But like for this, it's like, I didn't, how is her mother involved in like any of these space programs or anything? I mean, how does that come into play? Is it a quick cameo? Because I think she's like, I, th- I thought she was going to be cast as a major character. I That's mean, what I heard. If yeah. you get this actress in there, she's not like a cameo character. This has got to be like a big role for her. It feels like a big role. And I mean, the only thing that comes to mind is that this is something to do with the genetics. I mean, of course, Prometheus has a lot to do with genes yeah. and the splicing of genes and all that stuff. Yeah. So there's got to be something to do with her mom. Now, I can't fathom what that connection is. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But the only thing I do know is that genes have been messed with a lot in these movies. And there's got to be something with her genes going forward after after her mom in this movie. Yeah. So I don't know what it is. Like some kind of chosen one situation where Mm. maybe she's on this planet, something happens to her, and therefore her genes are passed on to her daughter and so forth. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. And and I don't know how much they're going to tie that into the other, you know, Aliens movies besides mentioning that, that she's... They're going to have a lot of explaining to do, mm-hmm. you know, going through all these Alien movies. If they are all connected, then what the fuck? What the hell does it matter if yeah. her mom was there or not? Yeah, know. it better... I mean, it's like... Uh, like uh, I mean, you can say it like, oh, that's cool, dude. I remember fucking Ellen Ripley, dude. Yeah. That's fucking cool, dude. I love fucking Ellen Ripley. Scorning Weaver is fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. She's fucking awesome in those fucking alien movies. Yeah. But, like, if you don't have, like, that reveal, if, it, like, if, if, if it's not cool in yeah. the actual fucking Covenant film that we're going to watch, if, like, the reveal is fucking, like, oh, come on. Yeah. Then it's, like, you've just kind of, like, Tarnish that character, tainted that character. Yeah, you and do. It's like, you, it's stupid. Like you, that reveal, like has to make sense. You could totally fuck up everything yeah. that's already come. I don't see him doing that. I mean, I'm sure he has a smart reason, but I can't. I can't wrap my head around. It. I mean, Prometheus. Well, her last name's not going to be Ripley if she's not married at this point. Right. Right. Like that could be like the big reveal at the end. It's like, hmm. you know what I mean? Like I'm not like like because like you would assume. I, and I don't know how the, it is in the future. Like if the women take like the male, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know in the future. Like if in this future, like if the women take on their husband's last name, right. they they may not. Right. For all I know, they could live in a progressive fucking. Yeah, uh, in, in the future it's more progressive, and the men take on the women's last name, or or they don't have to, or whatever. I right. don't know. 
But I'm just saying, like, her last name might be something different, and then we find out that that her husband's last name is Ripley or something, or 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 if it is a progressive, if it is progressive, then yeah, like, of course, her last name would be Ripley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because that was that was her last name, wasn't it? Yeah, Ripley. Wait, Ellen Ripley. Yeah, is it, Rip, Ellen Ripley. was her first name. Yeah. No, so I'm wrong. Like, if it is a progressive, like her mother's last name would be Ripley. Right, right. So yeah. I don't know. I'm just I'm trying to oh, I'm trying to figure it out. It's really I, confusing. The only and and the only reason that I can you know the only reason that he would do this is to really enhance Ripley's story, which I don't I mean, I don't know why you need to. You know, I think that story's great. Well do you think that do you think that like they're worried like oh the alien franchise can't stand on its own without Ellen Ripley? Because like she is such a huge part in four films. Yeah. Well with with how with how much flack that Prometheus took, I can understand. I loved Prometheus. I love Prometheus. I I'll fucking watch it. I think it's a great sci fi film. There's some stupid shit that happens in it. Yeah. yeah. I'll agree. I'll I, like there's some stump some dumb shit that happens in it. You've got a geologist who fucking acts like he's a fucking like uh hired mercenary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got a biologist who is scared of a dead engineer body, but plays but, with a snake. But plays with like a dead, like with a live alien snake. Yeah, you've got Charlie Theron's character who just can't turn left or turn right <laughs> to get away from a gigantic hamster wheel that's yeah. going to crush her. Right. There's some dumb things that happen in the movie. Yes. Which I'm, but but on the flip side, uh, overall, I I did like it. I did like it. I think lot, it enhanced it enhanced the lore. Yeah. So whatever they're doing with this, I hope to God he's not listening to too much of the haters yeah. of Prometheus and continuing with the lore. And I hope I just don't. Yeah, I don't know how she's going to tie in and how she's going to enhance what's already cool about Ripley. You know, why do they need to do that? I, I don't. Well, know. especially after like I felt like in Prometheus, the main character that they had, the girl, the, I can't remember her name, but she was the lead in the yeah. girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah, S- Swedish or Swiss or I don't know, she's something. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. her name, yeah. but. She, she, they made her almost like a Ripley character. Very Ripley, yeah. And so, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but um, hopefully, I mean, it's, I guess, like, when I first read it, I was like, holy shit. Hopefully, once we get the reveal in the movie, they can tie it in and have it make sense to where it's still cool. Yeah. I didn't necessarily need that to go see the movie, but I think I think maybe a lot of people do, you know, mm-hmm. need that to go see the movie. So, I don't know. Maybe that's just part of the package. I don't know. I don't know how it ties in. I think it's interesting. But... I'll, I would see it regardless. Uh, Prometheus was one of those movies where after I got out of the movie... Could not stop talking about it. Yeah, couldn't stop thinking can, about it. Yeah. You can always tell, like, a good movie for me is once I get out of the theater, I'm still thinking about it. I'm wanting to talk to people about it. Yeah. And that was Prometheus. And that's one of the last movies where I watched and I was like, oh, my God, I want to know what people are thinking about this. Yeah. I want to talk to people about it. Am this. I the only one that felt this way? Am I the only one that caught this right. or thought about this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about this. Yeah. Because, like, once I got out of saying, like, Warcraft, it was like, I wasn't dying to, like, do this podcast. <laughs> right. Like, oh, I can't wait to hear what Jay says about Warcraft. Like, I was interested in what your rating was. Right, right. I was interested to hear what, like, Jake's rating was. Yeah. But I wasn't, like, really, like, dying to, like, oh, okay, let's talk about the 
intricate things within this movie yeah. and try to figure this out because man I this movie it really captivated me. Yeah. No, Prometheus captivated me and it's like one of those movies like I really had to like talk to other people about and I really enjoyed it for, for that. For sure. Yeah, I mean it's it's what I wish the Predator franchise could pull off. Some kind of deep lore that just makes you question everything and that's what that movie, every yeah. every scene was a question for me. Like, yeah, what is this? I think you the know? Predator I think the difference between Alien like Prometheus and Predator though is like I think like Prometheus is very like it can be very science based. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like Predator is more primal. More primal alien. And I, I, I like the separation there. Yeah. You know, you've got the science, and then you've just got like fucking primal aliens. Yeah, not not any big reason for what they're yeah. doing. Like other, fucking, you yeah. got like the, the the aliens are like the scientific like outbreak. They're almost like a fucking like it's almost like they are. Like, yeah. Oh shit, we tried to make sea monkeys, but yeah. instead we fucking <laughs> yeah. holy shit, what, what acid the, spewing motherfuckers? Exactly. Yeah. And the like predators are like they're they're kind of like more primal. Yeah. And they're almost like the perfect weapon to fight that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It added yeah. to it for me. I'm excited about this news. It doesn't. It doesn't take away from it for me. It's yeah. very interesting. It makes me yeah. think. So yeah. yeah, I like it. Let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll have Jake, Mister Spoiler Pussy Jake, back. <laughs> we'll be right back with more news. Don't spoil my pussy. <laughs> oh hey, we're back. Hey. All right, we're back. Yeah, we are still in news. Jake is back with us. Big spoiler pussy Jake. Yes. <laughs> had to take a little little spoiler pussy break. I did, I did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and spoil it for you right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can't leave. <laughs> Guys, I've got some exciting news. Uh, Pacific Rim 2 news. Yes. Uh, that came out this week from Deadline. Legendary Pictures has set Star Wars The Force Awakens star John Boyega, uh, who played Finn, for the lead role for the secondary installment of its Pacific Rim franchise. Uh, we've talked about this before. Steven S. DeKnight is directing the film, mm-hmm. uh, which will begin production in the fourth quarter of this year based on the world created by Guillermo del Toro and Travis Beecham. Uh, Boyega will play the son of Idris Elba in the del Toro-directed original film. Uh, Universal will release the film worldwide everywhere but China, the 2013 original grossed four. Uh, the 2013 original grossed 411 million dollars. Uh, I want to point this out that Idris Elba's character in that first Pacific Rim, his name was Stacker Pentecost. <laughs> that is a dope ass motherfucking name. <laughs> Your fucking name is. It was it Stacker Pentecost? I knew his last name was Pentecost. Was his first name Stacker? I, think I don't so. know. Yeah, I, don't I, th- I think so. I don't know, man. Yeah. Fucking dope ass fucking name yeah, though. It's pretty badass. Uh, <laughs> I've not seen that movie a second time. Oh god, I've seen it like three or four times. Yeah, I've yeah. watched it about three times. Yeah, I actually went out like uh, it was like a third date that I had with this chick, and I was like, "Have you seen Pacific Rim?" Mm-hmm. I brought it over. We watched it at her place, and then we ate Mexican food. Nice. <laughs> she loved it. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, Guillermo del Toro is set as a producer on the film. Here's what he said. I am very proud and happy to welcome John into a fantastic sandbox. The Pacific Rim universe will be reinforced with him as a leading man as it continues to be a multicultural, multi-layered world. Hmm. The world saving the world was our goal, and I couldn't think of a better man for the job. Uh, guys, I want to know your thoughts on this. Uh, Charlie Hunnam out. John Boyega in. Pacific Rim 2. Stephen S. DeKnight in as director, 
Gilma de Toro out, but we still have Travis Beecham writing this bad boy. Guys, what are your thoughts on John Boyega? I, I Tupperware John Boyega being in it. I think that's great. Um, he'll add a lot of charisma to the movie. Um, he's a great actor. I, I think it's a great choice. And I, I high taste the Stephen Tonight stuff. I'm sad that Del Toro's not going to be directing. But we love Daredevil Season 1. Exactly. That's why I high taste it. And I'm a big Denight fan from the stuff that he's done with other things, too, like yeah. The Angel and whatnot. So, yeah, go Steven Denight. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, total Tupperware on John Boyega. Um, definite taste it on Steven Denight. I mean, if anyone uh, is going to make this more of a character-driven thing, which, you know, it, it was, but I think that was something that could have been stronger. Mm-hmm. And I think Stephen Tonight, John Boyega, man, that's a perfect fucking combination yeah. for character-driven. Cause yeah, and you still got you got Beecham in there. And Guillermo del Toro is still a producer. I, I mm-hmm. feel like it was the studio kind of worried about the the last couple movies that Guillermo del Toro has done. You know, I mean, uh, I don't think that they felt that the film performed as well uh, Pacific Rim performed as well domestically mm-hmm. as it could have. Just Toro, I mean, he could have. I think it was his schedule that dictated him not doing this movie, right? What else is he doing? I mean, he did Crimson Peak. Filming is starting in. Uh, filming is starting in the fourth quarter of this year. What else is he doing? I forget the name of the movie he's he's currently working. <clears throat> I know on. he was doing like the Troll Hunters animated stuff for Netflix. I know that I can't see him not making his schedule available for this mm-hmm. yeah i just thought it was he he had one but he wouldn't be able to do it until late next year mm-hmm. and, and then the studio didn't want to wait that long for it because i mean like the justice league dark thing fell out that's now going to be an animated thing that w- what we're hearing yeah mm-hmm. what's he doing i'm trying to find it out i okay. swear he's doing some big movie coming out what do you think that i mean okay so they're they're introducing john boyega's character as pentecost's son for a reason what do you think that reason is <sighs> um yeah, that's that's a tough question. I mean, maybe maybe at this point, I mean, I don't know what the time. Let's think about what was the main thing about Stacker Pentecost's character in the first film. He was the only character that successfully, well, I, I, successfully, I guess, is a stretch. That successfully uh, was able to control a Jaeger by himself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. True. It, I mean, it, 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 he was the only one that, that had done it. Everybody yeah. else, when they drifted, had to drift together as a team. Whether it was like, you know, what was it the the Crimson Crew? There was three of them. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, even even Charlie Hunnam, he did it for a little bit by himself. But I mean, he had that nosebleed. He was kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of fucked him up. But Stacker Pentecost was able to control a Jaeger by himself. Right. By right. himself. Do you think that his son? is going to have that same ability? I would assume so, yeah. I think that's the main reason that they're bringing his son into this, is like his son is going to be able to do this as well. He's the only one Is that... Idris still going to be in it? He's dead. He died in... Oh, okay, that's right, that's yeah. right. So, so unless we get a, another flashback scene, because we got flashback scenes of Idris Elba uh, talking with... Uh, when he first was introduced with... Uh, with uh, what's her... I can't remember that character's e- name. Emily Blunt's character? No, was it em- Emily Blunt? Emily Blunt was... In, I'm talking about uh, the... the 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 Asian actress. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't remember her name either, but yeah, yeah. But mm. I I think um, yeah, I think I think it has to go back to that. I think he's going to be the one that you know. It takes one guy to save the day. It takes one guy to control this Jaeger in the end, whatever the story is. So mm. I think that's probably who he's going to be. And I mean, he's a great character to focus on. Yeah. You know, so so oh, what about those what about those rumors with Maisie Williams? Are we not going to get Maisie Williams in this thing now? I think it's still a possibility. 
Oh, I mean, well, those the Maisie Williams uh, stuff. It was Guillermo de Toro sitting down with her and having, and, and we don't know if it was even uh, if they were even talking about Pacific Rim. Yeah. I mean, it was just like we heard that they had like a lunch date, mm-hmm. uh, Guillermo de Toro and Maisie Williams. So, like, it, was it about this or a future project? I, everybody assumed it was Pacific Rim Two. I just haven't heard anything more about Maisie Williams being in Pacific Rim too. No, <laughs> it was Pinocchio, the the live action Pinocchio that Del Toro's doing real soon. Huh. Oh, okay. Hmm. Is that the, the that's with the, is that with uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Geppetto? Uh, I don't think casting has been a hundred percent confirmed on it yet. Do, do remember that? Do you remember that? Am I am I making that up? No, no. I remember that being a possibility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No casting yet on it. Okay. But. I know he's definitely in in on that project as director. Yeah, huh. I think I think uh, I think we were all excited for a Pacific Rim two sequel. I mean, and I, we we all wanted to see Guillermo del Toro back helming this. Yeah, but I mean, if you're going to have anybody else do it, I guess Denight is a great choice. Agreed. And this means a lot. I think this. I think Pacific Rim written two means a lot to this show because it was the first movie. That we ever Tupperwared yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. together. It was the first Tupperware party for this show. Yeah, so for sure. I'm looking forward to Pacific Rim 2, even without Del Toro at the helm. Mm-hmm. Will it be another Tupperware party? I yeah. don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know, man. We'll see. <laughs> Let's move on to Marvel news. Marvel news. <laughs> Every time. Every time. <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, we got a Marvel tweet from uh, Deathbox, Deathbox Ty. Uh, he says, at uh, PC Leftovers, what do you guys think? To Norman Reedus playing Ghost Rider, he said he would love to in a recent interview. Maybe not a movie, but Netflix would be cool. So that's the story here, guys. Norman Reedus was talking to Uproxx and was asked if he'd be interested in playing Ghost Rider. We all know that he's famous for riding motorcycles around he's even got his new show coming out on amc tonight road trip or whatever the fuck it's called <laughs> yeah. and this is what he said to uprocks hell yeah it would be a blast do i get a skull face that's on fire and all that stuff fuck yeah i'm down <laughs> <laughs> is that the quote that's the quote man that's oh. he was fucking drinking a paps blue ribbon yeah. <laughs> Drinking a Pabst Blue Ribbon, wearing some camouflage, camouflage clothing, <laughs> smoking, smoking a Marlboro Red. Yeah, oh yeah, full red, full flavor. Smoking a Marlboro Red, drinking a Pabst Blue Ribbon. He said, "Fuck yeah, I'm down." <laughs> Jay, are you excited about this? Um, yeah, of course, Jay's excited. <laughs> It is Marvel. God damn. Seriously, I, I fucking I heard I fucking heard Jay's erection rip out of his fucking goddamn jeans. I didn't know what that was. Yeah, that was Jay's erection. Jay's fucking fucking had Groundhog's Day. We're gonna have a fucking additional three weeks of fucking winter because Jay's dick made an appearance. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Jay loves this idea. Uh, Norman Reedus, Ghost Rider. Yeah. We got fucking... <laughs> I'm pretty excited. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty excited. Sure you are. Anything's better than what we've had, first of all. And second of all, I love Ghost Rider. If, if he's done properly, 
then he is a cool Let fucking Let me throw character. this out there. I don't give a rat's ass about Ghost Rider. <laughs> that's, 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 that's fine. I'm, I'm in the same camp. I'm, I'm a fan of yeah, it. Yeah, I, I have the comics, man. I have yeah, all, a lot of Ghost Rider's comics from the 90s. It's a flaming skull on a motorcycle. Uh, he's this a badass. Is, it's everything that was wrong about 90s Marvel comics. Yeah. I don't need to see dare, a daredevil stuntman become Ghost Rider. I want to see, you know, just a, just a badass dude become Ghost Rider. I don't need to see all that, oh, set up. He's a he's a fucking stunt man on a bike, and then he turns into this guy. I don't need to see that. And anything is better than Nicolas Cage. What we've had before has sucked. You know, what? So, I've never watched those. Norman, Nor- well, you're you're lucky, but yeah, Nor- Norman Reedus. <laughs> I think he's a, he he would be a great ghostwriter. Yeah, for sure, for sure. If they do it right, if they do it wrong, it could suck. It doesn't matter if Norman Reedus is good or not. They could fuck it up anyway. So, yeah. you know. I'm going back to the fact that I don't care about Ghost Rider as a yeah, character. If you don't care, then you don't care. So, I mean, that's... I, a, I'm it, completely indifferent about this. It's I a, don't care. It's a flaming skull on a motorcycle. The aesthetic is cool, but that's about where it ends. I think Ghost Rider is a cool tattoo if you're in a biker. Yeah. If you're a biker. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I could care less about Ghost Rider. Yeah. And having Norman Reedus play Ghost Rider, I, I, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I toss this. I, I don't want to see <laughs> it. I toss it too. I'm, t- I'm tasting it. Jay's erection. <laughs> I mean, do I think we need a Ghost Rider mo- uh, show or movie? Yes. No. No. Yeah. no. 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 I don't. I don't. Just any any of the the Dark Shadows characters, Blade, Ghost Rider, any of that. I don't. I don't need it. The Midnight Suns. The Midnight Suns. Yes, that's what I mean. Um. I don't. I don't need that. But I, I think it's cool. I think it's cool casting if that's yeah. what they're gonna do. So yeah. Yeah, we'll see. How about all those comics like a dumbass when they came out? When the, oh, I the got Midnight Suns relaunch. Yeah. Uh, I liked a lot of that stuff, man. Oh, I, man. I, I liked it. I liked the fucking chains and shit. I mean, he's a pre- <laughs> he's a precursor to Spawn. I mean, that's where it co- that's where it all comes from. You know, yeah, I like Spawn way more. Yeah, he's there would be no Spawn without him. It's way more interesting though. All right, guys, moving on from uh, my least favorite part of the Marvel News this week, which was Ghost Rider. (laughs) (laughs) Over a month ago, Sharon Stone teased that she would have a role in an upcoming Marvel film. We did not report this. Uh, I'm reporting it now, but she did. She said she has uh, an upcoming role in a Marvel film, Sharon Stone. Yeah, that Sharon Stone. Uh Basic Instinct Sharon Stone. Yeah. Uh, Fucking uh, Slither Sharon Stone. Yeah. Fucking uh, Total Recall. Uh, basic Instincts. I just said Basic Instincts. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Speaking of Total Recall, I think you just exper- I think I just experienced it when you're fucking regurgitating shit I just said. <laughs> sorry. Quick and the dead, Sharon Stone. Yeah. <laughs> Her words were she had a, quote, a wee part. So people were speculating that she would be playing the lost Janet Van Dyne, the original Wasp, who they teased could still be alive in the Ant-Man movie. Hmm. Uh, now in an interview with, and I'm not kidding, AARP magazine, mm. she said this. Oh, they said this. This was not a quote from her. This was a quote from them about talking to her. They say, quote, Stone has been cast as a superhero. She'll only reveal that her secret power is heat hmm. in a yet-to-be-named movie also for Marvel, Heat. Huh. That's very odd. So 
God, it would have seemed perfect to make her the original Wasp and have her back with uh, Douglas from yeah, Basic from Instinct. Yeah, from Basic Instinct. The heat. That doesn't Maybe her uncross her legs. Yeah. <laughs> just fire. The tiny, <laughs> tiny legs. They show, yeah, they show her fiery crotch. <laughs> her tiny, tiny vajayjay. Yeah. <laughs> fire, though. I mean, I, I don't know. That doesn't ring. A lot of people are still saying, like, if she's playing the Wasp, if she stings people, it could you know, heat from the sting. I, but other than that, I have no clue who she could be playing. It does, It sounds like maybe she doesn't even understand her character. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You know how like a lot of Hollywood types, like, oh, yeah. like they'll, they'll, they'll tell you about their part, you know, it's like, but they don't even know anything about the character. Like right. that's why you've got like Benedict Cumberbatch showing up to comic book stores, like buying, like fucking like Doctor Strange comics. That's why you've got John Bernthal showing up to comic book stores and buying Punisher comic books. Right, right. Uh, you know what I mean? It, it's because they they don't know anything about the characters. Mm-hmm. And like Sharon Stone's just like my character produces a lot of heat. <laughs> and she maybe she means sexual heat. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. She was in the movie Heat <laughs> yeah. as well. So <laughs> the Wasp does wear revealing costumes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. Nothing rings a bell. Like no, yeah. no heat-powered female really rings a bell to me at all. I mean, there was no Nova, right? Like, but that was like a herald of Galactus. What about uh, yeah. Spider Man as Amazing Friends? What I was, was thinking Fire, that Firestar. 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 But yeah. I mean, she wasn't even canon in the comic books until yeah. like later. Yeah, yeah. Busiek brought her in. Yeah, so that'd be a weird character to introduce. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's traditionally a younger character too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you, why would you have Sharon Stone play that? Huh? It's very weird. Yeah, and like, who is Firestar? Firestar, she would be owned by Marvel. Yes, yes, yes. She's an Avenger. An yeah. Avengers canon. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, ugh, weird. Yeah. Uh, let's move. I guess I, I have no comment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. She's the wasp. Yeah. Janet Van Dyne. Yeah. Yeah. They're throwing you off the scent because so many yeah. people were on the scent. Huh. Okay. <laughs> let's uh, move on to DC news. Last night, Batman destroyed my vagina. And now the leftovers are going to destroy DC news. It's time for DC News, you <laughs> fucking pieces of shit. What the fuck are you guys giggling about? <laughs> that's that, fucking that's bumper, sound man. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were giggling at the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the part that kills me every time. It's great. <laughs> I, I, she is awesome. The, the, yeah. the, the, the woman that does that bumper for me, yeah. she is great. I, I, I recently sent her uh, more bumper submissions, which we'll use in future episodes. But I recently sent those to her. And uh, she read it, uh, and she contacted me, like, right away after this. And she's like, oh, my God, are you the motherfucking Jedi guy? (laughs) And I was like, yes. And she's like, I love your bumpers. (laughs) She's like, I love doing these. I love recording these. Because she's like, all she gets, like, requests from are, like, radio stations Uh that want her to record stuff like, you're in the mix with 97.8. Yeah. Yeah. And she gets tons of those. And so, like, when she gets mine, she absolutely flips out and loves them. (laughs) Like, we message each other back and forth all the time about the buffers. And I'm like, you do such an awesome job. She's amazing. She's great. And she has no shame. She'll, like, say any word that I throw (laughs) at her. You got the J1 handy? I haven't heard that forever. The J1? Let's see if I have this. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, here we go. When he's not looking up dead nude celebrities on the internet, he's (laughs) dreaming of fucking them. (laughs) 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 Yeah, where's mine? No, mine. There's Jake's. 
When he's not collecting bobbleheads and baby toys, he's off doing some other stupid shit. It's leftover Jake. Jake. Because all Max had Yeah. Have a cook coke. Here's here's Dan West. Straight out of England and into your ear pussies. He's a motherfucking Jedi. It's Dan West. I did have some others made for people that we've had on the show before. And so when they come onto the show, uh, and I'm teasing it right now, we have somebody that's never been on the show uh, going to be joining us for episode 150. Okay. I will tell you guys who it is once we go to break. Okay. Uh, but it's a it's li- not Hopner, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, he's, he's been on. <laughs> Somebody that we haven't had on before. I blocked it out that he'd been on. But uh, he does, this guy has his own bumper that I will unveil awesome. when he's on the episode. Yeah, she's wow. great. So DC News uh, this week, uh, I have one story. Superman will be cast. It is confirmed. Superman will be cast in Supergirl season two. Yes. It is happening. Uh, who is Superman going to be? Of course, everyone wants it to be Tom Welling. Yeah. Uh, and this could be happening now. I don't have any rumors that it is that CBS, not CBS, but CW has talked to him. But the chances are have increased by quite a bit now because Tom Welling's new show, CBS section, uh, CBS's show Section 13, it got passed on. Yeah, I saw him standing behind Bill Bellamy in the unemployment line. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Leave Bill Bellamy out of this. So Tom Welling, his show did not get picked up by CBS, uh, Section 13. Huh. So this opens up his schedule quite a bit. God, I'm hoping that we get to see Tom Welling in the Superman suit. Yeah. Oh, I was going to freak out if you were like, I don't want Tom Welling. No, I was yeah. like, oh, we got to have no, Tom Welling. We got to have Norman Reedus in there as, <laughs> as <laughs> Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah. A dog's got to bark and you got to have Norman Reedus as Ghost Rider. <laughs> Norman Reedus as Ghost Rider. It's, it's perfect casting. Man. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Norman Reedus alone. <laughs> Man, I got to see a flame and skull on my TV. TV next year, God. Man, man, me and, me and the boys sitting around drinking powdered blue ribbon, watching a flaming skull, man, on a goddamn Harley Davidson. Yeah, that's America, motherfucker. Hell, fuck yeah. I want them to have a fucking crossbow, too. Hell, fuck yeah, man. Shit, fucking waving that rebel flag. Hell yeah, motherfucker. Shit. <laughs> Bring it on, man. <laughs> Fuck that, yeah, dude. Uh, oh. Cracking open a cold one and watching Norman Reedus. Cracking open a Paps Blue Ribbon, motherfucker. I'm going to smoke cigarettes in the house when oh, that shit's Fuck that, yeah, man. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, with the windows down. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, Tom Welling. I would, I would, <laughs> let's go back to Tom Welling. I would fucking love to see Tom Welling. Yeah, do that. Jay, I, Jay's dick is Tom Swelling right now. <laughs> Tom Welling. He's a beautiful man, man. And I love Smallville. I fucking love it. Yeah. I didn't like it at first. But the more I got into that it show... It got better. It got way better. It got better, and then it got bad again. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it yeah. did. But he, he fucking deserves it, man. Give, give that guy the oh, suit. the fans deserve it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God damn it, we fucking deserve him seeing see him flying around in the fucking suit. Yes. Which they never gave us. No. Yeah. Fucking trench coat. Now, don't, I, I, don't take away from uh, the story of Kara. 
Yeah. Don't take away from her. I want to see her the main focus. Yeah, yeah. But man alive, I think fans would love to fucking see Norman Reedus as the Ghost Rider. I'm talking about wearing some Levi Strauss jeans. Wrangler. <laughs> wearing some Wranglers, smoking my Marlboro Reds, drinking my Paps Blue Ribbon, fucking watching Norman Reedus. I man. named the dog Stonewash. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I didn't get that excited about it. I know. Yeah. You totally did. <laughs> fucking you and fucking... You, you sounded like one of the fucking Duke boys <laughs> over there. You were slapping your knee so fucking yeah, hard. Yeah, you were. Oh, man. Jesus. You're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> that wasn't my knee, guys. <laughs> oh, oh Spoiler. fapping. Spoilers. Uh, fapping spoiler. All right, guys. Let's, uh, you know, we're flying through news this week because we did a lot of, uh, we had to talk about, unfortunately, we had to talk about Borecraft. <laughs> Snorecraft. Snorecraft. Uh, so let's move on. Craft. Let's move on. To, uh, obnoxious and uh, sophomoric. That's what we are. Let's move on to Star Wars news. <laughs> What am I saying? You were supposed to be here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. That's not true. That's impossible. Jesus Christ, grow a dick, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get a haircut. All right. All right. It's possible. Jeez, guys. Jeez, get a grip. He's your dad. <laughs> guys, in Star Wars quick news, composer John Williams has stated that he has talked with Kathleen Kennedy and he would like to return to compose Star Wars Episode Eight. Yay! Here's this quote to Variety. If I can do it, I certainly will. I told Kath, uh, I told Kathy Kennedy. I like how he can, he calls her Kathy. Kathy. Yeah. He said, "Fuck calling her Kathleen." <laughs> you know, that's what I love. Like people that know Sandra Bullock, they don't call her Sandra Bullock. They call her San. They call her Sandy B. Sandy yeah. B. God damn it! I wish I could fucking call, uh, sc- you know, uh, 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 Scorsese. Uh, uh, Scorsese. Yeah, Scorsese. <laughs> hey, Scorsese. Or, or Marty. Marty. Yeah, yeah. Marty Scorsese. Yeah. I can't do that. No. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> Fucking, we got John Williams calling Kathleen Kennedy Kathy. Kathy. Yeah. No, no big deal. I bet he's got her, like, in his fucking, like, uh, cell phone. Or, uh, does he have a cell phone or, like, a, like a flip phone? Or do you think he's rocking, like, an iPhone? I think he's rocking I think he's an rocking. He's, yeah. ahead, he's ahead of the he's curve. He's ahead of the curve. Get an iPhone before we do. But he's got her listening. <laughs> he's got her listening there. Listening there is, like, Kathy K. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Kathy yeah. K. Kathy K's calling. So, yeah, he says, uh, what's he say? He says, I told, uh, Kathy Kennedy I'm happy to do it. But the real reason is, I don't, I didn't want to see anybody else writing music for Daisy Ridley. Oh, wow. wow. Huh. That was his best stuff in the last movie, too. Yeah. That was my, favorite part was Ray's theme. Yeah, I mean, sure. I loved Ray's theme yeah. in that last movie. For sure. And uh, for him to be so kind of protective of that is very cool. Yeah. And I want, I definitely want to see him come back for Star Wars Episode Eight. Yeah. Uh, he said he's also on board to compose music for Indiana Jones 5, mm. which has a release date, uh, July 19th of 2019. Williams' return was confirmed at the American Film Tribute by none other than Steven Spielberg. Mm. So, yeah, it sounds like Williams is wanting to come back and score Episode Eight. Like, he, he's got some gas left in the tank. 
I'd like to see him at least do seven through nine before we move on to the next guy. Me too. Yeah. Me too. And then then give it to Giacchano. Michael oh, Giacchano. I'm all about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. His Zootopia score was amazing. Yeah. I, you know what? And I, like a lot of people didn't like what he did for Jurassic World. I did. I liked his it was Jurassic okay. World. I did. I liked it. I think he paid homage. Yeah. To uh, to Williams, yeah. so I was down with it, man. You can't do Jurassic <coughs> Park or Jurassic World without doing some of the big themes. You got to, you got to. Um, we talked extensively last week about the reshoots for Star Wars Rogue One. Jake, you weren't here with the with us for that conversation, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to hear you chime in on it. But we talked extensively about those reshoots for Star Wars Rogue One, and this past week, Mads Mikkelsen, who spoke with the Independent gave some info on what's really going down. He says, quote, I have one day. I can remember. So he's saying, I have one day of reshoots. Uh-huh. I have one day. I can't remember when. In two weeks, I think. Basically, all the big films I have done always have reshoots. It is part of their budget. They're either not super happy with a scene, uh, with a scene bit, the way we were acting, or, or maybe there's something they want to add. It's not a new thing. It happens with every film. Whether it's bigger or less, I have no idea. I have nothing to compare with. It's the same film. It's just adding little bits here and there to do the final polishing. That's my feeling. Now, you guys can say, uh, now, uh, oh, he's an actor, and, and of course, that's what he's going to say. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind that this guy can't keep a fucking secret <laughs> if his life depended on it. <laughs> yeah. A year ago, he signed the headshot with his Star Wars Rogue One name of Galen. Yes. He gave away the name of the character in a fucking headshot that he signed at a convention. <laughs> uh, then a couple of months ago, he tells everyone that he's Jyn Erso's father. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think that fucking Mads Mikkelsen, Mr. <laughs> fucking Tell-All, is going to fucking be hiding secrets. No, he's just going to come out and fucking tell you that fucking uh, Mr. Pumper Fuckle Dick, he was the one, uh, the butler did it. Yeah, yeah, where do you think this alien spoiler came from? Yeah. <laughs> it was Mad Mikkelsen. <laughs> don't, don't have, no, I'm talking, like, like if, you're, if you're ever, play, if you're playing like a fucking, like a, a, like a mystery dinner, mm-hmm. like a murder mystery dinner. Oh, don't invite. Don't invite Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. don't let him be part of the cast because he's going to give away who fucking, who fucking killed the whoever the fuck yeah. oh, especially if it was him yeah jeez <laughs> oh, yeah he's gonna let you know don't ever play clue with them either don't let him put the thing in the envelope <laughs> so i think people were hitting the panic button with this whole reshoot thing and i listened to making star wars that and that last week i listened to their podcast and they were like you know what yeah you know what we said it was going to be six to eight weeks of reshooting and they, they came out and said it's going to be maybe maybe five to six. Yeah. So they're like, we weren't that far far off, or four to five, or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And uh, you know, they 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 just listened to their sources, and it, they weren't that far off. But yeah. um, so I don't blame them. But it's like it's one of those things where I think like uh, reshoots are expected. Yeah, I'm sure you guys said the same stuff I'm about to say last week. Um, you film a movie, you don't film a fucking movie chronologically. It's not scene one, then scene two, then scene three, then scene four. You film the shit crazy out of order, and when you finally get to see everything cut together, that's when you realize what's needed. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you make a fucking good movie. You're like, oh, now that I'm seeing this, I realize we need 
point C to connect between point B and D. Right. And let's go, let's go fill that blank in. Yeah. And I, I don't think they're like, oh shit, this movie's garbage. We have to fucking duct tape this shit all up and fix it. I don't think that's the case. Well, and then we also talked about uh, how uh, Christopher McQuarrie was talking about like the rumors that they had to reshoot forty percent of the film, and yeah. how he said that's bullshit. He also said that he's not inv- he's not involved mm-hmm. at all with the reshoots. He was pissed on Twitter. He was very pissed. Yeah. On- we talked about that. Yeah. We also talked about how the the rumor that J.J. Abrams was going to come back and mm-hmm. like you know uh, overlook this whole thing, and and that's not true. No, uh, we found out that it's actually the guy who's going to be there for the reshoots, rewriting the scripts for the reshoots, is actually Dan Gilroy. Mm. So, I mean, uh, tons of false information, tons of false information. Uh, but you know, um, whatever, I, I, I I still feel like this has a chance to be a great film. Yeah. Oh, I I feel it has a huge chance to be a great film. Yeah. Um, I, it's not, and you're going to agree with me. It's not going to do Star Wars: The Force Awakens numbers. No, but it's, I'm saying, it's the litmus test for that, though. It's, I'm more curious what I'm, this is going to do than that. I'm just worried about casual fans like not understanding that like, this is not Episode Eight. Yeah, right, right. And the confusion there. Yeah. That's my only concern. I think once the promotion of it goes into full swing, we'll be hammering that into their heads. Well, I think once people see like Darth Vader, possibly, yeah. In like a scene, then maybe they'll be like, "Whoa, I, I thought he was dead. <laughs> I thought he died on a Death Star. <laughs> Whoa, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, love, yes. your, I love your New Jersey casual. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, there was an article that came out from Yahoo that was talking about these reshoots and how they were trimming down the role of Darth Vader. Huh. And it, it sounded like complete bullshit. I, I mean, I can read it if you guys. I'd you like think, to hear. You it. think it's bullshit? I haven't heard this. I yet. think it's bullshit. It came out from like Yahoo got it from like a source. I forget who their source was. You know, I might not even have it. I might not even have this. You hit anymore. the bullshit button on it. <laughs> yeah. See, I wonder if I still have this. Let me. Let me. You know what? I'm gonna pause real quick. I'll see if I can find it. If not, it's not worth yeah. talking about. Yeah. All right. I found the article. Uh, it was from. It's from WeGotThisCovered.com. dot com, mm-hmm. and like this article came out, and god damn it, now the page is like locked up. It's, uh. gonna, it's it's titled uh, "Disney Watered Down Darth Vader Scenes in Rogue One: A Star Wars Story." Hmm. Uh, it says more bad news emerging from the Rogue One: A Star Wars Story camp today. Oh. Not long after we heard that nearly fifty percent of the film is being reshot, and a new director may be brought in to supervise the reshoots. We're learning that the Disney executives have watered down scenes from the film for fear that they may be too dark for younger audiences. Granted, this information is coming from a Reddit user <laughs> who's Those a scum, who's Those a rebel scum. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Who's apparently involved with Garrett Edwards' anthology film. So while we advise taking it with a grain of salt, it's definitely still worth looking into. Hmm. Uh, apparently, one scene that the studio execs aren't comfortable with features none other than Darth Vader who has been rumored to have a role in Rogue One, a Star Wars story, for quite some time. According to the Reddit user, the scene in question depicts the iconic villain taking out a rebel ground squad. Quote, In a night scene, Vader absolutely lays waste to a rebel ground squad. Uh, Reddit user, Keep R1 Dark writes, Unfortunately, this is one of the scenes we have to water down. We made it look... We made it like something from the old slasher horror films... 
rebel soldiers. God damn it. Now it's. <laughs> now it's <laughs> there you go. Yes, just keep going. I'll keep going. <laughs> rebel soldiers who joked about a boogeyman with magical powers, and then minutes later. God damn it, I gotta get rid of this. It's playing the fucking trailer. <laughs> you bastard. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway, uh, it says we made it look. We made it like something from the old slasher horror films. Rebel soldiers who joked about a boogeyman with magical powers and then minutes later are absolutely wasted. Hmm. Um, the thread also touches on those aforementioned reshoots with Keep R1 Dark claiming that Gareth Edwards is livid as Disney is trying to make the film more family-friendly so that they can ensure a bigger box office haul. Yeah, I don't buy any of this. I don't buy that. Because no. they're still f- fucking supporting the whole 40% reshoot bullshit. Yeah. So. Yeah. And they're not stupid enough to believe that anything involving Darth Vader is a bad thing. You know, I don't see them cutting any Darth Vader out of this whatsoever. If Maybe you... the scene where he pulls his dick out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's charred peanuts. I'm not trying to disnify the movie, but that might be too much. Obnoxious and soft for it. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys. Um, I can understand, like, if they, if they take... Darth Vader's kind of a sacred character, and you kind of already... Like, a lot of people feel like they fucked up the character in the prequels. I can understand why they might want to, like, if they feel like a scene that's been, that they've added might take away from, like, anything more from Darth Vader. Yeah. I can understand them taking something out. I, yeah, For I that agree. reason. Yeah. Yep. Possibly. Uh, rumor from MakingStarWars.net. A new rumor hit the IMDB, uh, the Internet Movie Database, IMDB forums today about Leia in Episode 8. Uh, the user Mr. Ghostfast lives did have some super... F- uh, yeah. Did have some... <laughs> s- <laughs> Mr. Ghostfast Lives? Yes. All right. Yes. Mr. Ghostfast Lives did have some superficial facts about The Force Awakens correct before the film was released, including locations in the films and sets. So this guy's been dead on before. So, But they said, but as always, take the following rumor for what it is and have fun with it. Um Oh, I gotta pull up a picture. Yeah, once I get that power, I'm abusing it. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I get, like, all these facts but episode 7 dead on, I'm like, all right. Yeah. The sky's the limit for episode 8. Yeah. Episode 8, Yoda pulls his dick out. Yeah. <laughs> we get to see Force Ghost Yoda's dick. <laughs> yeah, like, I think Force Ghost. Doing fucking flips and shit. And it's... <laughs> With his penis. Yeah. <laughs> Judge me by my size, you do. Oh. Yoda's doing the fucking wombat. <laughs> all right, here's the, here's the, here's the post. Here's the post from uh, the IMDb post from uh, Mr. Ghostface Lives <laughs> from the Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Luke is not Ray's father. If you really can't let go of this, watch episode seven again and pay attention. He is not revealed to be her father father in episode eight, nor will he be in episode nine. Hmm. Uh, the second and more exciting one is that Leia. What is this? Because uh, they blacked it out. I've... Give me one second, guys. It's been redacted. Uh-oh. Is that Leia... Okay, Leia uses the Force in Episode 8. It's unfortunately true that they've minimized her screen time by writing her out after an attack early on. Mm. And we've heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Smart. Yep. But the really cool thing about the sequence is that Leia survives only because she uses the Force. Hmm. That's all the details you're getting, but it's a fact. 
I appreciate the need for evidence, but come next year, you'll know it's correct. Hmm. So what a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. You're wrong. <laughs> well, I understand you want evidence, but let's, let's sorry. Talk, let's talk about this. I mean, he reinforces some stuff that we've already kind of heard. Yeah. Stuff that's been kind of reinforced by the, the Bloodline book that came out. Yeah. Um, that Ray, they don't say it, but if you piece together things, Bloodline kind of puts it together that Luke probably is not Ray's father. Um, also, he goes on to say here, Leia is taken out of the story early on. We've heard that rumor yes. before that she gets knocked out early on, gets injured, is taken out. Laura Dern's character is kind of in charge of the resistance at this point. Mm-hmm. And we've heard the rumors that Poe Dameron has to maybe possibly start a mutiny and take over her. Mm-hmm. We've heard these rumors. Kind of lines up a little bit. Um, what do you guys think about Leia using the Force? Do you think that – are you buying it? I think it's cool as long as it's like something like – I could see it like a bunch of shit's going to fall on top of her and it's like a life or death situation where if she doesn't react and like protect herself that she's going to die. Like that would that would make sense that in that circumstance she would like adrenaline rush use the force to save her life mm-hmm. rather than like she's using it to fucking like eat peaches and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Jay? <laughs> I'm just like in episode two and shit. You know, I want to hear them play like that that song from the the presidents of the United States of America. Peaches, millions of peaches, peaches for me, millions of, and she's just force eating peaches, peaches for free. <laughs> I, I I see it coming too. I mean, I I think this this is something that's that's got to happen with if she's going to be around in this movie and possibly the next. Then I, I think she has to exhibit some kind of force. You said ability. Kylo's going to kill her ass. I know. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I can change my fucking mind. Kylo's going to kill her. You just think it's going to be a fucking. You said Kylo's going to kill Luke. Didn't you say that? What's no, that? no, this no. It's no. like a Kylo killing I, spree. I said Kylo's just killing everybody. I said she's a good target. Akbar's daddy. Come back. <laughs> I didn't say He's, nothing about that. No, me no, me no. Kills Lando again. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, but I, yeah, I think if she's going to be around. <laughs> then she's got to exhibit some kind of force power. And if she's going to be knocked out, then, yeah, she probably used her force power, and now she's in some kind of coma, you know, from doing that. Because she's never... A force coma. She's never done that before, <laughs> so that would, you know... It put her in a coma? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what the fuck? She's never used it to that level. If she's in a in a, in a situation... <laughs> so basically, where, it's like the force is saying, whoa, this isn't right. We're going to knock this bitch out. <laughs> no, I mean... If you, she's trying to eat peaches. Whoa, no, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying if she's in a situation, and she's... <laughs> She's the force. The force actually says, "Whoa, she's trying to eat peaches and shit." Fuck this, knock this bitch out. Force coma for you. If she's she's not trained, so if she's in a situation where her life is threatened and she's got to use the force to that extent, I think it would put her. It's gonna knock that bitch out into a coma. Put her in a coma. Me and Jay are in agreement. I just think it's an adrenaline rush. She uses it to save her life, almost unknowingly, possibly. Yeah, but do you think it's gonna fucking? No, no. (laughs) That part we're not in agreement about. <laughs> Force coma. <laughs> 
I don't like um, back to these rumors. I don't. I don't like how the Ghostface Killer is like really arrogant about his rumors. Like he's like he knows the rumor. Like he's got his source. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like in his head, it's he like he's read the script. He's yeah. seen whatever. He knows it. But then he's got to be a dick about it too. <laughs> like he's like he's like if you don't believe, he's sitting back eating peaches. Yeah. He's like if you don't believe that Luke is at Ray's father, just go watch episode seven again. You dummy. It's like come on, asshole. You know the spoiler. You don't have to make everyone else sound dumb about it. God, Ghostface kill us a jerk. Suck it. Oh man. But yeah, I think that's legitimate. I do. I do. That she'll use the force yeah. and knock herself into a coma. Yep. <laughs> she knocks herself into a fucking force coma. Episode eight, force coma. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I'll believe. I, I, I can I can buy that she uses the force to like save her life or save someone or something. But I'm not buying that she uses it and gets knocked into a force coma. Ah, you never know. We don't understand the force completely. I, mean, I guess I, I don't know. I mean, if she's never used it, she's never u- really used it, as well, far as we know. Uh, well, everybody's got to have their first time. It's not like the first time I ejaculated. It's like it's not like I passed out. But but from the sounds of this, it sounds like her ship, whatever she's on, is being destroyed. Yeah. So for her to survive that would take a lot of fucking effort, you know, from the force or anything. Even if it was Luke, how do you know it's her ship? Where are you hearing? Where are you reading this? That's just the rumors that I've read, is that she's on a ship and it gets fucking obliterated, and that's what that's why she gets taken out of commission. Okay. I, I didn't I didn't know about that. I didn't know about this force stuff before that. So I mean it just that that lines up with what I've heard already. Yeah. Jake can't tell you his sources. <laughs> yeah. He's like the ghostface killer. Go- it is ghostface. If you don't believe him, just watch episode seven again, <laughs> yeah. you fucking idiot. No, I just I just feel like something catastrophic has to happen to her, whether it's a ship or whatever oh, the God. fuck she I, is. I don't like the the last thing I want to do is like I want I last thing I want to do, like in December when we go fucking see episode eight mm. is walk out of the theater and have to get online and like hear people bitching about force comas <laughs> <laughs> like force comas is, is it's now a thing hashtag force coma hashtag force coma well i hope not either like, but it just sounds it's like, like it. it's like it's no it's like this trilogy's midichlorians <laughs> <laughs> now you're introducing something else in there now if like you're using your too much your, force yeah you're using too much force for the first time she's a force virgin She's using too much force for the first time. Now, all of a sudden, she's induced a self-induced force coma. Yeah. Sleep, sleeping beauty. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm not saying I like it. I don't it. think it's self-induced. I'm not the saying. Force makes it happen. Yeah. yeah the not... force wills it. Yeah. <laughs> We're knocking this bitch out. Exactly. <laughs> Has a mind of its own, that force. Yeah. Damn it. I'm not saying I'm supporting this. I'm just saying I think that's what's going to happen. I'm not supporting it. So the doctors, like, come in the room, and they're actually like, she used too much force <laughs> for the first time. I don't know. We may have lost it forever. I don't know. But... Not not another false coma. <laughs> I mean, but if it's not that, why is she why is she out of commission? I mean, what is it? Just she get hit in the head by a fucking part of the ship or where the fuck she was? She's just well, what's the other explanation? Injured? Can't she just be injured from yeah. whatever fucked her up in the yeah. first place? Like, like, like Finn, like when Finn got sliced down his back, he wasn't like awake and like. 
talking to everybody. Like, it fucking, like, yeah. he, he got knocked the fuck out and shit. True. Yeah. She'll use the force to save her life, but it still won't stop her from being injured badly. But I'm just saying, based on what this guy is saying, yeah. like, if there is some kind of... I'm trying to get you to the point where you just retract force coma. I'm not going to... It's I'm not, not going to retract it. No, I'm keeping it. <laughs> just to fucking like, James, like, you, you know what? I'm going to fucking own force coma. <laughs> <laughs> like, you heard it here first. Getting a tattoo of it. <laughs> I'm going to write a song about it. Yeah. Could have put us in a force coma for yeah. making fun of it. I don't fucking know shit. All right, guys. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Hashtag yeah. force coma. And he, he's basically saying um, that uh, Ray is not uh, Luke's daughter. Okay. So something that I have been pretty adamant about. Yes, you have. For a long time. Yep. Guys, let's move on to emails and wrap this fucking bitch up. Sounds good. I'm starved. Uh, emails. Not for emails. <laughs> I don't think anybody is. No. <laughs> I can't even find the email bumper. Fuck it. It's the worst. Uh, here, I'll do it. Do, 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 do. Oh, yay. <laughs> Not that one. Oh. You've got mail. <laughs> Mail's here. <laughs> yeah, let's you know, you know what? Fuck you know what? Fuck the bumper. Yeah, fuck the bumper. You don't have to do it. Let's just move on. Uh the first one, it's actually from our buddy Vincent Jankowski. Uh he says, Dear Leftovers, I'll keep this short. Um uh, and then it ends. That's it. Nice. Thank awesome you, email. Good old Vinny Ryan. Now he says, uh, Dear Leftovers, I'll keep this short. What are your feelings if they have a gay relationship between Finn and Poe in Star Wars? I don't care. Um, I'm not against there being a gay relationship in Star Wars. Just not with those two characters. But not with, yeah, Finn is, just like Ghostface Killer says, watch episode seven again, dummy. Yeah. Like, Finn is not gay. He's all about Ray. He's yeah. Like, hey, you got a cute boyfriend back on Jakku? Yeah. You know? We don't know about Poe. Poe may swing that way. Yeah, Poe yeah. might. Yeah, I am totally, like, I support them having a gay relationship in Star Wars, but. Yeah, just not between those not two characters. Not between Finn and Poe. Right. Come on. That's yeah. what, that's what the memes are for. No, I, dude, I, <laughs> Star Wars episode, Star Wars episode eight, I hope that it's fucking Poe and Neen Num. <laughs> wow. Hell yeah. Well, Neen Num, what's fucked up about that is Neen Num's face almost looks like a pussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, like, right there, that's the controversy. Yeah. It's like, is he, is he bi? I mean, we, I mean, I don't know. You know, it, like every time dude gets a blowjob from knee and numb, it's almost like it's hetero. So. <laughs> I think the sex is going to be so fucking crazy that it's going to put them both into force comas. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> about the force comas? <laughs> I just want to see a scene of them too. Like after they fucking get them busting a nut, they're just sitting back eating peaches. <laughs> <laughs> Fed you by Leia. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's knocked the fuck out. Right. The force knocked her ass out, man. <laughs> No, man, I'm cool with it, dude. I just not between those two characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We agree. Uh, would you call him, uh, would you, like, if they did get together, would we call him Do, uh, Poe Damerfin? Uh, I like it. Yeah. yeah. It's got Damerfin, a ring. Damerfin, yeah. Got Dam- a ring yeah, to Poe it. Poe Damerfin. All right. Yeah, here we go. Tsuji sends us an email. Uh, hey, leftovers. God damn it. Did I not? God damn it. Hold on. You know what? We're going to take a break. Okay. And then we'll read Tsuji's uh, bullshit here. <laughs> Be right back to read the rest of this garbage. <laughs> moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat me a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. Peaches come from a can, they were put there by. 
We are back. It is time for emails. And uh, we got an email here for uh, from Tsuji. Gazunite. <laughs> hey, Leftovers. I have no doubt that you have already heard all the news about the DC Rebirth leak from this past week about the original Wally West returning to the DCU universe, along with the JSA and the Watchmen now being part of the main DCU. A lot of Rebirth seems like DC backpedaling on the changes made when they rebooted their universe to the New 52 in 2011. I was wondering what you all thought about the New 52 before it actually happened. Did you think it was uh, initially a good idea? And after, did you hate the changes? We talked about it a little bit. Yeah, I initially did think it was a good idea. Yeah. Just like now, I was ready to try to read a bunch of DC comics again, because I've always felt that to be more unaccessible for me. Yeah. And it proved to be just as unaccessible. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I wasn't reading a ton of comics at that time, but I was reading some of the new 52 when it first started. And I felt, yeah, I felt the same way. I felt like, okay, this is a nice way, you know, a focused way for me to jump on as a new reader, being away from it for years because I had no interest in it. And I thought, okay, this is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I saw the Justice League battle dark side. I'm like, yeah, that's fucking cool. Okay, where is this heading? And uh, yeah, I think I, I think I had the same it had the same effect on me as it did you guys, where it was kind of burned out. Yeah, real the, quick. the new fifty two. After I'd say like the first two three months, it put me into a force coma. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. I was right there with you, man. He goes on to say, I I for one loathe the new fifty two. I started reading comics in the mid two thousands, and as such, was very much a fan of books like. JSA and Jeff Johns Teen Titans, who I think represent the legacy aspect of the DC Universe. And when those two teams were radically changed by the New 52, I stopped reading comics for a while and now mostly read Marvel and Image comics. I know that the New 52 has worked for some people, and that is absolutely fine, but it just never worked for me. All the best to Suji. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Good email. Yeah. Next one comes from Buddy Thomas. Is Buddy Thomas our buddy? I don't know. Probably not. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> we should know, I guess. Uh, Buddy Thomas says, hello, guys. I like that. You know, like a lot of people just like out of the gate. Hey, fuckers. Or, yeah, hey, turds. Hey, buttfuck assholes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We get that a lot. We yeah. do, yeah. You know, it's like people just like, it was funny at first. Yeah, yeah we kind of invited it at yeah. first. Yeah. <laughs> hey, cunt weasels. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, hey, what, yeah. What's up, man? Dude, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take it out, and that's dial it down there, Chief. <laughs> I like the Buddy Thomas just says, hey, guys. Hello, guys. That's nice. That's, yeah. that's refreshing. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Yeah, hey, buddy. Hey, bud. Buddy. <sighs> all right, Polly. <laughs> <laughs> the weasel. Yeah. Uh, I got to watch The Nice Guys this weekend, and I liked it a lot. Between a high taste and a Tupperware, Gosling and Crow have great chemistry, and Goss... He calls him Goss. The Goss. Wow. He's like cool like yeah, that. He's cool like, like that. Like John Kath- Williams and Kathy Kath- Kennedy. Kathy Kennedy and Sandy B. <laughs> yes. He calls him the Goss, and Goss needs to do more comedies like this. Did mm. you guys see the casting news for Thor? Carl Urban added is really nice. I think this will be uh I think this will be beat Thor pretty easily. Huh. Best. Maybe. Oh, best Thor. Yeah, I oh. think this will be best Thor pretty easily. Will be best Thor. Yeah. <laughs> Fire good. <laughs> Me like too, buddy. <laughs> good, good Thor things. 
Force coma. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Lastly, I think a cool Star Wars 8 start would be showing a flashback of Luke and the training and what happens with the knights, Ray and Kylo, and then jumps to the island. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Boo! Flashbacks in Star Wars give me force comas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says, P.S. I know the Rivermen have left Peoria, uh, but are you guys Blues fans? No. no. I am. Mm-mm. Uh, you are a Blues fan? I am, I am. Well, how'd they do this season? Uh, they did okay. They did beat they? the Hawks. Did they? In the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, I was. Uh, I used to go to the Rivermen back in uh, 90, 89, 90, 91. Yeah. I used to go. I remember when they won, the, they won like the cup back in 91. I was there like pretty much the entire season. I yeah. loved it. But, yeah, yeah. I've been um, to quite a few Rivermen games myself. Did they leave Peoria? I, did, I did not know that. I thought they were still here. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea what that's talking about. <laughs> wow. wow. Um, let's see here. We got, a, we got an email from Joe Martin. Joe Martin says, hey, leftovers. I uh, hope you're all caught up on Game of Thrones. We're halfway through the sixth season, and I wanted to hear what you guys think so far. Uh, this season, hard to rate for me because I have no book to compare it to. Where I, uh-huh. where I did in the every previous season. Uh, I want to Tupperware all of it, but I can't tell if that is just my excitement from not having a fucking clue where the story is headed, or if the show is just that good. Either way, I'm enjoying the hell out of this season and want to hear what you guys think. Um, yeah, what are you thinking about Game of Thrones Season 6 so far? I'm loving it. Um, just to touch on this last episode, I cheered when the fucking Hound was back. He's like one of my favorite fucking characters. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to see him. Yeah. Um, love seeing Ian McShane in an episode, uh, famous from Deadwood as Al Swearingen. Yeah. Um, was sad to see him come and go in one episode, but it was a really nice, juicy role for him, and I thought he did really well. Yeah. Uh, what about the big Hodor reveal? Oh, that was fucking crazy. That blew my mind. Yeah. Um, God, right after losing a dire wolf, we have the whole Hodor thing. Yeah. So it's like you don't even have time to breathe before they're fucking slapping you in the nuts with that. I already kind of I can guess how you feel about this because like you you hold no love for the books having not reading having not read them. Yes, but a lot of people are just like they they kind of feel sad for <laughs> um, George R R Martin not being able to reveal that in a book. Yeah. Um, that it's such a huge reveal that it was made for the book and it was one of his secrets that he gave away from, you know, an upcoming book and it wasn't able to be lived out in the book first. Poor guy. He's only had six plus years to write the next book. I know. I'm just saying like a lot of people are upset that, you know, uh, sad for him that like, you know, his vision had to be shown on screen first before he could like show people like his reveal in the book. And so... Um, either way, me not being a book reader, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, I, I think this season is fantastic. It started off, I didn't like the first episode. Mm-hmm. Jumping into the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh episode, I am loving it, man. I'm also loving that Arya has finally ditched Jagan Hagar. I hate that yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, but man, she just got her belly stabbed. Yeah, lots of rumors that that really was her getting her belly stabbed. It that. was her. Come on. It, she she didn't give her face to somebody else. She didn't she... have needle, though. Yeah, I know. I don't buy that. I think it was her. I think now she's like on her way to... Um, I think she's on her way to uh, the people in the in the theater. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, that hopefully one of them can help her now because like everybody else in the town was just kind of like watching her bleed out, and they're like, 
n- nobody gives a fuck. And I think that I think that goes to say that like the way she's been living her life uh, in the shadows and like not you know getting to know the people that she lives in this community, not getting to know the people in the community says a lot mm-hmm. of like you know that she should be out there more. She should have a face. You know, yeah. Internet seemed to love uh, Lady Mormont last week. She oh, was, I loved her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the first time everyone in agreement loved something on Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. So that was crazy. What a great actress! I, I think like just 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 a young girl um, like her, and, and 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 I think the British accent really helps. Yeah, and I think if you compare her with another character that's kind of in the same position, um, Sir Robin, over in uh, the Vale. He's the one that, oh little, yeah, yeah. Like he's such a little piece of shit. Yeah. So you, before she, she spoke, you kind of didn't know what was getting ready to happen. I thought then, that I thought it was an interesting reveal, though, that it was only like sixty-two men. Yeah. And I was like, oh wow, that's what they're begging for—is sixty-two men. Yeah. What do you think about? Okay, so now we've got Tyrion, mm-hmm. and Tyrion is made a deal with those guys. What are they called? Like he's made the a sons deal. of the harpy. The, the, sons or the, of the people har- controlling the, the people sons controlling of the, the sons of the harpy. Yeah. I think he's setting up his downfall. You think Daenerys is going to be pissed about that? Yes, yeah. and I, I think I, I I think that right now everything seems cool, but I think I think they I think I, I've seen Tyrion make a lot of great moves in the past, mm-hmm. but I think this was a bad move. Yeah, I think the I think that there's a possibility that it could be. I think there is. I think there is. Mm-hmm. So I, he'll he will come in handy though when. Uh, Theon and the uh, other people show up because he'll know what they're about. Yes, the Ironborn. They did. They did say that in the last episode that Theon's sister said, and him and uh, her and Theon were talking and saying that like, yes, let's. We need to go uh, and uh, meet up with uh, the dragon, the mother of dragons, or yeah, whatever, the breaker like of chains, yeah, and the other eight hundred names she has. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but you know they've also got their own bullshit going on with like those guys building ships and coming after them yes man they really took i didn't know they had so many people leave with them man they they had quite the fleet yeah it was crazy they took all their boats and everything so yeah they did yeah it's been a good season uh it's been great yeah it's three more episodes left the finale is going to be the longest episode we've ever had it's a 69 minute episode Hmm. are they breaking is it confirmed yet are they breaking up season seven into two parts none of that is confirmed okay it's on the table that that's a possibility. If HBO has its way, season seven won't be the last season. Yeah, okay. Uh, Joe Martin says, by the way, is there any way I can donate to you guys without getting a shitty plastic toy box in the mail? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about our one-up box. Oh, nice. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, I, let me throw this out there. If we did start a Patreon... Um, I want to know what listeners would want because mm-hmm. if you do a Patreon and people donate, you can get rewards. I want to know what listeners want. I don't want to just like, oh, okay, let's start up a Patreon for people where they can donate to help the show and us have rewards that people just don't give a shit about. Right. You know, what re- Like if we could pay you guys back, if you guys – wanted to donate because like oh we've never asked for donations but it seems like people want to donate like people are asking me like kai anderson's like hey how can i send you money like i want to send you money and i'm like well we don't ask for money yeah so now people are wanting to send money and it's like if we start a patreon and we start these rewards i don't want to be like oh your reward is this 
And then people are like, I don't fucking, what do you want? Like, what do you want? Like, it, t- send me an email. I'm not going to read it on the show, but send me an email for Patreon. Mm-hmm. Just title it Patreon. Like, send it to me, uh, Brian at popcultureleftovers.com. And let me know what rewards you'd want. Like, do you want us to have, like, a, could we record, like, a bonus half hour, hour podcast that only we send, that we only send to Patreon members? Do we do, like, a, uh, do we, like, if, if you donate a certain amount, do we have you on for, like, a, a half an hour on an episode or an hour on an episode? I mean, what, like. Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> we can definitely let them know that they're not coming back on, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, like, like, what do people want? What do you want? Like, you're giving us money. What can we do to reward you back? For ten bucks a month, I will jizz in a sock and send it to you <laughs> every month. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's a steal, man. Yeah, it, it is. It is. So let let me know what you want as rewards if we ever do a Patreon. Be yeah. Golden toe socks too. Oh, name brand. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jordy Angus says, hey, Leftovers, I'm really enjoying the show recently and messaging back and forth with the Instagram account. I always appreciate your insightful and well-reasoned arguments about all things pop culture. I have to wade through an, uh, th- I have to wade through an ocean of curse words and fart jokes to get to those arguments, but it's worth it. Is he complaining a little bit? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> That's a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> I always plan to email, but the weeks end up going by so fast with school, work, and planning a wedding that the new episode... Ah, oh, bragging now. <laughs> I've got so many good things going on in my life right now. I don't have time to email. You know, I'm going to school. I'm working. Getting married. Getting married. Somebody loves me. <laughs> Things are working out so well for me. It's hard for me to get an email. Man. Yeah, talk to us in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome to the truth, buddy. <laughs> I had a couple of comments and a question for you. I am a huge wrestling nerd, so I thought I would mention that Owen Hart died at Over the Edge, nineteen ninety nine. Yes, I was right. Uh, do with that useless bit of trivia what you will. My other comment was about Warner Brothers restructuring their DC movie universe. I still cannot believe that they would not copy Marvel's lead from the start and establish a universe slowly and steadily. But I'm happy with the changes. Things can go, can only go up from Batman v Superman. Oh, I mean, I can just... They can go down. No, I can... Uh, Jay, god yeah. damn, I, just, I guarantee you that comment pissed you off. <laughs> yeah, it pissed me off. Ugh. Ugh, fuck Marvel. Everybody loves Marvel. They just copy Marvel. Yeah. They should do exactly what Marvel did, because yeah. that was smart. Yeah, I love seeing the same thing over and over. You don't! Over you again. do not see the same thing over and over again in Marvel. You, I think you just hate... No, 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 no. You I, hate Marvel. No, no, I'm just talking about the setup the of next the Marvel. time you Tupperware a Marvel movie, I will fucking, I will, I will go Theon. I'll cut my goddamn dick off (laughs) during an episode. I'm not talking about movie to movie. I'm talking about the setup. I don't want the same setup that Marvel had. Marvel had that and it it worked and it was great. I don't want DC to copy that. I want them to be different. Oh, they're definitely not. Yeah, I know. They are definitely not doing that. That's true. They are going a complete 180 from that. But the, these people, it's like, what's your other idea? It, there isn't any. It's like, oh, just copy Marvel and everything will be fine. No, I don't. I don't want anybody copying. I don't think Marvel. it's a. I don't think it's a copy to have s- different. I don't think you're copying Marvel if you establish each character before you have a Justice League film. 
I don't think it's a cop. You're copying. I agree. Mm. I think it's doing the right thing. That's not what he's saying, though. He's like, just just do it. In, Marvel in did. DC Comics, they had individual solo comics before they combined them in the Justice League. I agree. It's not a copy. I know, but that's what he's saying. He's like, just do what Marvel did, and that's what I hear from a lot of people. Just do what Marvel did. It worked for Marvel. Well, yeah, it did. It yeah, did. You put Stan Lee in those movies. Yeah, it did. But I don't. I don't want rehash from other companies. Like if Image did their own movies, I don't want Image doing what Marvel did. I don't want anyone doing what Marvel did. Dark Horse, whoever wants to start a movie universe, don't don't fucking copy somebody else. Do something new. So that, I mean, that's one of the things. Like, yeah, I, you know, DC's not perfect, but you know, to me, it's like they are doing something different. I'm cool with that. I so. think you can have different stories, but I think it's nice to establish the characters first before you bring them all together. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah but at this time and place, I don't know what other option DC had. I mean, you know, I, I really don't. I, I don't know what they could have done besides rebooting. You know, of course, they had Man of Steel. But I don't see that carrying the whole universe over without them them throwing it all. Oh, I'll tell point. you what they could have done: have your Man of Steel movie, make your Batman, uh, make your Batman super, v Superman movie. From there, we have our Wonder Woman movie, yeah. Suicide Squad. We got a Flash movie. Uh, skip the Aquaman movie. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Skip the Cyborg movie. Yes. Skip the Green Lantern movie. Skip the Green Lantern movie. Mm-hmm. You've got a good base here, and now you can now you can do your Justice League. Yeah, don't jump right into Justice League. Well, I th- I think it's just I think it really is just I mean it is a result of what Marvel did. Is DC's feeling this pressure? Oh, we've got to set up this universe. We don't have time to do all these individual you know movies, and I think that's why they did it. You yeah, know? I think they're wrong for that. Yeah, yeah the clock's ticking. For Warner Brothers, they gotta hurry up and do it. They now. want that fucking money. That's all it is. That's yeah, all any of these guys are for. It's it's hurting the universe, in my opinion. It I is. agree. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, blah, 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 blah. "My question um, was about comic book movie overload. Uh, with so many of them coming out in the next five years, do you think the bubble will burst? When will this golden age of comic book movies end, or will it? Thanks. Take care, Jordy." It shall never end. <laughs> I don't see it ending anytime soon. No, I, I think this is a. It, it's a. It's it's a. It's so ingrained in us. I mean, this all the comic books are based on is fucking ancient myths. These stories are never going to go away. So they're just being brought into the limelight again. These are these are not going to go away. There's so much, so many stories to tell, and there's so many different. Um, you know, you've got Doctor Strange with his magical side. You've got Guardians of the Galaxy with the co- cosmic side both movies that you can that you hate <laughs> yeah, or, or are going to hate no but there, there's so many different things you could tell with these characters and mm-hmm. I, there's no way there's so many it. different things that i can hate <laughs> the hate will never end <laughs> but yeah that i don't see it i don't see it i think it's only going to get stronger and it's going to keep going for years to come thoughts jake yeah i i agree with jay i mean in until they stop making money then they're going to keep making them. I mean, I think this year, if anything, made the whole thing seem to last longer with R-rated Deadpool doing so mm-hmm. well. I think that just extended the life of the comic book movies, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's not all like uh, capes and cows either. I mean, you, I mean, you can have like a movie based on an image comic. Yeah, mm-hmm. still a comic book movie. You know, I think comic book movies for me, it's like it's created its new genre, mm-hmm. and you've got you've got you've got your action movies. You, you've got your horror movies, you've got westerns, you've got thrillers, mm-hmm. and, and now and now you've got dr- comedies, you've got your romance. 
roman you got your romance movies and now you've got comic book movies it's its own genre yeah, yeah. and it, what's cool about it is the comic book movie can be any of those previous genres you you mentioned yeah. or all of them do you yeah. want to know yeah. what the number one uh romance movie on Amazon is right now for for Blu-ray sales what is it Deadpool oh jeez wow i believe it yeah. true story wow I believe it. If Deadpool counts, I believe it. It counts. Yeah. That's what they got it listed as on Amazon. Wow. So, yeah, I don't see comic book movies going away. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the bubble's going to burst. I think it's a created. It's a new genre. Uh, I think they'll always be around. Western movies, they're still around. They might not be as big as they were back in like you know the fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason that Western movies don't do that well is because Western movies are only big in the U.S. Yeah. People like in other countries don't care about the old west in the USA. Right. But it's funny though, comic book movies have transcended so much into international markets that a movie called Captain America can do well internationally. Yeah. It's like, how the fuck is that even possible? Like, if you're in another country, why would you watch a movie called Captain America? I love it. (laughs) <laughs> and people still love it. They yeah. eat that shit up, yeah. Comic books will disappear before comic book movies do. I agree. Dan Hunter says, hey, Leftovers, hope all is well. I wondered what your thoughts were on the news regarding the Halloween film franchise. John Carpenter is producing and possibly doing the score. He sounds like he cares about the franchise and wants to make it the scariest one yet. I think this is the best case scenario for making another one. I don't know if it will be good or not. I'm feeling hopeful, though. But even if it sucks, at least it won't be another ghost or possession movie, which seems to be all that comes out theatrically anymore. Hopefully it breathes some life back into the worn-out slasher movie genre. What are some directors you would like to direct it? I vote for Adam Wingard. Um, You're the next and the guest is what he did. Uh, he recently, oh, you're next and the guest. Uh, he recently tweeted pics, pics from the Halloween movies, so maybe he's in talks for it. And maybe Jake, sometime down the line, we'll get to see another Halloween 3-style movie. (laughs) Hopefully Carpenter's not doing the score. Nothing's worse than the synthy John Carpenter score. Oh, God. I kind of like the synthy John Carpenter. (laughs) I I like it in some of the older movies, but it doesn't work anymore. Hmm. Like in his newer movies. You don't like it as a throwback or anything? No, no. Let's rejuvenate the thing. The whole point is to make it modern and Mm -hmm. do it brand new and breathe new life into it. Why are we breathing so much old life into it? Hmm. Well, it's like you've got a name like John Carpenter attached. Yeah. That's what they like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I love Halloween 1, 2, 4, and 5, mm-hmm. and 6, but that's where it stops. Yeah, yeah, so. I agree, yeah. As far as a director, I don't know. I mean, um, I'm, so, I'm so lost on that stuff, the yeah. horror, horror genre. <clears throat> no, I, yeah, I'm like, not, like a lot of new horror, I just like... I, I just kind of like stay away from. I don't know if I'll see Conjuring 2 in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Um Trying to think of like the last. I love. I love the Babadook. I thought yes, that was great. That was good. Uh, what was the What was the movie that that recently came out? Uh, it follows. It follows. I, I really liked it. Follows. I mm-hmm. thought that was really good. Um, but I, I don't like the the torture porn shit that was popular for a long time. You know, the Saw movie started it, and we saw like you know Hostel and all that shit. And yeah, not into that. I'm not into the whole Eli Roth fucking torture porn stuff. Um, I that's the thing. It's like I think like. Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, all those things were 
they were great in the 80s and 90s, and I think that's where they kind of stopped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at anything since then has just not lived up to, like, what people want. You can, like, Jake, you can, like, me and you can like um, Freddy vs. Jason all we want to, mm-hmm. but it was still, like, campy. Oh, and, yeah, that's why I like it. Yeah. So... I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm, I don't know if, if anybody can breathe new life into these characters. So Yeah, hard to say. Time to come up with some new characters, I think. I yes. Yeah. yeah. Ronnie D says, hey, Darth Brian, Funko Slut, and guy who can't pronounce words or names well. <laughs> this past week, when you talked about the CG effects of young Tony Stark in Civil War and the scrawny version of Steve Rogers before he became Captain America... It made me laugh uh, to think of an alternate universe where the two of them are fighting in Civil War. Imagine watching a trailer where Scrawny Steve and Tenderfoot Tony are slap, fight, slap fighting each other. It fades to black and you see the words Civil War. Ah. Oh, oh, shit. Genius. Wow. <laughs> can we take a break? <laughs> so I can stop laughing. Mind blown. <laughs> Oh, Ronnie. Crap. <laughs> Is that the email? It keeps going. Oh, no. I watched, <laughs> I watched Ex Machina for the first time because I had heard so much about it from you guys. Imagine Ex Machina. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Okay. He says, thank you. Tupperware all the way. I was excited to find a past episode of yours where you talk about the movie. I could be wrong, but I never found a good episode on Ex Machina. Uh, I found that each of you guys watched the movie at different times. I don't know when Jake saw it because he took a few weeks off the show after he said he would watch it. I found where Brian and Domesticated Dave talked about it, and I found where Jade did as well after finally seeing it. (laughs) He puts finally on all caps. Took a while. (laughs) However, both times you only really talked about how good it was without spoilers. I wanted to hear you three discuss the movie in more detail. After all, this movie really makes you think. Uh, if I missed the episode where you all went over the movie, then disregard the suggestion. Maybe on a week where there's little to talk about, you guys could rewatch the movie <laughs> and do a retro review, retro movie review on Ex Machina. Oh, Jesus. Uh, it is such a fascinating movie. I believe it deserves focus on your show. Um, I don't disagree. Yeah, let's not do it now though. No, yeah, it's like people making requests and shit. Yeah, like this is like like well, like welcome to the pop culture leftovers restaurant. What, <laughs> what would you like to order today? Yeah. Oh. Like a side of ex machina. I'm like ex machina. I'm like an ex machina grilled cheese sandwich, sir. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> you you asking me? It's like nice. Yeah, but it also makes me just kind of be like, no, no, I don't. No, I don't know. It, it's like one of those things, like ex machina. It's like. Oh man, like I, maybe like on I guess on like I can, I'm not gonna promise you. I hate promising and like under delivering because I've promised people shit before and like I've under delivered 99 percent of the time. <laughs> yeah. So maybe one of these days we can revisit it. Yeah. Yes. That probably means it won't happen. Right. <laughs> I'm down though. We'll do it. Yeah. We could do that. Yeah. yeah. Someday. He says uh, if you're in the mood of Civil War, fuck Mary Kill, Scarlet Witch, Sharon Carter, and Aunt May. I'm not in the mood. Uh, awesome. He says, uh, I'm fucking Aunt May. <laughs> Jake's in the mood. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Uh, I sincerely enjoy the show, and you guys are the best, Ronnie D. Nice. Thanks, Ronnie D. Billy Bosk. Okay. 
New 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 email. I never heard from Billy Bosk before. It's Billy Bosk first. is he one of the bounty hunters from Fire Strikes Back? Bosk, Bosk yeah, yeah. I think he is, Jay. <laughs> yeah, your nice. answer's question. Yeah. I think I have to go. This guy's after me. Yeah. <laughs> says hello, leftovers. Everybody's being so nice with their intros this week, yeah. like their greetings. Hello, oh, hello, leftovers. Hi, leftovers. How are you doing? Now it's getting annoying. Yeah. <laughs> before it was like, hey, fuckers. Yeah. Miss those days. <laughs> what up, turd nuggets? We had a fucking uh, like. We, then we have like a like a sixteen year old girl go hola assholes a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> it's inventive at least. Hola, hola assholes. Yeah, kind of like this. Yeah. Nice ring to it. Uh, while dabbling into podcasts before the Force Awakens, I came across your podcast and have extremely enjoyed it ever since. One of my favorite after work activities is listening to your podcast while playing NHL for Xbox. Just listened to the old Guardians of the Galaxy review and loved it, as it is my favorite Marvel movie. Uh, great explanation of the Infinity Stones, Brian, for us newbies, to the gems. Can't wait for the sequel next year. What are your hopes, theories for the next movie? Do we know who is the new Guardian reference to join the team? Did you ever get that cool Groot sapling Funko Pop, Jake? Yes, I did. I swear we've read this email before. Really? Yeah. I don't remember. I, must I don't remember. Deja vu. Yeah. With James Gunn at the helm again, I have a good feeling of a quality sequel and hope it won't go the Ultron route. Hopefully Rocket gives Groot some miracle grow and he sprouts that. Maybe we have read this before. Yeah, this sounds so familiar to me. Yeah, fuck off, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> we got an email here from... It's uh, hilarious. Got an email from Yoan Yoon. I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. <laughs> But next time you send an email, Yoan, let me know how to pronounce your name, dude. Yeah. Just throw it in there. Uh, it's titled, What the Fuck Happened to Iron Man's Suit? Hey, Brian and the rest of PCL. I like that one. Hmm. Right out of the gate. Hey, he, re- he recognizes me Showrunner. as the alpha dog. <laughs> hey, Bri- hey, Brian and the rest of you little bitches. That's <laughs> basically what it said. I like this guy. He's been paying attention, yeah. Yo Wan Yoon. <laughs> I swoon for the Yoon, man. I love you, Yoon. <laughs> it's never too soon to get an email from Yo Wan Yoon. Yeah. He says, hey, Brian, and the rest of you little punk-ass bitches. <laughs> I watched Civil War a couple times now. And after second viewing, I think this movie is a low-tasted for me. Whoa. Ouch. Yeah, I know. One of my biggest problems with Iron Man... In, uh, in Iron Man, since Iron Man 3, is how fucking weak his suits are. Marvel establishes how powerful Iron Man's tech suits in the first movie. And then in the second movie, explain how Tony Stark has created a new element. Blah, blah, blah. We've seen Iron Man get hit by gunfire without a scratch. Get thrown off buildings, smash through walls, and be completely fine. And then in Iron Man 3... His suits start falling apart from getting punched a couple times. <laughs> now in Civil War, now in Civil War, we see Bucky be able to trade hits with Iron Man with his non-robot arm, and his suit just continually gets wrecked over and over again. <laughs> Am I being overly cynical, or did Iron Man's power level take a nosedive after the other Avengers were introduced into the MCU? Thanks. Yoan. 
Wow. What do you think, Brian? Dude, I think it's like, like honestly, I can understand you having like a nitpick for this. Yeah. Like, I can understand that. Like, if this is something that you noticed and it's like a nitpick for you, yeah. but for, for but for this one stupid little thing to affect the entire movie to give it a low taste it, yeah. I think is ridiculous. Yeah. And as much as I loved how you addressed us this week, <laughs> or me, yeah. I think this is some nitpicky bullshit. Yeah. I do. Like... Like I, I, I'm sure you're like a cool dude or whatever, but I and I, I and I do think like maybe you have a point. Like I could go back and like if I wanted to watch like Iron Man uh, two and three, if I was forced to watch those movies again and watch them again, I might be able to notice this. Mm-hmm. Even in Age of Ultron, I might notice this shit. But it's not enough to affect like my rating of Civil War as a whole down right. to a low taste. It. Because of suits and how well a suit is able to hold up against blows against Bucky. Like, this is something I would expect Jay to bitch about. <laughs> so that, no, no, that way you could knock Civil War down a peg or two. Right, right. Because fuck Marvel, am I right? <laughs> do you see? I did, didn't, right? I didn't for, even do that. Except for Ghost Rider. Except for Ghost Rider. Woo! Oh, man! <laughs> Norman Reedus, man! Me and fucking Norman... Go BB gun some birds. <laughs> That's hilarious. But I'm saying, like, don't you don't come on. Yeah, I, I right? agree. I agree. I even agree with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Is it? Is it, aren't they trading the shield back and forth? And him and him? Cap are beating the fuck out of him. I don't see how he isn't getting the shit kicked out of him at that point. You know, mm. both of those guys are super soldiers, right? Am I right? Am I yeah, wrong? Yeah. yeah, Bucky got some formula so too. He can fucking kick the shit out of Iron Man. I even mean, with the non-robot arm. He, yeah, he doesn't need it. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think, I think it's I think it's kind of nitpicky. Yeah. To like to to like like dude like if this is like you're like like the whole reason you said like the, I think this movie is a low taste for me, and then you go on and all you do is you're talking about like suits. If that's like your whole reason for knocking this movie down to a low taste, like I can't imagine like like watching this movie in the theater, Civil War. And the Spider-Man scene and, like, the giant man scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then just, like, by the end of the movie, watching Bucky fuck up his suit, that negating everything else that I saw. And just, like, wanting to stand up and be like, God damn it, that fucking suit just couldn't, they couldn't hold the suit up. Yeah. <laughs> fucking pussy-ass suit. And fuck this movie because that suit's not holding up in this battle. I can't. Yeah. That's crazy to me. I agree. I can see the same thing. You know, they, they made Black Panther seem so indestructible, but I can see the same thing happening to his suit if Bucky and Cap were fucking trading blows with him. For yeah. sure. I mean, that makes sense to me. So, I don't know. He says, uh, oh, yeah, P.S. I'm a relatively new listener and had to Google what the fuck Funko Pops were <laughs> and have no idea what the appeal is. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I knew this email sucked. <laughs> Stupid little baby toy bullshit. <laughs> fucking grown fucking men. Grown fucking men walking into stores and walking out with little figurines with beady fucking eyes and bulbous heads. It's from my favorite character. <laughs> I love. It's the alternate design. They're not all bobbleheads, Brian. <laughs> it's true. They're not all bobbleheads. 
like fucking holding up your little Funko flag and defending your Funko bullshit. They're not. Bo- they're not all bobbleheads. <laughs> I didn't know Christ. I had to defend my Funko shit <laughs> <laughs> every day, man. You, no, you told you went with well, that dime when I called them bobbleheads, and you you went on the. Oh, defense. they're not bobbleheads. No. Oh, I know. Well, God, I know, Jake. It's not an argument. It's a fact. <laughs> Jake, do some, do some of their heads fucking bobble? Yes, and they're not all bobbleheads. But most of them that I've seen the are bobbleheads. them are not bobbleheads. Bull fucking shit. Every last one that I've ever fucking picked up has a fucking bobble for a goddamn head. <laughs> the majority and of them are not And regardless whether they're bobbleheads or not, they're fucking stupid. <laughs> they're a fucking waste of money. I have they're no a waste fact of to fucking prove that. space. <laughs> they old stupid Most of them are not bobbleheads. Oh, God, fuck off. It's not a direct adaptation. It's not a subjective <laughs> argument. You know, it's a, a fact that most of them are not bobbleheads. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Now, by everyone that I've ever fucking picked up is a goddamn bobblehead. Every time I That's pick on up one you. Of these pieces of shit, I, you know, I'm actually proud of the fact that I don't an- sit, sit around, look at the box, and analyze the box. A painting job on this one, good. I've seen you pick up one that wasn't a bobblehead. It happened today. Oh yeah, I had to pull it out of. The <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> How is it not fair? We received a – I want to thank him. I want to thank Sean, Sean Hamilton from the League of Geeks podcast. Sent us a, a really cool uh, you know, geek package. Uh, Crazy, yeah. And sent us a lot of cool gifts. And thank, thank you. Thank you, Sean. A lot of Star Wars stuff. We got a – yeah. Uh, the first thing, unfortunately, I saw was a pair of fucking dead beady eyes looking <laughs> straight in my direction. I got sent us a cyborg. Immediately handed it to Jake. Yeah. <laughs> Take this from me. <laughs> then I, I pureled the fuck out of my hands. <laughs> God damn it, I got that Funko Pop shit on my hand. <laughs> well, Sean did say he farted in the box. So <laughs> the Purell is a good yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. So I opened up the box and we got this met, the first thing. What's up, Brian? What's up? I farted in this box. <laughs> But I think there's something in here for everyone, except Frank, Sean. Thank you, Sean. Except the fart. Shy A. Nechi sends us an email. Uh, Hey, gang, I was supposed to behave today and not go out, but the sun was shining in Amsterdam. People on their boats getting turnt. I had no fucking plans. Did he just say getting turnt? He did, Turn up. I had no fucking... (laughs) I had no fucking plan, so I decided I'm going to go watch Man of Steel again for the eighth time. This movie fucking rocks. Fuck that new Batman v Superman bullshit with Ben Affleck, who has a personality of a wet paper towel. This movie is the fuck... Oh, Jay, God, is that- that's pissing you off. Ooh, I'm getting steamed. Jesus Christ. I honestly think, like, any anybody could play fucking Batman and Jay would be happy. Am I right? It's Batman. Yeah. I love Batman. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. That's No, you should... Because you love Batman, you should want more from the goddamn character than Ben Affleck. I thought he was fine. Fine. Yeah, I thought he was fine. He was fine. Oh, that's a huge endorsement. I thought he was fine. No, you should be saying, oh my God, I thought he was fucking amazing. Just one movie Best so far. Best fucking Batman I've ever seen in my goddamn life. I might say that after fine. a solo film. Fine. Yeah. He was solo. fine. <laughs> I, I, you and him are getting turnt. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, you're in a force coma. <laughs> I know, I know. I am. He, uh, he, he said this. Uh, he, uh, he says, uh, 
Uh, the score is spot on. Oh yeah, fuck the new Batman v Superman bullshit. He's talking about Man of Steel. He goes, this movie is fu- is a fucking bomb. The score is spot on, and Zack Snyder pulled it off with all the cinematography. Anyway, did this email have any value? Yeah, I flipped out on Jay. <laughs> there you go. For Batman being fine. <laughs> did he really ask if the fuck. email had value? Yeah. Anyway, did this email have any value? He says probably not, but you read it, and I know some of you agree with me, except Jake. Who, for some reason, dislikes the movie, and that's fine. But really, what up with that? He put, what up with that? What up with that? What's up with that? I don't know. What's up with that? I love that segment. Ooh-wee. <laughs> What's, What's up, up with that? What's, What's up, up with, with that? Yeah. What's up? <laughs> uh, anyway, have a great shower. Instead of putting show, he says, anyway, have a great shower. Apparently, he thinks all three of us get together in a shower after this. No, no, no. Jay drops the loofah, and Jake oh. goes to town. <laughs> Brian is then sees what happens and is forced into a force coma. <laughs> <laughs> he had to avoid the devastation. I swear to, I swear to, I swear to God, he puts anyway. Have a great shower. All right. What's uh, up with that? So yeah. <laughs> Jay, Jay, gonna get turned in the shower. <laughs> this is our hippest email ever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> New lingo. <laughs> anyway, I feel your show is on fleek. <laughs> I made that up. Yeah. He says Civil War is a five out of seven. Who has seven stars? Yeah, that's what's weird. the seven star system? Seven star system. Huh, it's a five nice. out of seven. X Men was I, I, he put X Men was I too. I <laughs> he puts keep on trucking. I'm drunk as fuck. Ooh, he lost some hipness with the keep on trucking. Yeah, keep on trucking, and he actually puts an apostrophe at the end of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's paying attention to uh, you know. Proper grammar. Yeah. 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 Weak. Yeah. Sign of weakness. <laughs> he put new low has been reached. Peace. So that's, that's actually our second email from Shy A. Nechi. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. First email, I don't remember him being so, so fucking. Yeah, so turnt. So, so, hey, Jay, Jake, what, what up with that? Oh, God, about Man of Steel? Yeah. Mm. Listen to episode eight. Go yeah. back, go to, uh, I actually reposted it. Just just listen to it. Next email comes from Greg Alente. Jake, what, what, is that his name? Greg Alente? Calente. It's Greg Caliente. Caliente. <laughs> that Where was, did that even come from? You! I know it came from me, but why did I, was it because of me reading it, signed? Uh, Didn't he send us something and I couldn't read his signature or something? Yeah, yeah, something, something like that. Um, and then, like, instead of saying Greg Alente, you said Greg Caliente. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's classic. Yeah. A legend was born. A legend was born. The Spice Man himself. <laughs> Mr. Spicy. Uh, hey, leftovers! Holy shit! Have any of you uh, have any of you seen the trailer for season two of Lego Dimensions? Uh, new in-game characters include BA Baracus with the A Team, Van Gizmo from Gremlins. The Goonies, E.T., Sonic the Hedgehog, and more. I'm so psyched to play as these new characters and to have them interact with DC heroes. Back to the Future, the Ghostbusters, and all the others. Thanks, Greg Caliente. (laughs) Nice. He says, P.S., Brian, have you gotten to this point in the email without breaking Jake's balls about playing with the kitty toys? My guess is probably not. See, he's trying to call it, too. Yeah. Um... I have no interest in playing any Lego. I played Lego Batman, and 
I, I, I played it for maybe like 20 minutes mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. I, I just don't care for the Lego games. I, I, I think, I think they're, they gotta be fun for kids. These are, I don't think these are targeted for adults. No. Um, unfortunately there are adults that are buying these. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> I yeah okay whatever Jake have at it <laughs> yeah I'm super excited they released a new trailer 16 new franchises are being thrown into the mix um, Harry Potter Fantastic Beasts new Ghostbusters Beetlejuice Goonies Gremlins lots of fun stuff can't wait to see all the new interactions through all the new characters the trailer was brilliant too they did a lot of really funny stuff like they showed Gollum going for the ring and then Sonic grabbing it out of his hands and. They showed Batman seeing Superman, and then you pull back, and it's Chunk with the Superman, or not Chunk, but Sloth with the uh, Superman shirt on and everything. Super fun trailer. Can't wait for these new sets. See the the Gremlins and ET getting turnt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They showed like Gizmo hanging out with the Wicked Witch of the West, and oh, the water gets thrown snap. on him. <laughs> I mean, I, I, this is all this is all fun. If I'm Seven. I mean, <laughs> if I'm seven years old, yes. Oh, the games are hilarious. They've so got a excited. great sense of humor. Yeah, laugh a and minute. They do a really good job of doing all the different interactions with all the different franchises. Like the writers don't just cheat it. They're not just there as graphic pixels. Like they actually have really funny things to say to each other. I can. You know, I imagine. Like, I'm talking to Jay. <laughs> I imagine like like when Jake gets home, like yeah. him having like a little tea party with his Funko Pops. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, they're in the box. Hold on, I'm talking. To, I'm having a private conversation with my boy Jay over here. <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, seriously. I don't want to get tea on the boxes. <laughs> it's imaginary tea. Taking little sips of little, tea. Yeah, he's got like his little princess, you yeah. know, teacup set. <laughs> yeah. And you know, <laughs> made out of Legos. Yeah, he's like, uh, "What do you, what do you think, uh, Funko Neville Longbottom?" <laughs> <laughs> you certainly have a long bottom. <laughs> I, I've seen your pictures lately. You, you, you are really handsome these days. <laughs> that was a deep cut. <laughs> I think that too. I think that's what he does. You think he grew up handsome too? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I Tupperware that Lego Dimensions trailer. I got super pumped. I will never watch it. (laughs) Don't care. At least Greg's got an excuse. He has a child in the home. (laughs) I have no excuse. God, I, I, like, Jake, like, like, what, do you, like, brush your teeth with, like, little, like, do you have, like, superheroes on your toothbrush? No. <laughs> I've collected Legos all I, my life, man. I, I, I can't get out of it. It's like, I, I just, like, imagine, like, Jake's house is, like, you walk into, like, Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be okay with that. <laughs> it's just, there's so many laughs in that house. <laughs> so many laughs. Next email comes from our buddy over at the Comic Slobs, Ryan Mears. No, this guy. Yeah, I know this guy. He's, it's titled "The Resurrection of Jake the Snake." Yeah. Check. The, he says, uh, "Check this out after your recommendation." Tupperware. Within ten minutes, I was reminded of an awesome childhood spent watching these heroes, and was brought to tears over the tragic downward spiral. Each setback makes the next victory that much more rewarding. 
Amazing storytelling, amazing documentary. Everyone should go straight to Netflix and watch Jake the Snake Resurrection. But close the curtains so your neighbors don't know you're a blubbering bitch over a bunch of retired wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. What'd you think, man? You saw it, Jay. Yeah, man. I, I would totally echo exactly what he said, man. I it, it was inspiring for me. You know, like any of my problems felt minuscule yeah. compared to what he was going through in Scott Hall. I mean, Scott Hall couldn't even – he was in a wheelchair, when, the, when we first see him in yeah, this, and, yeah. and he gets out of it, it's so great. It's so great to see these friends help each other out. And that's really what it, you know, Diamond Dallas Page is a good friend for these guys. Oh, Diamond Dallas Page is a great guy. Without him, like, those guys would not have made it. I yeah. mean, he let them live with him. He did not, like, he left here and there, and of course, like, people slipped up. Well, he's got shit he's got to do. He's got stuff to do, yeah. but you see him come back. He's like, man, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. You know, don't fucking do this. And, and, and to see the transformation, the physical, mental, spiritual, if you believe in that shit, you can see it, man. Yeah. It's so great to see. It's a great documentary. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Diamond Dallas Page left. Crack party time. <laughs> yeah, no. That's how it But any, like, the, <laughs> just the, the grip of fucking addiction on this guy. Like, Jake, this, he does not want to live this way. And, and, like, it keeps coming back to him, even though he's made progress. It comes back again because addiction's yeah. a son of a bitch, man. If that's ingrained in you, and it, and it took like great friends to get him out of that, and uh, just to see him be happy and smiling again when he's just so in the, like suicidal at yeah. the beginning, he wants to die. Yeah, and uh, yeah, man, I love this documentary. It's great, total, total Tupperware. Yeah, thank you for you know. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. fantastic documentary, yeah. man. Uh, last email uh, comes from Eric Marable. Um, how drunk is he? <laughs> Let's read it and find out. Hey, leftovers! I was hoping to send a very unwanted review of a work of the Warcraft movie, uh, as I was supposed to take my daughter to see it. Um, that's a weird father-daughter movie. Yeah. yeah, let's go see Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Uh, well, we all came out winners as she opted to go to her grandma's instead. Spent my day smoking ribs and watching The Death of Superman Lives on Showtime. Ah, nice. Although this movie would have been god-awful, I highly suggest watching it. It gives a glimpse of what was going through the minds of everyone involved and a face-palming experience as they truly believe they had a great movie in the works. Later, guys. Yeah, well... Mirable, I already talked about it. Yeah, so. I want to watch that. Yeah, you guys need to watch yeah. it, man. I think you'll get a kick out of it, man. Yeah. The concept art, uh, some of fucking uh, Tim Burton's ideas for Brainiac, I was just like, wow. Yeah. Wackadoo. Wow, yeah. Even if it's crazy, though, it's nice to see that, you know, imagination, you know. Yeah, back when he had one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. Alice, through the looking glass, is not doing too well in no. the box office. No, so. yeah. Alright guys, this has been episode 142. We are now eight episodes away from 150. What's I happening then? Got a spe- I'll tell you guys as soon as we get off here. I got a special guest joining us. First, okay, nice. First special guest. Uh, but, uh, just like all good leftovers saying they're doggy bags. Thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Unless we're all in a force coma. <laughs> right, Jay? God damn it! I'm about to be in a steak and shake coma. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap.
Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Gonna toss it, gonna taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are originally good. Have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Gonna toss it, gonna taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture, pushovers, pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers We love it, hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture leftovers.